All right. Well, let's let's get this going, huh? Shall we? Yep. Whenever let's you're ready. It. Are we ready to talk about the goings on of the world? <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I it was weird because like I was like avoiding all news because I was just like, you know what? At least half the country is going to be upset with the election. So I was just like, I'm done. And then Don's like, Hey, do you want to come on? And then I've had to thrust myself back into it. And the world is still on fire, apparently. Oh yeah, it's pretty terrible. So with that, and just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, a lot of political bipartisanship, we are back <laughs> to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, November 14th, 1.31 p.m., episode 97. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. The best part about the whole deal is all built from the ground up. For people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless endeavor to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And once again, local celebrity Larry Dixon. Larry the tax guy is in the house. He's not in studio because he's out there making sure America's safe, running his soldiers all over the place. (laughs) But we had the pleasure of having him in, and we're going to – this week we're going to get through the election among – and and then just all the spinoffs that that came with. Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to get through the election? Because I don't – I don't know if America's going to. (laughs) Exactly. It's, uh, It's been insane. We went over kind of in the pre-show a little bit of um, <clears throat> some of the reversals that we've seen from both parties. And yeah. so we talked first about um, the Democrats and specifically kind of like the farther left and how for the last four years, like everything is broken. You know, we have a dictator, <laughs> like it's, it's horrible. He's destroying everything. And then like we, you know, after the election, oh, we did it. Like he's gone. We voted him out. Like we the dictator it. is gone, you know. So everything that we said was broken and destroyed over the last four years, you know, we can't trust the election. The Russians are in it. And now uh, don't even question it at all because if you even, if you even question it, you know, then you are just destroying the integrity of the system itself, which is absolutely hilarious. Um, it's, yeah, have you I, seen yeah. a lot of that? Have you, you know what we're talking about there? No, 100%. I thought it was weird. Like they obviously like spent three years, like three straight years. Like pre-corona telling us like this, this election was rigged, Russia, everybody's in there. Everybody wants to set up. Like there's no way we can trust the results. They did the same thing in Georgia with Stacey Adams. And now that everything's oh, kind of panning God. out, like now if you even broach the subject of like, hey, like there's some irregularities and not even that like this is widespread and it should be Trump over Biden. It's just like, hey, like these facts aren't adding up. They're like, no, you're a bigot. You're a Nazi. You're the new Hitler. Right. You're endorsing it. And I was just like, we like we we got crazy so fast. Cause like, again, like if we were to six months ago, they'd be like, no, he's illegitimate. He's a Nazi who was brought in by Putin and he's just been serving out his agenda. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, the, the whole narrative essentially from the beginning of the 2016 election. Yes. I mean, it has not changed uh, up until now where all of a sudden it's the only thing that has shifted ex- is now instead of the evil coming into power the evil is going out of power and we're yeah. we're bringing civility back to democracy again well, it it's, was... it's just this weird it's been going for four yeah. fucking years if not longer than that because of the campaign and all that but right and now all of a sudden it's like well i don't know what you're talking about we didn't 
we didn't, I don't know. None of that. We're not talking about the same thing. Even, we're not talking about, you know, irregularities and, and voter suppression. You brought up Stacey Abrams, which thank yeah. you, because she still thinks she's the governor of Georgia, by the way. She's out there talking <laughs> like she has some, like, seat at the political table, which right. she is yeah. literally a nobody. Well, and you're right. Even oh. to your point, even up until the election, when all the stuff starts to come out, you know, about Hunter Biden's laptop and all this. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, oh, that's Russian information. That. Like, we can't even share that on Facebook because it's going to disrupt the election and we cannot even allow that, you know? Yep. Yeah. Even a- any question, any, anything that might sway anybody's opinion, we cannot allow that to take place um, is pretty hilarious. And I, I was going to say that about Stacey Reavers, too. It's, it's, I like, I was almost surprised to hear it brought back up like this whole story. Oh, yeah. She was, you know, denied the governorship by this and this. And I'm like, she, this is settled over a year ago. Like she lost and refused to concede much in the same way that Donald Trump is now refusing to concede. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's now like, they're like, oh, Stacey Abrams and five or six other women shifted, you know, the face of Georgia voting into like this. I'm like, that's, and that's, that's, Certainly, that's true. After that is true. she lost yeah. the election, yes, they 100%. then went on a huge campaign to shift voting in Georgia. But yeah. the PSA yeah, the whole, guys backed that whole thing up for the whole the starting time. of this saga of Stacey Abrams of like her, yeah, her being just uh, yeah. you know completely wronged politically. Because and I'm I'm not like we we talked about it at the time. It was yeah. super weird, you know, very weird looking, very suspicious. But after all was said and done, and the votes were counted and recounted, like nope, this. This is it, and it's yeah. all like good, good to go. And I want to say yeah. it was like a fifty. I mean, it was a similar margin in the voting, he, he if I remember by, right, like fifty thousand votes or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah fifty, like, yeah, 50 votes ish, yeah. something like and, that. And in one state, like that's not a small margin, you know, no. for one particular state. If you're talking about between two presidential candidates, right? If that's what separated yeah. Joe Biden and President Trump, we would say, okay, let's let's do a lot of recounting because that's not that many in a country of X million. But yeah, in a state like fifty thousand votes is yeah. Is, yeah. Like the the gap in the in the Senate race right now is less than that, or it's yeah. more than that. Yeah, yeah. So it is still pretty tight that fifty thousand. Right. Where was it in Pennsylvania? Oh, I wait. think is a similar margin. Yeah, I think yes. Pennsylvania had tight margins. Arizona had super tight margins. Um, those are the, like the last two that I've looked at. Like, just because coming off the Stacey Abram thing, right? And like. Donald Trump has, like you guys said, the similar situation. And I know that Pennsylvania, for sure, like that's obviously one of the court cases up. And I know he had won one of his lit, uh, his litigations that he yeah. had going. And I think there's one more going. And then I believe Michigan's the third one because I'm, I'm pretty sure there's three of them going on. And I just, like, that's where I got confused on because, like, even in Stacey Abrams' case, like, they went back and they relooked at the ballots and, like, they did all the things that you're supposed to do. And then now that Donald Trump is trying to do all those same things, like, now he is overthrowing democracy. And, like, that's brought right. me to, like, the wider point. Like, if you sat down with people and, like, hey, we had, what, 140, 140 million, almost 150 million people, and you're, like, we had a little bit of voter fraud, we would be, like, okay, that's rational. It's highly contested, super insane, a lot of power being thrown around. And, like, there might, like, there are some we should investigate it, and there may not be enough to overturn it, but, like, we should look at it and, like, the fact that like the media and everybody else surrounding it, we can't have that simple conversation. Like I think the best thing to come out of this, no matter who wins or loses, I think the medias are just going to die. Cause right now, like they like the Hunter Biden story, they completely covered it up. Right. Like they didn't even let us look at it, but oh, now wait, they're yeah. almost lying to your face. And so 
now all their lies are kind of surface. And so like, that's like it gaslighting. Yes. And so like, that's in my head. It's like, that's the thing we're going to get out of this is like the media's toast. Cause like, you can't turn it on. You can't have a real conversation anymore because there are no facts being thrown out. No. Starting no. with polling. I, th- I think you're totally right. Starting with polling where all of the media is like, okay, something went seriously wrong here. Like, obviously, <laughs> polling can't be trusted at all when for the, the first, I don't know, at least at least nine months prior to that, people are like, okay, so no one believes the polling, right? So it's, it's all bullshit because yeah. everything that we saw last year, and for some reason, the media is the last ones to catch on. Like, maybe we didn't have this exactly correct. Hmm. And all of the regular people are like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like that. Yeah. Obviously, we heard what you said and voted in the opposite direction, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, we talked about, I do have to... We talked about a lot of this on our social medias, right? That's what that's what it was. But um, and so on Twitter, I met Salt of the Street. I know it was very abrupt, but I had to. No, do it was good. Get in there. Um, yeah, I met Salt of the Street on Twitter. Salt of the Streets on Parlor and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offie on all those things. Larry is a man. What are you? Are you capital L Larry, yeah. capital T the underscore capital <laughs> T tax capital M man? Yes. See, yes. On what Twitter, happened, anyways. I wanted to just be like Larry the Tax Guy, right? Because it just really rolls off the lips, and like that's just where I'm going. But like, but it just can't be that simple, can it? They can't, and people have it. So I've literally <laughs> yeah. just been emailing these people, like on Twitter. <laughs> if you type in Larry the Tax Guy, he has like eight followers. He doesn't use Twitter, and so like I'm trying to get in touch. With him. I'm like, hey, can I just have this handle? Like, you don't use this. And so right. I'm late to the party. The goal is to centralize everything under Larry the Tax Guy, and we're just gonna push roll that out. But yeah, we'll I love get there. it. I love yep. it. We'll um, get there. We'll get there. Something I've hit just for the month of November. We're out here. This mustache still exists. November, right? I made my first donation this morning. It's a weird year. Uh, the last couple of years, I've, I learned when I made the post last week that mm-hmm. I have almost $1,200 that I've collected over the last four years from November. So get a nice close up on the, on the camera there so people can see that beautiful push broom you got going on. That's an, it's so thick and even. Like, I'm actually like shocked at how, like, even in uniform it is across your face oh yeah it looks He's grown up a lot it's i when i looked in on the camera i was like it looks like a solid piece it doesn't look yeah. like a mustache it looks like i'm wearing a piece of clay on my face. <laughs> no 100 yeah. just bless your wife though just for seeing that grow and just be like yeah. no i still love this man like the weird poof. thing about it larry because larry just said bless you babe uh for dealing with my mustache is that this year this is the fifth year that I've done Movember. And this year she actually was like, I actually like, like it. Like, I don't know if I want you to shave it when it was done. And I was like, I'm, I don't know if I believe you because for the last four years, you've only talked about how much you hated it and how creepy I look for the whole entire month. And now you're like, no, I think like, I actually like it. So yeah. Oh my God. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm if it team mustache. Around. I'm team. Like we keep it year round. I think we just go. Just do it. I, I have a couple mustache. of guys at work that for like Kyle and Shane all the rest of the year they're like so when are you growing your mustache like uh, when does that happen I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, November you have to November. wait till November yeah but uh, yeah I'm not I don't hate it you know the other day it was feeling really itchy but mm-hmm. um on occasion like only you know. yeah and I can't if I could grow a whole beard I would grow a whole beard but I can't I talked about toyed with the idea of maybe a goatee the other day so we'll think about you know so we should we should keep we'll see what happens um right now i'm infatuated with the push broom i think yeah. that it'll probably stick around until i just get tired of it and then yeah. i'll shave my face and Dude, we should what do you think Larry, my life will be really, i want to see handlebars no, no, on that thing. i think i think we just let it go like i 
if the rest of your facial hair turns into what you have on your face now, then I am a hundred percent in there. Like this is, oh, yeah. you're literally growing <laughs> probably more hair on your face than I have on my head. Like this is amazing. <laughs> like I saw you guys on the pre-show and I was just like, holy shit, Don is, he's, you're manifesting something. You're not even growing it anymore. Like I appreciate you're manifesting that. it. Dude. I, I love it. This is, oh, the this picture. This is my dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look okay. at that. Strong jeans. Those are strong jeans. And that's, so that's why he, and he can't grow a beard either. Um, we are Mexican and Irish, me and my dad. And so that's, yeah, that's all that he's got is just the mustache. Um, he has like a soul patch too, but not even a goatee. Like oh, it's really? not even a full, no, it's really just the mustache. See, after a while, that's kind of nice because it's just low maintenance, you know? You yes. Got areas you don't have to touch up and you know it. Yeah. 100%. And that's, I have found that, that shaving with the mustache is like, it's way quicker. You know? Oh yeah. That's even if it's just here, that took more time. It's as you can see, it's super thick. So it took more time, you know? Yeah. So even just humble rag that. much. Yeah. As you can see, it's super thick and luxurious. As you can see, yeah. it's incredibly lush and beautiful. Just let me flex on every single person watching the podcast. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. better than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it. So that's oh. it. Movember. You can go to Movember.com and search Donovan Phillips, Movember.com slash Donovan Phillips because I changed it because I'm the shit. And oh, duh. I figured it out. Uh, but that's it. You learned yourself some of the internet. Yes. The first time that I did like the posting on the website by myself, mm -hmm. I like made Jordan give me a high five because I was like, I fucking did it. I put hyperlinks in here. I like all this shit by myself. I hate computers, bro. I, yeah. So even just that, and I can, can barely email. It sucks, bro. Oh, and I hate man. it. It's not me. My phone. Everything for my. That's why I want the double phone. Because like everything I can do for my phone, I got it. I have a thousand percent handled. But as soon as I yeah. have to go to a computer, fucking idiot. I can't do it. Man, so that's gonna be like the defining phone, line between like everything. the next generation of boomers. It'll be the people that can use oh. the smartphones but can't work the computer. Ah, yeah. That'll be the that'll be the new dividing line. What's your no. thoughts? I know you just got a new phone layer. What's your thoughts on the double phone? Have you seen that? The one that opens up. Which one? Are, so again, I'm a techie, right? I love tech. Oh, like okay. if I'm not buying tech, then I'm just looking at it. So you have the wing, which creates like a T. You have the fold. Is that what you're talking about? The fold? Yes. So the fold looks cool in theory. Uh, my wife was going to get the first one that came out and the magnets weren't right. I don't like to be the first in to a right. new tech. So I think when it, I think that's where we're all going to go. I really think that we're all going to like pull out of our pocket and then open it up into an iPad. And then we're just going to move stuff around with our hands and then we're going to fold it back up. So I like the fold in theory, uh, in practice, I hate being the first person because there's so many kinks. Like the first one was like messing with people's like what their pace meters in their chest or whatever. Um, yeah. Cause the, the <laughs> magnet was so strong. And then okay. you saw that Samsung, like they had a phone that blew up like Samsung first in. Yes. Me. So the fold love it. But like that's like the appeal of iPhone, right? It's so slow to innovation that you just feel like you're just like, oh, this is a put together product. And so the one that I think I looked at is like an LG phone, the LG Think, I believe that it's called. And so that one, that doubles and up it's, like it's one phone. And then the second one is a case that has the other phone in it. And so you set the first phone into the case. 
Okay. And then it opens up. And so there's like a slight, you know, bar in between the two, which yeah. for me is not a problem, but then it's not like you don't have that magnet problem like you were talking about. Um, so it's, it's a, yeah, case that has technically two phones in it, but they're operating yeah. together once they're like snapped in. See, and that sounds cool. And again, I feel like, like my dream job is just like, Hey, like, we're just going to dump all this tech on you and you just go <laughs> ahead and play with it. And you tell us what you think. Like, yes, I could, I could do review videos. Like I could be, I have the face for excitement there. You know what I mean? It's just like, I have it. I'm ready for it. But unfortunately, I have the face for radio as well. So here we are, you know? <laughs> I, I could not disagree with you more. You do not have a face for radio. You have a face You're built a for the, face. For, you have a face built for YouTube. There you go. So that no, you I need a bigger jaw. Videos. It's like bigger jaws. Bigger jaws do really well. I, I'm, I'm in on it. It's have like, you seen my bones out there's like rubber things you can buy you chew on you know that are supposed to like make your jaw bigger have you seen this N no i don't want to because i feel like in my head you'll come out looking like a chipmunk yeah and then you'll just be walking around just like with jaws out right. here but the risk of chipmunk always exists That's i got ripped cheeks sure. man <laughs> i got ripped cheeks man yes, oh my god exactly so let me ask you guys this because you're you know y'all interested in these phones have you seen the the galaxy z flip so this is the folding like screen this. yeah that flips yes. up like an old school flip phone i have seen that and it almost looks like a compact mirror yes yeah hey do you know what we're talking about so i i don't i always whenever i see the flip i always think of the motorola razor mm -hmm. yes so which is like this like. yeah the same similar thing so i like the motorola so i think i've seen the flip like i again i watch a lot of youtube unboxing so like i don't i'm not gonna pretend like i do but like when i saw the razor one, the nostalgia just poured over me. But two, like I, I, I really, I'm, I'm telling you, like the ability to open up into a big phone and then close it up and put it in your pocket, because like that's the problem. Like putting your phone in your pocket now is an act of Congress. So yeah. Well, this one almost looks like a regular sized phone that yeah. just folds in half. See. And so then when you open it up, it's regular size, but just like easy to store. Because that's what they're, it's like a bunch of ladies in the commercial, you know, that have like yeah. small purses that they're putting it into and shit. Oh, yeah, so, putting it in their clutches. Exactly. hundred percent. Or like men putting it in their suit breast pocket and just reaching Ooh. in and flipping it open. And then yeah, I just feel like you look cooler pulling a flip phone out of your. They need to make yeah. a case that looks like a handkerchief you know how you fold them up because you get your pocket square going <laughs> yes. on I have a pocket square the back case of it for has it. the yeah. so you yeah. just put it in so it sticks up out of there so you look all fancy i feel so like when i yeah, yeah. <laughs> when i put stuff in the chest pocket and the frocket of the a frocket shirt you yep. know like i don't want it to be too heavy you know if it's too heavy it starts like way down your shirt yeah, yeah. And look weird and then it'll rip out yeah, 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 exactly. So, yes. so you would have to have the the phone would have to be of a of a light weight, Indeed. you know, to be able to uh, of razor esque weight. Oh, if you will, to, to be able to be comfortable. Sounds like somebody's interested in a razor. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Oh, that's I remember funny. when those were the coolest phones, the razors. Yeah, I dropped one in a bowl of soup. That's a real story. Really? Oh, that's how it died. Go yeah. ahead, kind of soup. I, it was like chicken camel. It was like what chicken noodle soup or whatever. It was after a football game, and like my family makes fun. I break every phone I come into contact with, so I always buy an inordinate amount of insurances over it. But like I was just like on it and like trying to eat soup, and it just slipped right into the bowl Aww. of soup. I've drooled on a phone and broke it. Like I've broken phones in like the most magnificent ways, like extravagant. One fell out of a car while I was moving. Like think about like dropping a phone out of a car, like how that goes. Um, oh yeah, some I have good a stuff. very like, recent experience with that. And you're like, oh shit. 
Yeah, because like in New York, you don't have any service in the mountains near West Point. So like you like stick your head out a little bit to get a little bit better service and it just fell out of the car. And I was like, okay, That's well. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, dang. Spent a lot awesome. of money on phones. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I'm going to tell a story real quick. Yes. About phones and losing your phone. Okay. So last weekend when my brother and I went, we were heading over to the mountains to go hunting. So we drive all night long, you know, it's only four hours away, but like, you know, we got there, we started to hit these back roads and like the backlogging roads around six in the morning or so. Right. And yeah. we kind of jump off this first road and we're like, we're thinking it's the right one. And then I realized like we turn a corner and then somebody's already got a camp set up and all this like, Oh, this is the wrong road. Crap. Let me back out of here real quick. So me and my brother, you didn't like hold him up with your rifles and be like, "Give me your shit." No, no, no. We were, no, we try to be nice to people, you know, and because uh, everybody's got a gun, so you want to be really nice to everybody because everyone's packing. But I guess that makes so sense. we like turn around. And my brother starts looking for his phone all frantically, like, "Oh, let me check something." You know, he's going to check his position on the map or whatever. He starts looking, for, can't find his phone. He's like, "Oh crap!" He, so he gets out of the truck real quick and he starts looking around the floorboard, seeing if he can't. And we can't find it. So we're like, "Shit, man!" About an hour back, we pulled over real quick because daddy was getting real tired and we had to pee and all that good stuff so we got out stretched our legs so maybe it fell down over there mind you foggy as shit the entire time like i could barely see 25 feet in front of me and it's pitch dark because middle of the night yes so no real references to go off so we just blatantly start heading out on the highway just maybe hoping we could see some tire tracks or something where i pulled off or something so we drive like an hour and then we get the genius idea to use my phone to do the find my android thing and locate it and it's we you can just log into that from the internet yeah it's kind of like the find your iphone thing yeah um, and so we <laughs> log like in android version yeah right and it's exactly where we had stopped the gps signal's going he's got great service he's got like 82 percent battery life it's like it's all good and it's exactly where we had stopped to look for his phone in the first place so we really another hour all the way back to where we had pulled in and it's light by now. And yeah. so it's just this big mud puddle, basically, right? And so we drive in, and it's just this brown, really thick, syrupy mud, you know? And then right on top, I see a nice little clean black box sitting right on top. And so just go up, pull it out, still works, brushed it off, got the phone again. That's so funny. Bro. You know, the, the, the fact that it still worked, honestly, that's everything. Right there. That, that tells you a lot. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so cashing in that. on good luck. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's one of them like twelve hundred dollar phones. Brother was pissed the whole time. He's like, "Dude, I just bought this fucking phone, and now I lost it." Luckily, thought, still working. I thought I lost my wallet a couple of weeks back, and Jordan went to my work a couple of times to look for it, and she ran into Doctor Plum while she was there, and he then texted me. Fucking like nine people talked to me about my my lost wallet the next day, and I'm like, "Don't fucking worry about it." But I found it in my bag. It doesn't matter, and. Um, so Dr. Plum texted me and he was like, I lost my wallet in a bathroom in Vienna, like, you know, trying to do this and this and this. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the next time that I saw him, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. True story for sure. And so he's fucking in Austria and like goes into a hotel to go to the bathroom and takes his wallet and shit out of his pocket to go to the bathroom and then walks straight out. And then goes to get on like a tour bus or some shit and realizes he doesn't have his wallet or his passport or any of his fucking shit. And so he goes back to the hotel and yeah, he said was able to parse through enough, oh. like, you know, English and whatever the, I don't know if they speak German or I don't know what, what are you speaking? The, yeah. 
What are you, Kevin Larry? What are you, German? Yeah, I think. So. Listen, I'm I'm geographic geographically inept, so like I don't know. I know so, they speak Romanian and Romania, so that's about. That's all I got. <laughs> there you go. So so what? whatever they speak in Austria, that in English, they're like, oh yeah, here's your wallet, and I was like, that's and all your stuff was there, and he's like, oh yeah, totally. It's like that's in America. There's no way. Like if you get your wallet it's back gone. in America, all your money is gone for all of sure. It. For yeah, sure, easy. they're taking all your money. And, and you ger- probably want to get rid of your credit cards because they still yeah probably because yes. they might have bought something just, yeah, just before they point. were like you know I really wanted this thing that yep. I couldn't afford so I'm just gonna scoop it on Amazon real quick and I might even add this to my quick cards you know so that I can try and use it in the future and then we'll see what happens after that. That's so what and the internet is telling us they do indeed speak ninety eight percent of the population speaks German. Ninety eight percent German. Nailed there you it. Go. There you go, Larry. We are some learned individuals. That's, That's all that West Point training over there. Hundred percent. They teach you so much about it. Oh, Larry, did yes. When Ask you were going questions. to, when you were in the academy, yeah, was the book Starship Troopers by um, Heinlein still part of the required reading? Did you no. read Starship Troopers? No. No. Thank God. Oh. No. No, okay, thank no, God, no. no. <laughs> no, no thank no. God. No, Bro. I had I had, this, I had a thick reading list uh, when I went to West Point, especially like as a freshman when they would require you to read it. The New Fifty Two was coming out from DC, so I was reading a lot of Superman and Batman. So okay. I, I had a really thick reading list there, so yeah, I yeah. couldn't have got much else in there. That's funny. Oh well, I would highly recommend. I'm just saying because it's a great book. It's yeah. actually all about leadership and like military style leadership and training and like responsibility to the citizenship and it's like not at all what the movie's about yeah but oh, i had okay. always been told that they still teach it at west point i'm like oh i totally understand why now i was like i gotta ask larry about this apparently so, not just because you mentioned this larry you're staunchly a dc over marvel guy yeah so okay so this is a, this is an emotional thing for me right oh, sure. i okay. love i love universe i love building organizational like things right so like i don't really have a favorite football player i have a favorite football coach right because they, they build structures so, like i don't like things i like leaders logistics so, mm-hmm. 100 like I, I like when you bring it all together so whenever it was dc when i was reading comics it was always dc because their world building was better and they had great writers that were just building better stories it, it was sinking better like at the i i black is day brightest night the new 52 series like you, you like the, the final multiverse cry, the, 100% the, trick, the crisis the multiverse. multiverse, yeah. And then Marvel flipped it on its head. Like the 22, 22 or 23 like movie episode multiverse they built out was incredible. Yeah. Like I just remember, just, I, I watch all of it. Like again, it's like that the subtle ties and then the hard ties. And then like, we're gonna have, like the Avenger movies, the only movie I've ever turned my phone completely off for and just watched it. Really? It's it's the only one. Otherwise, I have on my phone. I check my watch, and I love movies. My wife will tell you, like I I make her go to a lot of movies with me, and but that's the one. Like I remember, like we went to New York, went to an IMAX theater. It was in Syracuse. It was me, Kevin, and my other best friend Brady. Like it was just like, I can remember where I was because like I was really there for that movie. I could have cried at the end. I think like I was emotionally tied in. So like the comics love DC better, and for Marvel, I like the the movies are better. Like I the DC like like. DC kind of got messed up because, like, Batman just, like, DC fell out. DC movies like, are shit. Exactly, right? Because they, they were going to build around Batman and then – not Christopher Dole, so what is it? Christian Bale was like, nah, I'm out. And then Christopher Nolan left. And then it was just like, okay, well, we lost our Michael Jordan. 
but then Marvel kept Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. And like, you can literally see in my mind, like building around those pieces is everything. And now they had what they were on their third Batman. They have what six Superman's. They've just had a lot of bad misses. Oh yeah. Plus Superman's a broken superhero. So I think in the early days of comic book movies, when they're making Spider-Man and shit like that, I feel like they, the movie makers, the powers that be in the movie industry, neglected to understand how important it is to have one concurrent character or one person who is this character, you know? And so, like, that's why everyone can have a different, you know, like, oh, my Batman is fucking, you know, whoever. And I know, like, Val Kilmer, all these different fucking Batmans. (laughs) Nobody's Batman is just to put it out there, but (laughs) but just, you know, or like... The greatest Batman is Val Kilmer. all this shit. They just kept finding different people to be Batman, you know? And so all these movies are, like, super subpar until they get to Christian Bale. And I mean, some some of the other ones are fine, you know, but like for me, yeah. Christian Bale, Michael that, Keaton, Batman so is fine. Good. You know what I'm saying? But like Christian Bale is Batman. Yeah. Like that's who I'm trying to see. That series of I just watched, I stumbled across a YouTube video of a guy talking about all three of those Christopher Nolan Batmans and like all these little ties and stuff. And I was like, damn dog! Like it inspired me, and I went home and rewatched. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight oh, Rises, and I was like, "This great movie movies, is man. fucking incredible! They're so good, it's so good. They're yeah. so subtle, and like again, it's super important. Like in like a very, I, I don't know if it's crude, but a very aggressive. Like, like your your kids, your son only knows you as dad, right? No one else yeah. is being called dad. It's important. It, like for me, yes. that's been money. Like, who is Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr. Some would say yeah. he's not even Robert. Downey, he's Tony Stark, but he's not even Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> And like, but like, who is Batman? Who is Superman? Who like Christian all Bale those is my dad? Exactly right. Like, and then you <laughs> lost them. And so I really think they 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 bobbled it. And then I can talk. I get in my ner- like I go. To, I'm the guy who goes to Comic Con with my family. Like so, I'm in the nerd. Really? Like, okay. Oh, I'm deep. So like, we can. I've had aggressive conversations about this in school. Like that's why. Like I I take very aggressive stances because i'm emotionally tied in and so like when christian bale left and christopher nolan left like it, i felt it and i'm not boycotting anything but like reluctancy just builds up well oh, objectively yeah. those next movies sucked like yeah. wonder, wonder woman yet. wonder woman was pretty good like that mm-hmm. one was pretty good uh, but as far as like ben affleck batman that was a horrible fucking idea bad idea um even like man Bat of steel Fleck. or what's what was that was that one just called superman with uh Oh, I don't Superman know. Batman? I think so. Uh, well, he had his own movie before that, right? Was yeah, that su- called- yeah, Man of Steel, Superman, okay, Man of Steel. Like, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and that, that was okay. You know, it was all right. Yeah, um, it wasn't like but- one of their standard D movies. This was like... No, yeah, it, no was it was better like- than the Superman they did before that. Yeah. Where the yeah. guy got shot in the it, eye. That yeah, one was definitely terrible. wasn't Batman, but it was like somewhere in between. Yeah. It wasn't too terrible. You yeah, know? but Ben Affleck, yeah. Batman. Ben Affleck, we always joke, Ben Affleck was such a bad Batman that they had to make him, I mean, twice as big because they can't erase <laughs> his dad bod even when he is fucking... Uh, even when he's Bruce Wayne, they still he has to like stand like this, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he still has a dad bod. Like they can't even fake that he's in really good shape anymore. And no. his voice is so terrible, they got to put a fucking voice changer on him to make it sound deeper and more aggressive. Yeah. Whereas Christian Bale is like, I'm just gonna whisper, and it's gonna yeah. be so intense that you're gonna fucking hang on to oh, every word, yeah. like it might be my last. You know? So good. Yes. Yep. And now we and- get Twilight Kid. So, so, okay, okay. So this is what, so two things. Marvel does a great job of putting people who fit the part 
in yes. the position, right? So like Captain Chris Evans, he yeah. like he makes me Captain feel America. like he would, exactly. Yeah. And I never bought Ben Affleck as that. This is what I'll say. Have you guys seen Tenet? Tenet. No. I have not seen that yet. So it's the new time one with backwards. So apparently Twilight, I didn't know it, but the Twilight guy's in it. He's a good character. And I remember walking out, oh, I think it's Robert Patterson. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that guy's really good. And then my wife was like, yeah, he's gotten a lot better since Twilight. Or she made a combat Twilight. I was like, that's the Twilight guy? So Tenet has restored faith in my, in, in my, in my hopefulness <clears throat> for the new Batman. Yeah. Because I was not before once he was announced. When, when I first heard that he was going to be Batman, I was like, my concern is that he'll be a better Bruce Wayne than, he'll be, than he will be a Batman. Yeah. And then when I saw that trailer, I saw him as Batman, and then I saw him like just a little bit of Bruce Wayne. I was like, I almost feel like he's going to be a better Batman than he is going to be a Bruce Wayne. And yeah. now I'm concerned about that. Just like the weird haircut they gave him and shit. I'm, I'm definitely going to see it because I'm happy that – Ben Affleck is Batman no more. I'm happy that it's gone, yeah. and I, so I'm going to try and throw money at this franchise to see if we can get this one to stick, because while I'm a Marvel man over DC, I appreciate everything that DC has to offer, and yeah. I know the potential that's there, and I want to see it done well, because it, it can be so beautiful. You know, no. for, for the same thing like you said, is the organization we saw in the Marvel Comics universe is it already exists in the actual comic books of DC, you know? Yeah. And so that needs to just have the right person to be able to put it all in one room that goes across on every <laughs> wall and to be like, these are the four phases of the DC reinvention and this is how we're doing it, you know? hundred percent. Yeah, like that was... I, it, that would be everything. Like if I could be a movie star for them, like I'm literally like, hey, this is what we're gonna. I'm bringing everybody in. I'm taking my 85 billion dollar budget. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do the Crisis series and the Blackest Day and the Brightest Night and or Brightest Night Day and the Blackest Night, and we will absolutely crush it. Like, we'll, I'll walk off and I'll be probably erect the statue of me in Washington D.C. Right. <laughs> and the and, same, the same thing that, um, the same lack of structure that you're talking about is the same thing that kind of brought down the last couple of like x-men movies you yes, know yeah um, and especially like the the first couple mm -hmm. especially and then there were some good ones and then the last couple were like really terrible yeah. the first were like the x3 right where they took like the five best x-men storylines and just yeah. fucked them all into one movie and tried to make it stick it's like that's the worst thing that you could ever do to a, a magnificent series like this so x3 was the the third one of the, the original third trilogy. one yeah of the original yeah trilogy. that was the, yes we're by far the worst and it was yeah, by yeah. far the worst and they just tried to basically abuse wolverine and just said like hey wolverine like just logan carry us through like every yes. wolverine movie yep. i felt was just amazing and then everything else was just like like, yeah. What, like, what did you think it was going to be on the other side of this? Like, there yeah. was, what it was, was your vision? Such a roller coaster, uh, you know, of this. Um, and like, even when when they made Logan, you know, I was like, okay, they're bringing it back up. Like, they're yeah. figuring it the fuck out. Like, they're like, this is, the, this is the last we get with Hugh Jackman. We're gonna go out on a good note. We're gonna figure it out. And then Dark Phoenix came out, and I'm like, this Worst is movie arguably, ever. yeah, arguably the best story arc that exists in this series. And you shat. All, all over it. it you made it horrible oh, um, man. so it was so I, okay so it here's i watched that movie i thought it was boring like i literally was sitting there oh, it was like, terrible i was like but i think they kind of got crushed by uh captain marvel like if you look at those plot lines they're almost yeah. exactly the same and yeah. it came up before so like we were over like the super powerful person from space 
with the shape-shifting monsters trying to track her down, but they're really on her team except the ones that weren't. So I, I feel like she kind of got – it was in bad position, but that movie was just bad. And then this last one, like the teen mutants or whatever that was out. I, I don't understand. Them. I don't understand what they're doing. No, neither do I. I. So, again, love movies, so I'll go see anything. So I'm a bad, like, parent, but, like, that, like, even my wife was like, this was, she loves X-Men. And I, yes. she was like, that was not a very good movie. <laughs> so let me throw this at you, and then we'll move on. Because I've, I've talked about this idea on the podcast before. My vision for X-Men, ultimately, because X-Men is my favorite comic series of all time. That's, yeah. that's where I live at. I love it. Um, and I've, I'm new. I've only been into comics maybe the last, like, four years. So I'm not, you know, I'm not an old school guy, but I, that's, that's my shit. And... The vision I've always had for X-Men is for them to do like an HBO style series, oh, yeah. right? Or like even now next Netflix, because that's where everything's going. You can take a Netflix, yeah. Amazon, Hulu, whoever's going to do it and do it right. And yeah. invest enough money to make like 10 seasons of it and make each season, you know, like a large story arc. Every episode can be like its own individual comic or like two or three comics in one episode. And you, yeah. you have, over a thousand issues of comics plus all of the different side novels that when they're at one point chris claremont was writing 11 12 different concurring storylines all at one time you have all these different things that you can make off of one series if you start it and do it well that you can branch off into 10 different other series afterwards so you know essentially you got the opposite problem of game of thrones there's so much actual content that's actually been written in the book you the literary version out. you can't you cannot no, run out as far as x-men goes you could make an yeah like a full actual series that everyone would love that i would be happy with larry would be happy with you'd be like that's it like this is perfect right here exactly how it should be done find some characters six motherfuckers that are going to be there from episode one until most of them there at the end because people yeah, die off the of shit. but number yeah exactly right but you're going to have a couple of a couple of guys that are there from the beginning to the very end. And then after that, all these other people that come in and out and do all this shit because the X-Men team changes, you know, yeah. drastically throughout the years. So there's all Excalibur, X-Factor, all these different other comics that come out that are based off of this original universe. That's, I mean, that's That'd be it. Super dope. All you got to do is make the Uncanny X-Men and you're good to go. See, uncanny x-men and not to piggyback off your idea but this is how i said that disney like I, so we're talking about it with my friends i said this is how disney's going to kill the movie theaters right imagine right so disney would do this because they have disney plus what you yes. do is you go buy all the amcs you take out all the big movie theaters and you put like the big comfortable recliners and then you create this super series i said marvel x-men works but then you make them one to one hour to an hour and a half and then you release them three weeks early in theaters where they could only go see it at your disney movie theaters and then you release it to disney plus yeah. so again we know that we have a bunch of diehards as you get good like how like you saw it with game of thrones like people want to be there people want to see things early and feel like it's exclusive and so you make it exclusive less people raise the ticket prices right so instead of 10 bucks you're spending 30 bucks or you can buy a pass 100 for all 10 episodes or 10 does and that mean you just popcorn to... can be less than 20 bucks? <laughs> no, no, no. The popcorn, we're raising the popcorn prices, honestly. I want to gouge people <laughs> It has to be more expensive. Yeah, 100%. I want them to Love feel it. like they have to mortgage their house to get it. So <laughs> That's how you know it's to be that good. Yeah, that's how you know it's exclusive. Exactly. exactly. Like, I got to leverage my house, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, oh, shit. I had another comic-y thing I was going to add. I totally spaced it. Oh, I was going to say, have you guys seen 
the boys. Yes. First season. Because quality wise, I think that is it's rather fantastic. And you if yeah. you could make an X Men show that's like as gritty as that, because I don't know that much about X Men. X Men Savage as fuck. But yes. yeah, out of yes. all the the various heroes superhero stuff that you can make movies or tv shows out of like i feel like x-men could be the grittiest one like you could have that thing rated r and it would be insanely popular yeah and in my personal opinion like one of the reasons i like x-men and marvel the most is i feel like it's like it's very realistic you know Mm -hmm. as far as comic books go x-men is like one of the more realistic ones that these people are just people who have mutated past being humans you have a new gene that developed and there's we don't know how it happens. You yeah. get it, and it is what it is. Sometimes and, you grow wings, and sometimes I mean, you, the, you grow your fingernails real long. The original characters of uh, Magneto and Professor X are based off of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. So, I mean, the, the amount of ties from 1,000%. Thousand percent. I, I can okay. see that. I trust you. I trust Professor you. Professor X is based off of Martin Luther King, and Magneto is based off of Malcolm X. That is okay. See, I was just thinking of it backwards. It was, yeah. You know, yeah, Malcolm yeah, X, yeah. Professor X, but no, <laughs> yeah. the personality no. traits yeah. I think carry over. That's pretty. Yeah, exactly they link like up. That. Exactly, and that's the whole idea of X Men. You know, it is about acceptance. It's yeah. about people yeah. having differences that they have no way to change, other than you know the obviously the storylines that come Mm -hmm. afterwards but originally have no way to change this is who they are you know and just wanting to be accepted and have equal rights in this world that you know i mean it's that is exactly Mm -hmm. what it's about you know and so the mirrors that it has to the real world yeah never are unending and then starting with teenagers that grow into adults you have you know the standard dramatic storylines that you can run with forever Mm -hmm. you know of love and fucking destruction oh yeah yeah and i think that's why it was so good it's just because like yes everybody goes through that awkward stage of finding yourself your group of people and that acceptance and like because like everybody can find the character or i feel like if you watch all the action there's someone that you're like yo that's me like all the things like obviously i don't have like i can't do anything cool but like i like the way they feel the discomfort in their body and their shell and like that's what it was supposed to be is this like we can all be there yeah no i'm with that that's insane that it's martin luther king and malcolm x but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I feel like you just broke me a little bit. Yeah, my mind is kind of blown. I, it's <laughs> all, everything just lines up. I'm like, wow, that totally fucking makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. It's probably because it's true. Telling you, that's why I would, I would pay stupid money for like an exclusive if there was even just an independent producer that was like i'm gonna make x-men and for this much money a month you can have a subscription to it and you're gonna get all the episodes sign me up dude fuck me up fam i'll pay you 30 dollars a month to see all the x-men you're gonna make as long as like you're making 10 episodes a month at least yeah i'll do it three dollars an episode let's put that one down for uh one of the salt streets long-term goals we can you know we'll, we'll branch off Privately into media fund an x-men series we'll just oh, make God. yeah we'll just start making tv and shit too oh movies. colin i'm gonna be part of it i didn't you know? bring x Men where you gotta stop <laughs> yeah, i literally never even conceived of having enough money to be able to privately fund my own tv show bro i'm and just saying is, so oh when you God. look at the daily wire Larry, you know who the Daily Wire is? The network, uh, Shapiro and all that? Yeah, don't okay. Do yeah, of don't, course. Come on now. Uh, what they, they have become such Larry an inspiration the Of course he knows me, who the Daily Wire right? is. Because of how much they've grown. And yeah. I don't know how much you've heard about all this stuff now. But like, yeah, because they were talking about on the, the election night and all that good stuff, breaking all this new stuff. I mean, they're getting into like 
massive media space where they're going to start making yeah. like movies and TV and like actual entertainment shows. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. And they're, I'm just like, man, from where they started to where they are now, it's totally possible. No, it's totally 100%. possible. And like, cause have you heard of uh, what's it called? Larry Elder made uncle Tom mm-hmm. and Dinesh. Uh, what's the name? Yeah. He yep. made uh, the Trump card. And yeah, like okay. those did massively, and then I think uh, uh, Carell. Oh God, he's a he's a comedian. Adam Carell. Uh, Adam Carell. Steve Carell. Adam Adam, 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 Adam. Adam. Not the one. Adam Carolla. Yeah, Adam Carolla. So there he made one too about like colleges, right? Right, like like kind of that yes. group thing on campuses. Yeah. And like what they saw is that like all three of those did better, and then so like Daily Wires essentially now they're starting to congregate kind of the free thought because like the big problem that they have is like. They have small budgets, but there's kind of they're scattered. But like Daily Wire cannot compete with CNN, and uh, like uh, Larry Elder at Epic Times couldn't compete with MSNBC. So like they're starting to pull resources and then create like the alternative to the the entertainment options right now. So like that was one because I thought uh, Uncle Tom was one where I bought it uh, when Larry Elder came out with that, and I thought that was like it, it was very insightful on like like the opposite side of like the like the conversation about being black where like we had one that was very pervasive through all medias and like all social media and like that one was just like it was counterintuitive and a lot of people have said like a lot of things but it was a very cool perspective so i think that's what daily wire trying to do like i saw them scoop up uh candace owens and i think they did they combine with prager u yeah they're merging with prager u they're gonna oh, become really? part of them too yeah, yeah. okay so they're the entirety of the prager Prager U library will be available yeah. on Daily Wire after yeah. their whole thing's done. Whenever it ha- I mean, it's all 100%. like coming down the pike, but Damn. yeah, it's, it's just, but just the growth there, man, is so yeah. inspirational to watch. Like regardless of the fact that they're kind of trying to remake media and this, they're the new media and they're, but they're, they're staking their flag on their conservative bent and all that. Like regardless yeah. of that aspect of it, just this, this emergent media market, that is coming online and and i think you're you're definitely on something where you're talking about like essentially for that ideology of entertainment it's so scattered and yeah. they so nobody can really compete with the big wigs of cnn <laughs> and msnbc and fox news and stuff like that right but if somebody gets big enough so they can start grabbing getting people into it like even like the blaze tv tried to do for a while and they're relatively big they are they just scooped up dave rubin not too yep. long ago so the blaze they as crowder's been on there just a couple of years and yep. then yeah, yeah they got dave rubin within the last year yep. so the two of them still... either need to combine forces i think or um essentially work hand in hand together going going crowder up because they're week, both massive crowder this week actually celebrated having more overall subscribership than the young turks oh yeah. that is yeah magical. off of like independent purchasing of their subscriptions where the young turks have taken i mean tens of millions of dollars of oh, yeah. money yeah. from oh. corporate donors and yeah they're the joe biden of the uh the political yes. punditry wing yeah and that's was... why i thought that you guys were in a very interesting bubble like this is how i always saw you guys right this is why i think i find you as fast well you guys are cool dude so but like what i what you're doing i find fascinating because like in my world right like in my thought of just education right like i don't know if it's school choice i like a decentralized approach to education and then that's where people like you guys become so important right 
because you guys are doing, you guys are working as hard as you can to like, Hey, like, this is what I think. This is where we are. And this is where you are. And so like, because you guys are working so hard to straddle that line, I really think like that kind of education could be important because like what we're seeing is on both sides. Like there's that times they're low information citizens, right? And it's the low information citizens that kind of get taken advantage of. And it's on both sides and both situations. But like, I was shocked on like you guys saw like the woman who was just like I didn't know Joe Biden was advocating for more shutdowns. Yes, oh. the doctor. Yeah, yeah the do- doctor who said 100%. this. And it, and that's what I th- like and that's when it hit me. And like I heard other people say it, but like that's what it hit me. I was just like, there's no one's like dumb, right? There's dumb people, but like in my eyes, no one's dumb. But like there's a low information. Yeah. And like no one has people they're not chewing them up exactly like to what's going on. And you see it a lot with people who are super busy for like, I have like friends that are like, I'm only growing my business. That's all I care about. But then they come and talk and they're just ignorant on an issue because I'm just like, you don't know. And not that you don't have the capacity to know, but like, right. what have you done to bridge this gap? So that's why I think you guys are super interesting because like, that's kind of your goal is to bring people in. And like with those shorts that you guys are coming out, I think they're incredible. Clips. The clips, right? The, I call them. I like shorts. Clips. That's fine. Clips. Clips. Call shorts. Call them whatever you want, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think chewing on a three-hour podcast can be intimidating, especially yeah. when you're not gonna know a lot of the material. But like those ten minutes where you're like, it just like make you think. And then like if your thing could be like, hey, like continue this journey of thought because like you guys disagreed on who you guys were in, but well, you guys kind of you kind calling kind of late late hours said he was going somewhere else with it. But even at the same time, you guys were like, okay, these are all the facts. Like, you guys went. Like, you guys pulled up the brochure. Like, these are the uh, the objectives on our, our voting block this year. This is what it means. Like, let's talk about it. And at the very – like, you guys are making such informed decisions. And, like, that is massive. To not direct someone, but to teach someone how to find stuff. To teach someone how to think, rather what to think. And I think that's why I find, like, I find, like salt of the street so fascinating. I appreciate yeah. that. And, and I will say that's of, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> mine's, mine's quick. We've kind of talked about, and you're talking about ignorance. We've kind of talked about in the, that in the past of we've called it like a, like a willing ignorance, and that's Jordan. That always makes Jordan laugh because that's like an office reference. But but like a willing ignorance because like you said, people people your friends they have the time they have the ability they have the resources they're choosing not to gain that information Mm -hmm. and for one reason or another whether it's they don't know how or they're scared or whatever it is you know they are making the choice to not have this knowledge um and it's real easy for a lot of people to say you know i'm not interested right and i just don't care about politics yeah and how many times have you heard that but at the end of the day these same people are still going to grab a ballot and vote and post Which, all over Facebook about the shit that they yeah. ate and complain yeah. about their taxes. And, you know, oh, I can't believe this person is doing this and then not fucking vote to try and get them out of office when the election comes around. You yeah. Know? Who gives a fuck about a midterm? Yeah. It's not it's not an election year. Why am I getting a ballot in the mail? Yeah. I'm not voting you know for president yeah. again. That shit happens. I thought we time. just did that. <laughs> why, why am I getting a ballot in the mail? It's not an election year. Stupid. Yeah. And, and I, I think say, that's so important on God. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's more important with, like, the propositions, too, just because, like, in California, for example, like, you could be like, hey, I don't like politics, but, like, Proposition 16, which was shooting down Proposition 209, like, that's not a political statement, but, like, now this is your livelihood, right? Like, you don't care about politics, but we're talking about raising property taxes on individual businesses, Proposition 15, and so, like, cool, you don't care, that's fine, live your life, but, like, at what point, like, federal down to local right like you you have to be edgy 
Oh no. Position 16 to get rid of the affordable or what's it called? Affirmative action. Affirmative yes. action, yeah. Sorry, like we keep kind of uh losing you here, the internet connection. Come on back. I mean, if it's gonna get stuck on a on a freeze frame, that's a pretty good one right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there it is. I think we're good now. Uh, yeah, totally. Like we especially with California and looking at the way the vote has turned out, super surprised. Yes. Pleasantly surprised how that initiative turned out. You know, because a lot of people were worried about the yeah. way it was written down in there, how the language was put in, because it was incredibly misleading. And I don't know what it was, if people actually yes. looked into it or not, but it did not pass and it was not by a small margin. So that was very refreshing to see. Even no. in California, right. we're not willing to get rid of like civil rights. The other one, <laughs> thank that God. Didn't, the other one that didn't the buck pass, stops here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other one that didn't pass or was blocked or whatever. I don't know if it passed or failed or whatever it is. But when they were trying to make all of the Lyft and Uber drivers yeah, independent contractors, thing. yeah, the oh, gig yeah. working thing that was so that didn't pass because that would have been. Larry and I talked about that. You know, as it was like kind of leading up to the election. Oh man! Like, yeah. If this goes, they are they're fucked. They are going to yeah. be boned. Like the amount Period. of people they've already lost from their tax base. People. Even just the big ones that we know, you know, Ben Shapiro, Joe Rogan, big name people that we know, not to mention all their friends and all the people yeah. that they know that are just regular people that decided to go somewhere else. Yeah. They cannot afford for all those other gig workers to say, well, I'm just going to go to Oregon or wherever the fuck around here that Nevada. I can still work, Nevada, where I can still work, make all the fucking money I want and just take different drunk people home from the casino instead of <laughs> from the club or from the fucking restaurant or wherever oh, I'm going yeah. now, you know? Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. It's... I mean, the, a, I mean, you've seen how massive that entire system has gotten over the last few years. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. And it got so even in where Rogan's at now in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. They don't allow that stuff in the city. Right. Like they have, so, they have other versions of it, like yes. their own version or whatever, but like they won't yeah. allow that. You can't drive for Uber or Lyft there. I mean, you might, yeah. one of them, I'm not totally sure, but they have it's like, Uber. Uber. So it, it came and go like, so I was stationed in Fort Hood. Obviously we go party in Austin. And like, that was a big thing. Like we go down there, like, yeah, we don't have Uber here. And I always forgot what it like. Essentially, what it was is people want to control Uber, but Uber, Lyft, all of them work on a decentralized basis, right? Like that, yeah, that's right. the whole point is that like no one controls. There's a little threshold to get in so that anyone can or earn side money, and that other people would be able to participate in a larger market. But yeah, so uh, I I I I'm upset. I don't want to say I'm obsessed. I like Uber, but yeah. So like in Austin, <laughs> that, that was a big thing, and there are other ones, but like. Like I noticed it, like coming from New York where it's life to going down there and then just being like, okay, well, this app is going to shut down. It's terrible. Like there's not as the same ecosystem of feedback. So like your driver could be bad. Like it's just, mm -hmm. there's so much. Oh, dude. I've heard a lot of horror stories too about that. I, I used to watch and listen to a lot of stuff that came out of the company Rooster Teeth based yeah. out of Austin. And a lot of their podcasts and stuff, they'd sit there and they'd essentially sit down to bullshit for a few hours and stuff. And every single episode, somebody's got a horror story about taking their the Austin version of Uber around because the drivers are crazy and there's nothing they called? can do about it. I don't remember. I think it's called like Ride Austin or something. No, I, I don't remember what it's called. Like, again, like you download the app, uh, you know, just to be divulge all the details, I, you download the app at 2 a.m. when you're so drunk it's on un yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable yeah so you're ready to puke like, i gotta so I go home yeah exactly like i'm just trying <laughs> to get home safely and not pay for a taxi um 
So I don't remember what's, but like also it was, they were just such weak apps. Weak like it would change so often. There'd be so many, some would fail, like which one's best. So mm. it's again, you could say what you like, people are like, Oh, I don't like that. They're not employees. Uber and Lyft are just such a clean platform, clean app use. It's everything. It just works. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing the, cause like you lived in New York before. I mean, you've, I don't know if you've lived in the city proper, but you Never. know, back in the old days, like there wasn't really Uber and Lyft around, right? No. But you still had this massive fleet of taxis, right? Yeah. Yes. So no matter where you were at, you could always just, you could get a cab. Like it, yeah. sometimes it takes a minute, but like you could get a cab. But it, as soon as the private companies came in and essentially added to that marketplace and made a better value, like it became a staple of life in any urban setting to the point yeah. you didn't have to worry about trying to figure out the public transportation or anything. You could just get the app, and you get a ride done. Yeah. And, and it's then you cheap start most of the time. Yeah. Like most of the time. It's great. The time it's pretty cheap. Yeah. And know? I've been in and some sweet cars, man. Some awesome Teslas and shit. And they don't cost extra. Minivan. It's, just... it's the minivans with like the, oh, the, yeah. the refrigerator in there too. And like, it's a mom driving. So she's only just a sweetheart. So, Oh my God, you want a water? Like, yeah, you're right. Some candy. I got some uh, PB and J's. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then like, it's, I feel like it's a big thing too. Like, like even if you're paying the same price, like, the ubers are just way cleaner than just the average taxi like that's, that's oh, just yeah. another big thing where like the capitalism like another benefit is like you're getting more even at the same value even if you're not paying less like you're still getting more cleaner taxi better people generally more personable they care about you because you can rate them poorly which will affect yep. the rest of their career so like right. again that feedback and ecosystem super important and that's like California, all it takes is yeah. that five-star rating program yeah. And you have enough incentive there for everyone to try to make it the best experience ever. Yep. On both sides. Cause people just be like, I'm not picking you up. And like, it's yep. why like now, like I puked in like four cars, but like I was in an Uber and I just told, <laughs> I told the lady, I was like, Hey, you need to pull over so I can get out. And like, it was a super cordial thing. Like just went out, did my business, got back in the car. But like, it's that same system of knowing like, God, if this goes terribly, like I will just never get a ride from anyone. Yep. That's really fucking funny. I yeah. never considered that. It goes I, both ways. That yeah, it's got to be super yeah. common. It's almost like a, uh, oh, what is that? That citizenship score that people in are getting. China? Yeah, like in China. Shit. Social, it's like everyone, yeah, yeah social, you get a social score. Yes. You get your Uber score. And if you get so many reviews as a bad passenger, guess what happens? You're cut out of the market. That's dark. Like that. Yo, have you seen that Black Mirror episode about that? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. See, that's where I get nervous. Cause like you could just be like you're one, like you're no longer part of this, and like you can no longer come to a forest party. And I was just like, can't even talk to you, bitch. Yep. Yeah. Just Maybe like Alex nervous. Jones. Yes. 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 So let me ask you this, Larry. Let's start getting into some business. Yeah. Was there anything that passed? Because you're in Oklahoma, right? Yes. Was there anything that passed in the elections this year that you didn't want to pass, or that you were happy in your local stuff? So locally, no, there was like, so in Oklahoma, there's like two propositions. Um, one had to do with like a Supreme Court justice, which was completely fine. And the other one was like tobacco use. And like, it was basically giving tobacco players more power and having them be tax less. And I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Um, it didn't pass. So I wasn't the one I wanted passed, the one I didn't want didn't pass. So that was super easy. The one thing that I saw looking around is that, except in Oregon with crack, but everywhere else, like releasing like All that the stigma on weed i was i'm a fan of that i'm a big pro like i i've never smoked and so like it's not something i do but i'm a very big pro like pro weed legalization guy i've always been it i've never understood why it wasn't legal 
for the life of me. Like I remember in school, everyone's like, Oh, it's terrible. And I was just like, can you show me a study where it does something negative to you? <laughs> like we drink, we smoke tobacco, we smoke cigarettes. Like, like, what are we worried about here? It's like, I've always been super pro. Like if you want to do it on your own time safe. So I was super ha- happy to see a lot more States come into the fold. That's good. That is yeah. good. And it, it's, what is the worst thing that happens to you when you smoke too much weed? You gain weight because you get the munchies real bad and then no, you take a nap. I 100%. mean, percent. I, I don't, you know, I'm sure there's some people I'm sure that can get really fucked up and then do something really stupid and go like drive around and, you know, cause there's always going to be people like that. But for the most part, especially when you compare it against alcohol, yeah. it's almost like a net positive at that point. There's yeah. almost no negatives when you compare it to something as terrible as alcohol. And I mean, I'm, Thank it's you. not going to stop me from drinking, but right. A hundred percent. And like you just, again, there's no long-term effects. There's no, there's no short. So like, that's where like, when I saw that people come States around the country were like passing that. And then again, I was very, cause I always get dis, I get uncomfortable with how the, the, the left side, the very, very, very far left follows California so whenever I saw those propositions get repealed for like the yes. Uber case or the Uber case get rejected in the courts and then the proposition 16 and 15 get repealed, I was like, okay, well, that makes me comfortable. and makes me feel better. But like Oklahoma is super like they vote red, but we're super libertarian around here. Everyone's like, let me help you out if I can, but otherwise just don't bother me. And so it's been refreshing. Have you seen anybody we were talking about a little bit in the pre-show um, people who are upset and have been saying like well it seems like california is not as liberal as we thought it was because they turned down you know this uh this measure yeah the proposition about uh, about affirmative action and i like i i have seen that the people are like well they're obviously not as progressive as we think have you seen any of that so what i've seen is uh the few friends that i have still there have said like this like they were like hey i'm having a pass but like it was like the final straw the fact that it made it on there yeah and so like a lot of them have been talking they're like it because they're like it's i guess there's a way it can come back on under a different bill or whatever they're like that's gonna pass next time because like it's it's a mass exodus like we only hear about the joe rogan's like we said the joe rogan's bitch appears and all those and like stephan graham but like he's just like he's like you have no idea how many people making 60 to 170 are leaving Oh, right. Yeah. And like, there's like, those are the people that are going to ruin California for California. And like, that's why like, like it was good, but like they're all going and everyone's fleeing. And like, you kind of see like, you know, Arizona turned blue and like they thought Texas would turn blue. So you can kind of see the migrating pattern of people from California. Also your guys's property values are skyrocketing. I'm assuming that's because people from California are coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, for years too. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think that what you're talking about, people leaving California, I think that that same thing is going to happen in Oregon and Washington too. I mean, even just, you know, when Donald Trump was elected the first time we were like, Oh, we're fucking moving to Canada, you know, but that obviously we're not moving to Canada, but, (laughs) but this last time that we're like paying it Jordan and I, that we're paying attention to shit. We're like politically informed. We're watching these last elections. Like I don't, want to fucking live here anymore like this sucks that this is the way that all these people feel that there's like there's two hours into election day and they're like biden no question all the whole west coast going for biden like i would like i would really like to live somewhere where like we don't know we're not sure who this state is going to go for because this this you know this times it's gone here and this many times it's gone here yeah that like we won't be so conservative that our traditionally like 
like we you know we're from washington so we got a couple of little progressive slips of like well we gotta take care of everybody you know yeah. and like shit like that yeah where can we go that this is acceptable right but also don't fucking touch my guns give me a big piece of property and stay the fuck off of it and you just already... let me do what i want like that's, <laughs> where, that's you, where i want to go 100 <laughs> percent. you already know where that's at it, it's it's florida um, <laughs> oh but florida and the hurricanes man i can't What's yeah hurricane this is florida. this is listen Florida is the proverbial shit show of America, right? Hurricanes, yeah, yeah. crazy people, crocodiles, hundred percent. But when, let me tell you, when I was watching the election and at nine o'clock, so I listened to a podcast where their governor DeSantis came on and he said, we'll have it done by nine o'clock. And in my head, I was like, calm down, Florida, easy 2000, right? And then at yeah. nine o'clock it wrapped up and no one has sued anybody. There's been no voter suppression, no voter fraud. And they wrapped that up with enough time for the governor to be in the bed by 10. I'm just like, okay, hold on. That's better hold than on. I did. Jesus. No. <laughs> Listen, so I, I personally, if we're being completely honest, I want to go to Wyoming or Tennessee. Yes. We talked about Montana. Oh, yeah. Montana. I like Wyoming. So Wyoming doesn't have any state tax. So yes. that's what really does it for me. My wife, beautiful woman, she accepts my, my things. And I want to live state. somewhere where I, there's a state tax. So you, there's really seven states and then North Carolina and Tennessee that you can really choose from. You guys live in one of them. So that's what makes Washington so appealing. Yeah. And it, it's so weird. Like Washington State is so complicated. Yes. Because it is it is literally split geographically. Yeah. And it's more or less red versus blue on, based off the Cascade <laughs> Range. Yeah. And, you know, you go over to that side other than, you know, Spokane or like a little bit a little bit in Yakima, but like the two bigger cities over there yeah. obviously are blue because they're cities. But other than that, it's dark red right. everywhere, everywhere. And it's only – I mean, it's only pockets of red. They want to name that at. state Liberty. Yes, they want to. Yeah, the, the Liberty State. Yeah. Amen, America. And then, but, so here's my question, because I was thinking about this as I kind of, when you put up the map, right, the city pockets are strong, like blue strongholds, yeah. right? Yep. And so did this election, right, I think it was the final tally, 77 to 71 million? Does this election make you rethink the electoral college? Does it make you want the popular vote? Because obviously the guy who got the most votes won, but it was close because of the electoral college. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Because you guys live in a city where you red country is not too far from you guys. You know what I mean? But you yeah, live right. in blue. Yeah. I would defend the electoral college with yes. my dying breath. Um, I have said for at least two years now that the problem with the electoral college is super delegates is people that are not beholden to the will of the people that have chosen for them to be there. You know, people yeah. like the governor, the representatives that are here and they get a delegate vote, but none of us get to tell them how to do it. They get to do whatever they want. Yeah. That to me is the problem. And if that is done away with to where it is controlled the way that it's supposed to be, there is the, you know, we've discussed many times the gerrymandering that exists. I mean, the Supreme Court ruled two years ago, you know, that it is inherently political. Gerrymandering is supposed to be political. Drawing up different districts is supposed to be political. It's supposed to be partisan. It's supposed to make you feel not good when it happens. And that's yeah. what makes you want your party to get in control of yeah. drawing up the districts. But that's that's always been my problem. And that's what I try and tell everyone who is like, the electoral college is stupid. We need, uh, you know, the popular vote and, you know, it doesn't even count all this idea. shit. It's, yeah. I mean, the amount of people that I've spoken to on this show, even about the electoral college that don't 
aren't even aware of the term superdelegate, you know, yeah. let alone the role that it, the pivotal role that those individuals play in the process. Low it's information. Low exactly, information. exactly. And I, I know there's some stuff like that that I don't necessarily blame people for because even when we, when I was in school learning the basics of the electoral college, I don't know that we were informed on superdelegates. You know, yeah. I think that I was an adult before I was like, wait, what the fuck is a superdelegate? Like, what the fuck does that mean? And you look it up and like, I just do whatever they want. Yeah, they can just, just do whatever they, they want. just do what they want. You They're know? not beholden to the and people. And it's that type of shit that, that I think if you aren't looking at it the right way and you're not in the right mindset when you learn about it, you start to think like, oh, so everything is a lie. Everything I learned in school is a lie because they're not telling me about this. It's all the whole, the whole system is rigged and it's all this and this and this. And, and it's, if you're not in the right place or have somebody near you to say, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, the constitution, just look at this and they'll explain everything and it'll be okay. And we'll be able to see what's wrong and what you're talking about and we can fix that. But the core of this, like, I saw a video, it was just a clip, you know, maybe like a week or two before the election that was talking about the popular vote and just the straight ethnic breakdown of the country. And they were like, it's, you know, like almost 60% just straight white. Like if you go on a popular vote, you could have somebody who somehow Adolf Hitler style convinces all of the white people to be neo-Marxist or or like whatever fascist, whatever ideology they're going to come up with, right? White supremacist. And they can gain control of the country with zero colored people at all. Like, is that honestly something that you would like to even be a possibility or would you like to improve on the system that we have decided for over 200 years now is the way to get it done? Like, especially like to put even more weight behind your argument, I think it's rather clear now that essentially both parties have given up all, all even like attempts to appear like they're grounded to foundational principles. Yeah. And it's based, they're both just populist parties now. Yes. And so that just populism never leads to anything good ever, period. It never, it never goes well, never has gone well, and it ain't ever going to go well because as populism is the 51% versus the 49%. Yeah, and the only thing that does is make it so that you fucking hate the other side. Yeah, that's it. Um, I just to get back to the, I wanted to kind of like throw my two cents in on the electoral college. Yeah, when you look at a state like Nebraska Nebraska. or New Hampshire that splits the votes with the delegates, I think it would be a real interesting thing to have all states essentially like you have all your fucking electoral college delegates have to vote according to the way your state voted yes so instead of getting how many shoot, how many do we have let's i forget how many we have in the state but let's just say we have like 13 electoral right? votes yeah oh uh, yeah like, around maybe that. I don't know 13 exactly. 15 but if roughly half the country or half the state votes for donald trump then half of our delegate votes Good go red them. and then the other half go blue and that way every single state is has a representative makeup of how their individual voting districts voted as opposed to a winner take all scenario yeah, that we have now it just seems ridiculous see, yeah. because like if winner takes all is still more of that 49 versus 51 mm-hmm. it makes people like you and i who live in washington state feel completely and utterly disenfranchised by voting because no matter yeah. what happens unless we agree with the majority of C- king county snohomish county and pierce county our votes will basically almost not matter Yeah, because they yep. make a majority of the population and then done. 100%. Yep. Especially because you guys, if you're grouped in King, are you guys grouped in with King County? No. 
we're next door to King County. Kitsap. Yeah, yeah, you guys are Kitsap yeah. County. See, yeah. I, I've been gone so long. I'm not even a Washington. Except oh, on my as far taxes. as the district goes, yeah, no. Uh, right. We only Seattle's have like ten counties district. in the state, right? Yeah, but like that's a that's a good point because like so you guys live in one, right? And I am in one, right? So I vote in Oklahoma this year, and it, it's red, right? It's it's we're in Trump County. Like I went on a run and I counted seventeen flags, and I only do about a quarter mile loop, right? Like, so we're in, <laughs> we are in red count, country. But like I See, think we about have that for Biden. Right, exactly. And I think about California, right? Because, like, they get 55 electoral votes. And so that's literally, like, this, like it's, like, us, Nebraska, like, all like Wyoming all into one, right? It counts yeah. for, like, eight states. And, like, I constantly hear that there's the most Republicans in California. So if we were to break that electoral vote up, I would be fascinated to see what that looked like. Even from really just goes. a study. Yeah, because, like, again, like, I have, like, friends. Like, they don't even talk. Like, they don't talk about it because they're scared. But, like, they are that they were Trumpers this year, right? And, like, right. if you look at the California vote, like, yes, they got crushed by all the other people, but, like, there's a lot of people there who think differently. And how does that work in, like, if you don't live in L.A., San Diego, uh, San Francisco, or a place like that, like, if you're not in, like, the tech world of it all, like, if you live to right. the east, closer to Nevada, I think that would be very interesting. Well, even, just, be even just famous people, you know, how many yeah. famous people are actually conservative that would rather just <laughs> oh. not say really anything political and only say the stuff that they have to say to save their careers oh, yeah. than yeah. express how they really feel, you know? I mean, you Twitter even, streets. Ben Shapiro was talking about fucking uh, Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. Right? Yeah, like two years ago, one yep. of the guys from the league reached oh, out yep. to, yeah, reached out to Ben Shapiro and like, like saying him his praises and then like, was like, oh no, I did. I'm sorry. I even talked to him. Like oh, yeah. I didn't even mean to. Like you can't even acknowledge that you, know, you had a conversation yeah. with somebody, or that you appreciate their take, or yep. their anything. And he blatantly said, he stated, like right off the first, right off the bat, I don't agree with him on almost anything. Yes, but yeah. if you were going to try to get a perspective, he's not a bad guy to get it from. Yeah. Yep. And you get, and, and you just get ostracized for that. Right. Where does that come from? Is it like just is it the media or is it social media? If there's a third party to enter into, but what I've noticed from the media, right? They're very, like you turn on Fox, you turn on CNN, you know what you're getting, and then social media. There's so much money to be made and hyper focusing on a niche. Like, are we doing that with our social interactions? And so, like, as we can't go outside as much. Like, we're only seeing the people that like the things we like and think the way we do. So I always wonder, is it the media with their massive reach pushing it down on us? Or is it our hyper focus on social media? I think that if I had to answer media, I, w I would say social media has at least one part, right? And this yeah. goes into like, kind of like my hilt John that we were talking about, right? That like the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, right? The new face of the Democratic Party, the new face of, I mean, half of the nation, right? How many people accept him? And he is making all these speeches about healing the country. We need, you yeah. know, we're the party of unity. We're going to do unity. Yeah. We're doing, you know, we need to bring everything back together, but then I'm going to say at least half of the people I know personally that voted for Joe Biden have talked about or endorsed AOC or talked about, Oh, you know, anybody who voted for Trump, 
uh, you know, this isn't over because they, we need to remember that they embraced white supremacy and they embraced fascism and they embraced kids in cages and, you know, no health care and all this shit. They embraced all these things. People we know. Remember. You know, yeah, don't yeah. forget because they did this stuff. And, you know, things may go back to normal, but, you know, they're not going to really be normal because we're yeah. just neighbors now. We're not really friends because, you know, you did all this shit. And yeah. it's like, I don't. Yeah, the message of remember that approximately half the country is still your neighbors are still racist they're still xenophobic they're still you know transphobes because they voted for trump how many people like like and like this is where like this is where i get uncomfortable right everything you're saying people are just like hey like you're like you're wrong i know what's best for you like you voted for someone who's a nazi and then like some there there exist people are just like hey like i just like the fact that he was bringing our troops home from the middle east yeah, I like that he was doing peace plans in the Middle East. That I like how he wasn't going to get rid of my job fracking without like a clear way for, to innovate to get over, like get to a new field, right? Like I like how he was wants to do school choice. None of those things are hateful. None of those things are anti anybody. And some of those things, like some of us just want, like, what if they just wanted the preservation of life? Like he was heavy on crime, right? And like I, I like to protect my home, and so like I. I was discouraged after seeing that, like when people were just pointing out like, oh, in this district that voted Republican, like a big one was like the South Carolina district where Lindsey Graham absolutely rolled that dude. That oh, t- dude. I don't remember his name. Devastated. But he, it, so I thought it was going to flip. Like, I won't lie. I put money on it flipping because like they put so much money in. Every time I saw social media, every time I saw social, CNN, everyone's was like, yo, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham looked afraid. And I was just like, yo, this is it, Lindsay. Like, it's kind of your fault. Like, you want to do what you said. And then, like, the polls, like, I think we can all agree the polls were horrible. Like, I'm never looking at another poll. You can't convince me. Regardless, election day, I was just like, yo, was he running against anybody? Or was that just a blank ballot? Like, it looks like he was just unencumbered. But, and so, go ahead. It is really interesting to look at some of the, the polling again because we had talked about polling last time right yeah. and we essentially kind of have confirmed essentially what we had thought last time and we we said that you could kind of use it as a tool but you then can it use turned it out tool. to be even worse than we fucking thought that it yeah. was you know yeah. like we knew that it was shit yes but then it was like really really shit and i think the problem is a lot more fundamental than say they're you know, they're trying to be misleading or anything like that. You know, there's that because if they're wrong, there's two avenues to look at, right? Whether it was intentional misleading to try to sway the vote one way or the other, because you just convince enough people that, you know, because you're the pollsters and whatnot, but then they also have that fiduciary responsibility as private companies, not to continue to fuck up every time. Cause now, I mean, I don't know how they're going to repair their reputations, but something essentially just the one thing, like you said, Larry, like I don't, every time I look at a poll from now on, I'm going to take it with a massive dose of salt because yep. there is something that it says, but what it's saying, whether it's just, okay, is it trying to say that they're trying to build the narrative now, or this is the narrative they're getting based off of people's responses due right. to the media's input, which changes people's minds and then blah, blah, blah. So is it, we just don't know what we're looking at when we get a hold of these poll numbers anymore. And, it could be something systemically wrong, fundamentally wrong with trying to reach out to people in the modern era. Yeah. You know, you'd probably have a much better chance of getting a real life poll on a fucking Twitter poll. 
because there's yeah. so many people that are not afraid to actually say what they want to say because they're relatively anonymous if they yeah. if that's a problem for them but or an instagram poll or an instagram Put poll. It on, yeah. a, on an ad on a story yeah you know and so it's just one of those don't things. skip this answer this question yeah i mean <laughs> we know now for sure something is very very broken within the polling industry and it's going to be a while before i take anything they have to say seriously yeah because yeah. it's just I'm, which is should be devastating to everybody yes it should be because this yes. is something that we've gone off of for decades and decades and decades and it has allowed say things like the media to essentially call races in the past and be mostly correct on them yeah nowadays we can't do that either right we can't do that either um so oklahoma how long are you gonna, you're gonna be in oklahoma for a while still i mean do you yeah. like it there is it just gonna be one of those places you kind of do your tour and move on to the next one or so I, I, I always look out, you know, because we, we have a nice little slice of pie here. Um, I didn't realize – I don't think Oklahoma – like this part of Oklahoma isn't it. I like Oklahoma. I didn't realize, again, I'm very libertarian to me. Like, you know, like there's like basic things that we do to participate in a society. But other than that, leave me alone. And they do a great job of that here. So we live in a super quiet town. Everyone's super nice. Everyone leaves you alone. Like no one's super high on anything. Like, you know – um. So I've really enjoyed that. So I'll be here for like two or three more years. Uh, and I don't think this is where we end up. But I, I, it turns out I actually – I like this a little more than I thought. It's a little bit better than Washington. Washington's a little bit too aggressive for me, you know? Yeah, like it's just It's really it's, intense up here, bro. Exactly. And, like, I see stories – because obviously, like, the majority of my friends from high school that I keep in touch with are there. So, like, I, I see it kind of – evolving and so i was just like i don't know if i could be there because like the difference isn't like the thought process it's just like like i don't participate and that's super fine with them yeah and that in itself i think says a lot silence is almost a sin around here larry yeah yeah no, silence I, is violence i have been told oh my god that's 100 percent. it's like literally and this is not a colloquial thing like i've literally been told silence to my face is violence silence is violence see like, oh man it's and, so fucking weird I couldn't do it. Like, I just remember, like, one of the last times I was there, like, I was, like, I was, like, leaving a place, and I, like, I said, oh, excuse me, sir, and the person, like, took the time out to be, like, oh, I'm a woman, and I was, like, that's when I knew that I was just, like, I'm sorry, but, like, this is never going to pan out for me, you know? Yeah. But I love it. My family's there, so I'll always visit, and, like, I look forward to doing one of these in person, but, um, I don't, I don't think I could ever move back to Washington. I think, again, the best places to go, and I'll call it now, are going to be Florida, Tennessee, Wyoming, and North Carolina. I really think that those are the places where you can go, have your own thoughts, and you can just you can you can just have peaceful conversation, and then move on and live your life. You've got to have a lot of good food in Florida, especially yeah. the further south you get, yeah. just due to where a lot of those people originate from. The food has got to be fucking amazing. It's beautiful down there, and you know. Thanks to where we're at in the world today, I mean, you better get down there and enjoy it, man, because it's probably not going to be there that much longer. Shit, no. Miami's sinking every every day. <laughs> for God's sakes, listen, it's wild. I'll, I'll tell you now, though they they don't care. They're they're still going at it. They're still partying yeah. hard. So the they're living their best lives. The climate yeah. is attacking us. And then Silence also, have you guys ever been pulled? Have you ever been pulled? Oh, hard no. no. Yeah, I'm, who are they pulling? I, I you know, I don't know, man. I've had a lot of people ask me that. Like, who's answering these polls? Like, I don't know because I don't, I've not met somebody who 
has said they've been polled or met somebody who said they know someone who's been polled. Like, legitimately, right? Like, we're, we're in the biggest election, the most money spent, like, the widest reach of polling, and I can't find anyone that can even tell me an antidote on what being polled's like. Do they call you? Do they show up? Like, yeah, first of all, no where do they get my number? Exactly. Oh. I wonder if they just go outside the front of their building, you know, in whatever, like CNN is in Atlanta, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if they're just going outside the building and they're just like, hey, what do you think about uh, Black Lives Matter? You know? Like, <laughs> oh, well, it's obviously overwhelmingly peaceful. I mean, if that's, you know, what's going on, I, I, obviously, you know, obviously. I, I support <laughs> what's happening. So <laughs> obviously. That's and I funny. just Googled real quick how to, how to get pulled. And, it sounds like for how say, to get like, pulled. <laughs> you re- yeah. Thank goodness it's on my Google. Yeah. Uh, and it, it basically, it sounds like for a lot of these things, you sign up with them, with mm. the agency. There used to, to be make yourself available. There used to be a storefront in the mall, and I couldn't tell you what the name on it was, but you could go there. Oh my God. And you could give them your information and offer to do surveys and they would give you, they would call you in for different products. Like my mom did it. And one time they gave her like a new kind of cheese. And so they gave her a cheese in a a unlabeled package, like a sealed, you know, unlabeled package and was like, take this. And it was like a little bar, you know, like this, not like a fat block, like a, and it was like, try this a couple of different ways. Put it on a sandwich. It was like a cheddar cheese, you know, but just like a new brand. And they're like, put it on a sandwich and like try and melt it in something and then try and do this and then come back in a week. And then she filled out a survey on the computer about like her experience. Was it better when it was melted? How does it taste? What's the smoothness? And then one time she was there and did one on lemonade, had like five different kinds of lemonade and was sitting in next to a computer, drank the lemonade, answered some questions, ate a cracker, drank some lemonade to like cleanse the palate for the next lemonade, tried the lemonade, filled out some questions and then ate a cracker. So I wonder if it is anything like that, you know, if there's, cause I don't think that's there anymore. It wasn't the no. kids at mall. It was right there. It was like, it we used to be across from like the AT&T store, you know, and it's not there anymore. But is the kids at mall still open? Yes. Oh, uh, see, this is what I need to know. See, yeah, bro, we got a we got a Buffalo Wild Wings now. We have a fucking oh um, my god, you guys I are think making the it. Qdoba closed. Um, oh, Coles closed. Sears closed. Um, JC Penney's gone. JC Penney is about to close. I guess no. Or no, it's, it's, no. I just went there like a like a week ago. I got that's one of the last ones. Yeah, that's right. JC Penney's right. still there, but no, pretty much. Like pretty much everything is gone. Hillsdale's is gone. Yeah. Uh, there oh. was yeah, Hales is I gone. Like Hales. I, I like Hillsdale's. It's a Mexican place now. It's a yeah. uh, Moctezuma's, which is actually pretty good. Um, if you get it, like, it's hit or miss for me. It's hit is hit or miss. The one in Gig Harbor is better apparently. Oh yeah, um, but Hales, just so you know, Hales is still around over in like at the brewery and stuff. They just don't have that just not place in Silverdale anymore. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but, okay. You know, we still have like a dozen other breweries around, so it's cool. And then, are you guys shut down? Not yet. No. Give it time. Are you guys shutting down? How do you feel about shutting down again? I, Six weeks from our new president-elect ele- projected election. That is, I did hear one of his advisors said that. Um, yeah. And Four to six. I don't think that it's a good idea. I'm not yeah. on board. Um, it's, yeah, it's not something that I am in favor of. I do think, right, because this is something I want to ask you guys about because this kind of rolls into this. I do think if there's going to be a shutdown, we're likely to be compensated better by the government this time around than we were last time, right? What makes you say that? 
Well, we, there's a Democratic president now, so there's one less Almost, person but, in the way. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, assuming things go the way that they go now, right? Oh, yes, there, yes, because there's all one the less person in the way to be like, yeah. no, it can only be this amount of money. Joe yeah. Biden's going to be like, fucking whatever. Give him whatever. Oh, you know, wow. I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, they're already talking about Joe Biden's talking about, I mean, back pay and shit like that. I mean, during the next shutdown, I mean, that's those these things have already been discussed. So I, I told Where's you the price tag is out the window. From. The price tag yeah. is gone. It was at 1.8. No now it's fucking at 20 or whatever it was before. It's, I mean, oh my God. Yeah. So I think that I think it's a bad idea overall because the government not only eating the cost of the debt of the economy being closed and then shitting out more debt for people to like yeah. eat while everything is closed, I think yeah. it's probably a really bad idea because whatever you're spending on that stimulus package, which is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call it close to what we spent on the first one. Right, probably I mean, more, or like eight trillion dollars, yeah. right? I think was like at least the you know the projected price tag on yeah. it. We yeah. discussed it was way Nobody more than that really like, at the knows. end, but like it's got to be close to at least near what we had last time. You know, one point eight was we're way we're way past that. Yeah, and if Pelosi has her druthers, she can be like, no, 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 that's nothing. Eight, that's nothing. that's what I got. We we got to beat this. That's what I'm at saying. least twofold. And if we're talking about, will you pull up for me on your computer if you can? Like what the Senate and House races look like right now? You know, because this Ooh, the the Republican it's Georgia. The, it's right, Georgia. that's what it is. Georgia. It is, yes. It's fifty forty eight right now. Yes. No. Yes, fifty forty eight. So the and, Republicans already lost oh, one. So seat. they actually so somebody passed the fifty threshold. Passed it. Was it the was it him? In Georgia? Well, no, I was asking. Sorry, that was oh, that was no a, no no. I think he no. made it to forty nine point seven or something like that. Uh, it was like super close. The double runoff come January yeah. in Georgia, yeah, which it's is the, just woman, the weirdest fucking thing. No, no, it's that's probably the weirdest law. Like I constantly hear laws from states, and I'm just like, okay, whatever you guys want. But cause uh I mean, the double runoff is weird. Not like the idea of a runoff, but having two runoffs in one state to decide essentially the fate of the Senate is fucking crazy. It is so insane. It's going to be, it's going to be intense. I think, so the dude, like last time I looked, he was up by like 400,000 votes. So I really feel like he's going to win. I think the second, um, the woman who owns a stake in the WNBA, Loeffler, I believe. Kelly Loeffler. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Loeffler. Her race looked a little bit weird because she was in second place. But if you go down her ballot, there was like – I don't know why the ballots are different, so don't quote me, right? But, like, she had, like, 17 Republican Libertarians on there. And I oh. feel like if they have to choose, they're either not going to vote or they're going to go for Kelly Loeffler. I just – that's what I feel. But I think it's going to be super interesting. Um, I think there's going to be pandemonium on january the 5th but i think if the oh, yeah. republicans win the senate i think the bill would be tamed i think if it's a 50 50 i think honestly like we'll probably see two to four thousand dollars a month from from democrats i, I really feel oh, like they'll blow it out wow which i'm i have to i want to hear your stance on a shutdown but i have to say as far mm-hmm. as stimulus checks it's something i still to this day am internally torn about where i'm like this is Mm. not something the government should be doing at the same time i'm like if you're gonna tell me i can't go to work you best be writing me a fucking check do you know what i'm saying and i like it it feels weird because it goes against kind of like my fundamental values of like this is not what the role of government should be but then I also have to kind of like shift my lenses of like, this is the reality of the world right now. And yep. if, if this is to be the course of the United States government, then I should be justly compensated in this time, which just feels like a weird 
thing for me to say, you know? Yeah. And I think part of that is to Larry's earlier point of like social media, you know, like seeing like book boy pages and shit. That's like these fucking fascist pigs are not holding to their morals of like, am I compromising my own morals by taking a check from the government? Or is this the right thing to be doing? Because what the fuck is going on right now? You know? Yeah. So let me hear where you're at with both of those things. Okay. So first of all, I'll say if uh, we'll start with the shutdown, do do I want a shutdown? Hard. No. How do you feel about a shutdown? I think it's almost, it's almost at least in Washington, it's almost, Mm -hmm certain oh because in oregon they're doing like i said the two-week freeze you know until december 9th so we'll see how long that goes what's a freeze i'm sorry what's a freeze yeah Yeah, okay so so exactly whitmer no no that's that's uh that's in fucking michigan Michigan. yes so the kate brown that's what brown governor kate brown oregon announced there's going to be a a two-week state freeze it's not a lockdown even though the gyms are closed you can only do carry out foods and you're supposed to stay in home the whole time What's the difference between that and a lot? There is no fucking difference. The name. Okay. That's the only, okay. yeah. It's, it's Ooh, a two-week freeze. Framing. Exactly. Framing. <laughs> it's a two-week freeze, so it's until December 9th is what they're saying. But that's also what they said the first time they closed down this state and every other yeah. fucking state. It's like, oh, it's just two weeks. 15 days to stop the spread, and we're going to be good to go, you know? I've never seen a country give so much effort. We've exceeded 15 days by so much. It is amazing, and I'm proud of America. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. So we have a, a so a freeze in Portland, and you guys think Washington, all of Oregon, Oregon, Oregon all State, of Oregon yeah. statewide freeze. Yeah, and I have statewide a feeling because freeze. and I'm okay. So yeah, because earlier of, this week, Jay Inslee yeah. came on the the internet and said had a nice little fireside chat with everybody if you're with his wife get together with your family for Thanksgiving. Then your quarantine starts today. You need a quarantine for two weeks before Thanksgiving if you're going to get together with your family on Thanksgiving. Yep. And now all three West Coast states have said if you're going to come here or travel even interstate, you need to quarantine for two weeks either before you leave or when you get here before you see your friends and family. You need to have a two-week quarantine. It's not a law. It's not like you don't have to. We are strongly advising that you take two extra weeks of vacation from what you have already allotted from your work <clears throat> so that you can come and visit us in quarantine at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. going to go so well. And then you guys heard about New York then. Let's hear it. So New York is, you need a negative test within Whoa. 72 hours of arriving. If you don't have a negative test when you arrive, then you have to get it done there in that they have a new customs there, like for internal, and you have to get the test done there. And then you have no. to have the negative you have to ha- – apparently there's an app. I haven't been there, right? So you have to download an app and state where you're going and the eateries in that location that you would like to go. Oh. And so how it supposedly went is that we had uh, a service member go to the place that wasn't their own or wasn't on their list, and he got a call, like, immediately returning with the food because he went to a food place. That this was is somebody that you know. It's not me. So this is a friend of a friend, right? So you got to take a little bit good. Okay. Yeah, this okay. this is a verified source telling the story that I trust, right? So there's a slight bit of embellishment, but there's a, the keys, like the app going, but he got called. And then they said, if you do that again, we're going to fine you $10,000. Woo! See, I knew that they had oh, put that stuff into place. I didn't, I didn't realize kidding me? that yes. it was actually operational. And I, okay, so. Do you know how many people come and go across state March, lines to go to work every day? April. In China, I'm seeing that to go on public transport, oh, you yeah. have to have the app so that you can scan it on your phone to I'm get clean. on the fucking train, Larry. And I was like, that's some crazy shit. 
I hope that that never happens in America. And then I'm like, you know, like, I think maybe it'll be okay. Like, I don't think that, you know, shit's going to get that crazy. Like people resisted really hard to masks and shit. And now then I also heard, Oh, Yo, you, you want me to hold it for Jesus. you? No, it's okay. I burn my, it's okay. Um, I burn myself. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so um, remember what I said about nothing bad ever happening from smoking weed? There it is right um, there. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Let's close it. Let's shut it all down. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you'd singe your fingers. I've also heard that maybe it was in New York that for concerts, for concerts to start opening up, you have to download an app and have a negative test on your phone, on your app to get into a concert because there's going to be X amount of people mm-hmm. there. So I, in New York, do you know, Larry, the negative test? Do you have like a, you have to have it on paper or there's an app you have to download to register your negative test? So that's where I don't know. And that's why I didn't ask enough follow-up questions. Cause I was just like, in my head, I was like, I'm never going to New York. It's super cool. Um, but like, I could, I could try to ascertain that. So obviously it won't be yeah. good for the podcast, but yeah, we can figure know. that out. Yeah. Cause uh, I get, but anybody who's still in the city of New York, let try and try and get some tap in on some information we're actually yeah i mean i have family that commutes across every day there you go yeah. so just see and that's what i because people live in new jersey and commute across like that's such a whole yeah. part the time. of your life yep. and so i don't know how that goes from them and it might be different because the the service member came from out of state that wasn't in the connecting state so maybe that was part of the treaty but i just thought that like when i heard the story and it's like a big issue because like like oh. our leave is coming up right and that's the army is doing uh coronavirus test but not for leave right it's only for operational things so like if they were to send me to like eventually i'm gonna have to go to a course in georgia so when i go there i may have to get but it won't come or i might have to get tested but it won't come out of my pockets yeah we don't test people to go on leave because that's leisurely right so then like that's just a thing they're like hey you need to get a test before you go to new york or you'll have to get a more expensive one in new york that's like the most military thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. At least in the last week or two, you know. Well, you know like, we'll test like... you as long as we're sending you somewhere. But if you're going to go somewhere, <laughs> then go fuck yourself because yeah. you got to figure it out. That's yeah. how it works, baby. That's, That's how great. it works. That's really great. And then you get stuck in a place because you, you flew in, you screwed up, you forgot your test certificate or whatever, and now you got to <laughs> – quarantine for two weeks but you only got a week of leave and now you're gonna have to be a wall for a week don't you try explaining that one to your ceo larry don't you feel like the nation's most important warriors because that's how we're treating you right (laughs) 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 certainly certainly is the most important it's super weird because what i've gotten like people treat soldiers me very well yeah you're very disposable up. It's very yeah. interesting. Like people are just like they reach out, they're super kind. Like Colin, you probably saw this too. Like everyone's like, Hey, thank you for your service. Thank you. Like, let me buy you some food on the plane. But like oh, yeah. the army, like the, the, the army coast guard, they're just like, Listen, you're just a number, all right? We can make this without you. You're like, all right, sounds good. Whatever you yep. need. Get it yep. done, or we will yep. find someone else to get it done. Yeah, don't exactly. don't question that. Yeah. Which is actually kind of I don't know, man. There's a there's an appeal to it. On a larger scale, it's refreshing, but as an individual, it's, it's oh yeah, feels not good. Yeah, people yeah. forget when you sign up for the military and stuff, you you give up all of your rights. And you, yeah, in in place of a whole new set that you are a quaint, They're not quite the same. <laughs> not Which quite is, the same. It's super. That's why the and this has always been my biggest argument: stimulus. Right, I don't like the government relying because right now, right, if you were to disobey the government, like you're basically doing it at your own cost, right, a fee. If you rely on the government for subsistence, stimulus checks, yep. what if you don't download the app, right? Because you don't feel comfortable giving up that information. What if you right. don't get the vaccine because you're not a vaccine person? Then theoretically, they could just shut off your support. 
your yep. stimulus. Yeah. And they get to control your life even more. And that's where I get super nervous. I'm like, like expanding the whole entire program. And like what we've seen, right? Like in France, Italy, where they have these kind of programs, there's still a lot of unrest there. They're still rioting and they still don't want to be locked out. They still want to live their life. So like right. oh, yeah. people are just like, this is all they need. I'm just like, there's some other factual, there's some, right, some other right. facts out there. And certainly I don't mean that's all that I need, but the monetary concern that I have of what yeah. do you mean I can't go to work, that part of it is cut out. There's yeah. still many other things that I'll have to do with like it's, it's social aspects, all that shit. But that's like when, when all this first happened, right? All this kicked off. I've been, I got to frame this correctly because in a totally conscious and normally thinking mind, I am still a thousand percent grateful for having been able to keep my job this entire time. I am Facts. a thousand percent consciously that exists, right? Yep. Bring me. But when all this was happening, right? In the beginning, shit's closing down. No one knows what's happening. Everybody's going to die. We don't know. We don't know. You could be dead just from fucking talking to your coworker. We have no idea, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. I was like, bitch, send me home. I don't want to work. <laughs> but I need cash. Like I need the government to figure this yeah. out because I don't want to be at work, but this doesn't fucking work when things were so slow work that we're like making shit up to do. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be here. I would rather things be closed so that I could just fucking be at home. But I really need this money because I'm at work now. Right. Yep. So that's like, it's, it's a, it's a tough place to be in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's a hard road to hoe. Yeah. And so that's the only time where i was like i just don't give a fuck just give me a check i'm done like i just don't want to deal with this mm -hmm. and now that's like i recognize consciously because i have a better grasp on everything that's happening like yep. that's the only thing that solves for me is my mm -hmm. financial issue that doesn't solve yeah. me fucking hating my wife because now i'm around her 24 7 it doesn't affect it doesn't change my relationship with my kid or not seeing anybody or like any of these yeah. other things that i have to deal with you know going stir crazy so, exactly and oh, i yeah. think that like you said it's very it's way too easy for people to overlook those things at the idea of oh well, we're gonna give you three thousand dollars every month until this is done because this is what we have to do and for the greater good and for whatever people are like you're telling me that i don't have to go to work and i'm going to keep my job when it's done and you're going to give me a check people are willing to just take that and run with it you know they're not yeah. they're not worried about the government then telling you well if you want to see your family, you got to quarantine for two weeks, even though you're just going across town, even though it's the people that live across the street from you that you see all the time. If you're going to be in their house with them, yep. you should wear a mask and your kids should wear a mask and you should also quarantine for two weeks before you go. But yep. if you're not going to do that, then you should have it outside and make sure that you're six feet away. Like it, the overlooking of the bold overstepping of government oh, bounds man. of telling you yep. how you need to, interact interpersonally with your friends and family um is too easy for people to overlook because we're at the point now where like i said this is a reality yeah, they are yeah. telling you how to conduct yourself at a thanksgiving and they're it's, getting squirrelier and squirrelier one of the oldest american holidays that exists right <laughs> And they're telling you now how you need to operate within your own family yeah. and it's that type of shit that I don't know. You know, it concerns me because we gave it up without even the check. We got one check and we're yeah. fine with it, you know, and now here we are. And it's like, well, maybe we'll get more money. You know, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, there's I even saw it within myself, you know, where I'm oh, like, yeah. well, I need more money though. So I don't, it's, yeah. well, and there's something I think that speaks probably louder than anything actually 
coming down from the government and it's it's the people just the populace in general's willingness to just do what they're told like yeah. Fauci's been saying lately. <laughs> Have you heard that line from Fauci? He's like, the, oh yeah, people the just do what they're told. Spirit of America, yeah, yeah. but but I mean, right. but literally, this it's happening. Like that is what's happening at this point. The government could basically say almost anything they wanted to concerning coronavirus or whatever it is, and as long as they say, well, the scientists say, or the science backs us up on this, and then they say whatever it is that they want us to do, the masses will just do it. Yeah, and yeah. It, I don't know why there's zero pushback or zero questioning on anything. It's probably because the we've been trained now to just everything is political. Yeah. So you know, well, you just and, listen to your side or the other side. But and it became so toxically divisive so quickly. Like with yeah. just masks, right? Is like an incredible example. It so took like a couple few days. That the was amount it. of people that not only turn from i don't want to wear a mask but you are a government shill for wearing a mask and you are a bootlicker <laughs> for wearing a mask yeah, and you're compromising yeah. american values for wearing a mask and you're doing this because you're wearing a mask when we sat here on the show and we're like would i rather not wear one a thousand percent is it easier for me to put a mask on so i can go to the store undisturbed than mm -hmm. to cause a fucking problem yes yeah. do i think that that compromises my core deep state concrete fucking values because i'm willing to take a half a step to make my own life easier do i think that i don't no. i really don't i don't think that this is the equivalent to me saying oh wear a mask okay here i don't need this you can just take it because i don't need it yeah i, do, I don't Not think the same. things are equivalent and the the rapidity of of that transition from giving up your mask is the same thing as giving up your guns when they come to your door. You know, yeah. these are the same people. Like I just don't, that's, that's it's so a, ludicrous to me, you know, it's because that same spirit of whatever independence, you know, that, that Fauci is talking about that also that bought me to purchase this AR 15 when I was devoutly against it when we started. And then as soon as Washington state is like, Oh no, you guys can't have these anymore. I said, Oh, you can go fuck yourself. I'm gonna yeah. get mine right yeah. the same thing that caused me to do that is the same thing that caused me to say i think that's great that you guys are going to put out a vaccine but i'm going to go ahead and wait and <laughs> i'll see what happens in a couple of years and i but we were in the car yesterday and you know we're talking about a vaccine and this is going to happen and you know x amount of percent and blah 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 and i told jordan i said i don't want to sound ignorant i said but i would honestly legitimately rather get the coronavirus than get the vaccine that they're making right now because I have a better idea of what's going to happen if I get the coronavirus than yeah. what is going to happen if I take this vaccine 20 fucking years from now. I don't know. I know that I might not have my sense of taste and smell for like X amount of time. Maybe maybe not forever. I, I recognize that. I would rather get the coronavirus and trust my body to deal with it then get a fucking vaccine that we've had for five seconds that they're saying is totally safe right now, but we right. haven't tested for an extended period of time. The reason that I trust the vaccines that I put into my kid is because it's been fucking decades that they've been doing this and yeah. this amount of people die and get sick from it and are maimed from it every year. Those are odds I'm going to take. Yeah. The fact that you're telling me 95% of people deal okay with the coronavirus after they get this vaccine, that's fucking great. Most people don't die when they get it anyway. Yeah. I'm going to take my risks. I think that I'll roll those fucking dice, right? Like, and I feel comfortable and I feel comfortable holding that view. And also, yeah. 
like, and also wearing a mask, you know, and not feeling like I'm compromising my values and yeah. not feeling like I'm fucking rolling over and being told what to do and all this shit. Like the fact that that gray area was completely taken out of that argument mm-hmm. for things as yeah. little as masks, I feel provided us with little hope of yeah, you know, little coming hope. out of this in a non-divided <laughs> form, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, what's funny is I wonder if the opposition to mask wearing and stuff would have been a little bit more comprehensive and thought out if Trump wasn't the president because the like many things in an analogous way to look at it. Yeah. Um, the way Trump is about the worst arbiter to speak on any of the issues that he tries to speak on. Yeah. It's like that level of conversation carried down directly to the people that were anti-maskers right. and it just became this, this, joke of a fucking thing where it's like this mask is everything it is you know give me liberty or give me death over this fucking mask business right during a pandemic mind you and like regardless of what we knew about it then or now or whatever it's really that's the hill that's the hill you picked okay sorry bro i can't join you on this one this that's dumb see and this is where i think that like social media played a bad role in this because like like you guys said right like it we, we could easily do one thing but like not finish it all. Like, like, for example, like I have just decided to let the business establishment that I go into decide and dictate if I wear a mask or not. Right. Yeah. Free market, so like, I've let the free market decide. My mask use. <laughs> so like in our town, there's like a little shop down there. Masks aren't required. Don't wear a mask. Right. There's a pizza place. Masks aren't required. Don't. But if you go to the next town over, we go there all the time. We have to wear one to go into Walmart. We have to wear one if we want to go get food. We have to wear one on base. Like we have to, and so like I, I just like people just we just need to like relax. But I think a problem is social media, and then now the media where we haven't had a serious conversation about it, right? Yeah. So now if they're like, hey, like like you just said, Don, you're like, well, the, like, we're not dying in droves here. Like, but everyone's just like, well, you don't know anything. You're not an epidemiologist. Like, you're dumb. You're an idiot. You're everything. You're anti Like, right? They have all these words, and you're just like, whoa, whoa. Like, let's let's have a conversation. Like, I am not a doctor, but we we now we have the data to support a lot of these things, right? And like, a good amount example, of numbers, correct? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, a lot of people who are dying, like, they're fat. So like, why are we not talking old. about people like let's yeah. old? Like, why aren't we talking about let's protect yep. the old people and let's get in better shape? right? Yep. Let's go on more walks. And so like, that's where I've been. And like, you guys said, like, it's so political. Like if you take a stand on something, like you, you can't have a conversation. I don't feel like you can have a conversation about it. People are so like, I see it. It's why I kind of got rid of and got away from Instagram because everyone's just shoving their opinion down my throat. And I'm just like, yes, oh, yeah. I'm happy that you're the smartest person on the platform, but like, well, like I'm going to be okay. Like, I'm just going to keep the data coming yeah. in. Right. It's like, what did I do? I lost 30 pounds. And I run more, right? And I'm still in better shape. Right? I drink more water. Like part of the one percent like, that actually did something productive during. And like I just like I because like that was the only thing that every single side said. Like I forgot one doctor, and then don't get me started on like we don't listen to the doctors that don't like yeah. like because like again we we have to acknowledge that Sweden never shut down. Like and yep. they did it completely counterintuitively to what we've done. With and they. Right. They are fine, right? Like they they're getting hit, but it seems like everyone's getting hit, right? Yeah. But yeah, like there's doctors that come out like like there's the one doctor who said that she like demons or she like demon sperm was a thing. Right, oh, yeah. right, right. She's but then there was an, another guy who was from like Yale and Harvard, and he was an epidemiologist, and he wrote in a massive article, and he was just like, listen, this isn't what we think it is. Like it's affecting a population. Like locking down's not the answer. Like the masks don't really work. 
and he's just like, we gotta be healthy, like being healthy even, and protecting him. You even have doctors now from the UN that are coming out saying that locking down is not the answer. Oh, and the who? Equal, and the who? Exactly. Yeah. That are saying we. The, the World Health Organization that is being championed still by the yes. Democrats and by the left. Never been now, so wrong. Now they're talking <laughs> about shutting down, even though both of these global organizations are saying that's not the right way to yep. go about it. But that's still the conversation. Oh, yeah. It's, it, I mean, those, those type of things, like Larry's talking about, lend directly to just the politicization of that issue. That mm-hmm. it's, yep. it's, it's not even about science anymore because you can't talk about Sweden. You can't even, even, even if there are societal differences in population, all kinds of shit, of course there are, but there's still different groups of people that had the same virus and handled it way differently and different shit happened. Like this, yep. that's still a discussion to be had, even with all of the different variables that exist there, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a travesty that just the fact that you can't even begin to have that conversation no. on social that's media the... talks of fraud you know like oh yeah even talk about fraud getting people pulled off of fucking off of youtube off oh, of yeah. social media at all you, you know? say anything that questions the election and you get a little ticker thing down there yep. that says you know this the election is still in dispute or it's not you know you get some kind of a yeah like, like joe biden check. is the projected winner which yeah. is like which is insane because in my heart of hearts, like it was like when Donald Trump was like, yeah, there's going to be fraud in this election. And in my heart of hearts, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to all agree on something. Yeah, like right. in my heart of hearts, I was like, this is it. Like our, our, our election process, we need to refine it. Like we need, we need to have it. Like we can't have there's so much fraud. And then they're like, fraud never happens in any election. I was just like, you told me Stacey Abrams is a governor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Hillary Clinton has a podcast where she goes on on the ad. It's just like. She's like, and we'll have on the person who we all know should be the governor of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. And I'm just like, listen, you can't have both. Like, we just, we can't. Like, it can't be both, right? One, have you seen, it was pointed out to me, watching Steven Crowder, and I went and verified it myself, that on a lot of the tweets that are talking about election fraud or any type of impropriety that have the ticker at the bottom that says, you know, fact check this blah 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 statement on the election when you click on it it goes to a page set up by twitter that just that just says election fraud is extremely rare and then gives you the statistics in the past of how often fraud has occurred that's called running so cover. it's not it's not it is not articles disputing this article it's not something else coming out and saying this is incorrect just that voter fraud is extremely rare mm-hmm. fuck this article fuck this information even though project veritas now has what three different people that are coming out oh, of yeah. pennsylvania that are willing to swear in a, a sworn affidavit of things that they've seen over 200 pages of sworn affidavits coming out of michigan of people talking about election monitors talking about improprieties that they saw mm-hmm. and still you know the is saying anything about that is well it's extremely rare that's that's yep. we got to fact check this it's you know we have to make sure that it's not showing up as often because it's extremely rare and you to, know to add to the travesty that that is right is the blocking of that information the suppressing of that information the the you know just throwing doubt on anything like that that it it's a shame because if there's one thing this election in particular has taught me, it's that very, very few people out there actually understand how the voting process and the voting counting process actually works like in real life, because it's, it varies from County to County, from state to state. And I'm as guilty as anyone else. Like what 
truly happens to your ballot once you do with right. it whatever it is that right. you do with it do you know every step of the way that the postal service works and how right. that gets to there and then how does the accounting system nobody knows any of that stuff yeah. and it's this was a perfect it, it was a perfect opportunity to really point that out and to really educate people but you can't do that because you're not allowed to have the conversation right and See, i have to just before we continue i have to say just for covering our own access yes. right for fact basis, because now we're talking about the election. So just to get the fact stuff out of the way, right? The election happened, obviously, on the oh, third, yeah. the election started, votes starting to be counted on the Saturday following. The media projected that Joe Biden would be the winner. The two or three days before, there was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada were all heavily contested states back and forth, oh, yeah. back and forth, back and forth. The AP called Arizona and then had to take it back and then took it back again. And then so all these things happened. And then on Saturday, finally, about midday, several different media companies projected that Joe Biden would be the winner, even though several states we're still left to be finished counting. Georgia yep. is doing a hand recount of all of their ballots. There are active court cases going on in several different states. Larry talked about one in Pennsylvania when we first started. There's one going on in Michigan actively. Yep. Um, one was just ruled in President Trump's favor in Pennsylvania that we talked about in the pre-show. This process is not over, not to mention legally, constitutionally, the media does not decide who the winner is. Period. Full stop. All 100%. of the election call it. results need to be verified. They need to be handed in. And then in the beginning of December, the electoral votes are December ratified. 14th. Yep. There yep. you go. Mid-December, they are ratified in Congress, passed on, and then the election is legitimate. And that is why yes. it is not until January that the president is actually inaugurated into the office. The so that's all. The early date that can get certified is certified. That's certified. Their election is would be on Monday, and that would be Virginia. That's they certify on that's that's the earliest they will certify their votes on the 16th. Florida on the 17th. Georgia on the 20th. Michigan and Pennsylvania on the 23rd. Arizona on the 30th. Wisconsin December 1st. California December 11th, and then everybody is on the 14th like and this is again not to mention the legal challenges we saw as larry mentioned earlier in the 2000 election Mm -hmm. recounts happened in florida for 37 days after the election until it was and in the beginning the media even called it for al gore (laughs) yep even called it for al gore and had to flip to george bush afterwards so again to be doubly clear none of us are saying here that you cannot trust the results of the election. What we are saying is that this process is not over and there are numbers yet to be counted. There are votes yet to be counted in Pennsylvania. As we talked about the court case that was just ruled in favor of president Trump stated that the secretary of state overstepped her bounds by changing the election rules and accepting ballots two days after they were supposed to, there are an undetermined number of ballots to be thrown out in Pennsylvania, a state that the difference is only 60,000 votes. As you talked about Pennsylvania. Sorry, go ahead, Larry. No, no. And just to put a bow on it, right? Just the the election happened. Joe Biden is the projected winner. Because of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was the one that finally came, finally flipped over to Joe Biden. That's what gave him the votes to put him over. So it's even more important that that's the state now that hangs in the balance, depending on how many votes are thrown out. 100%. There's definitely going to be a recount after that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there was some fraud. It has not been proven yes. that there's been yes. widespread fraud right. to overturn it. But again, Donald Trump has not unconstitutionally done – he hasn't done anything unconstitutional. He is right. using every avenue 
to make sure that the vote was cast in a legal way, right? And right, we yep. should count all the legal votes and we should throw out all the illegal votes. Right. And that certification is going to go until December 14th. And so although the CNN and MSNBC and the AP polls and ABC and CBS Even are Fox all great, News. Yeah, Fox News, all great organizations, but we just, I, that's what, this has been my biggest problem with it, right? Because again, CNN's just like, he's a Nazi. This is Hitler in the time. Like, he's just like, we haven't done anything. He's like, he's not going to leave the office. He's like, the military is going to protect him. And everyone's like, every restaurant is like, he hasn't done anything yet. Like right. nothing he's done has, has, it was like, well, why don't you care? What red flag has he done? Like what unconstitutional thing has he done? What illegal thing has he done? It's still legal. Yeah. yeah. It's all 100%. still within his legal bounds to challenge the results, to ask for recounts. Constitution. It's right there. all right there. Yeah. It's Every state we talked about during, I don't know. I don't remember what we were doing, what live stream was, but we talked about, um, you know, every state has their own individual rules. Yep. So yes. they all have their own kind of threshold of when you can ask for recount and shit like that, but they all, it's all written out. You know, he yep. can't do whatever he wants. There is not a plurality of people in the United States that are so devoted to Donald Trump that he will allow him to bastardize the Constitution and do whatever the fuck he wants because oh, they yeah. so badly want to see him in office over Joe Biden. I yep. don't think that's the case. We sat here and spoke no. vehemently about it. We don't want Joe Biden in office. I also... Uh, what's the word? It was a bigger word I was going to use. Um, also, I will not allow Donald Trump to, like I said, bastardize, take a shit on the Constitution mm -hmm. just because I don't want Joe Biden in office. Yeah, that's not something that I'm going to do. You a little know? bit more tied to fundamental principles. Yeah, and as as Larry that. was saying, there are some, there are definitely some cases here that I, because I'm not a lawyer, I cannot say for certain, but seem to be verified cases of fraud right yeah we talked even prior to the election the reporting that project veritas was doing in minnesota all the ballot harvesting that type of sh that's illegal yep. that's yep. It, it that is illegal right mm -hmm. i don't know if technically that's fraud but it is definitely illegal yeah and that's wh what was what did we what do we label or just improprieties is that Impropriety, the word fraud, think, fuckery yeah. improprieties because yeah, because yeah we're I gonna call it fuckery but we figured there'd yeah. be too many cases of fuckery to actually justify trying to say that, that because, too many f-bombs and we said that because legally we don't know what like what justifies fraud and so i would yeah. hate to mischaracterize anything as fraud that yeah. isn't really fraud but it, i mean that's an easy colloquial label to put on it you yeah. know is yeah. voter fraud it's, it's voter fraud disenfranchisement yeah. improprieties whatever you want to call it you know and so we saw you said Project Veritas, the reporting they did in Minneapolis. We then saw the reporting that they were doing in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Where they had people that, yeah, yeah they, they're now doing the reporting in Pennsylvania of three different postal workers, two of which have said they have heard conversations from higher ups about backdating ballots so they can be counted and passed on, right? Which we seems have strange. Three different individuals in post offices saying that they have either seen this or heard conversations of this, right? Who are saying they're willing to go under oath. And like I said, in Michigan, over 200 pages of sworn affidavits of voter election monitors that are swearing that they have seen on sworn affidavits legal documents right that again just to remind everybody this that is legally perjuring yourself if you are found yeah. to have lied on a sworn affidavit that's 100%. perjury that's that is prison time hard federal prison, prison time yes Ooh, yeah. prison prison real big dog prison exactly exactly somebody like larry but scary who's sleeping yeah 100 exactly and yeah that, I don't want any part and of that. that's why i've never got this like i don't know why it became a thing like again 
if we are certain, like, if we're just showing that, like, if you think Joe Biden won, what's the problem with verifying that he yes. won? Like, don't check the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah you I, should... If you have nothing to hide, why are you hiding? Like, what, yeah. what is the problem? Right. And to be honest, like, like you said, Larry, like they're doing themselves a disservice by 100%. pushing back against it. They should be embracing it with open arms. You should 100% expect that in a, you know, in a voting mass of over 150 million people, yeah, there's going to be cases of people attempting whatever we're colloquially calling fraud. Right. I yeah. mean, there's going to be cases like that. Is it going to shift an election? Probably not. Yeah. But right. You just you make yourself even more legitimized as the winner by letting the legal system run itself out and just yeah look into these things please let's just right. verify we had a nice clean election because for the last four years I just told you it's all going to be fraudulent and terrible right so if we can prove that wrong beautiful and yeah. and we won shit everything's good this is the cleanest election we've ever had and Joe Biden won look at that and can I ask you guys do you accept or think that as it sits now we will continue on with the joe biden presidency have you because i personally right mm -hmm. of all the things that i've seen i have a couple other examples here of like of fraud improprieties whatever right of all of the stuff that i've seen i don't personally think that i've seen enough yet to think that it will flip the decision in the other yeah. direction yeah i yeah. do think that it's there i think it all needs to be investigated a thousand percent to the end right yep. but i don't think when it's all said and done the decision will flip do you guys feel the same or do you feel differently i feel the same Larry? Yeah, same thing yeah I, I think voter fraud's out there i haven't seen it widespread right until we see right until i see that oh this district with six million people actually like i haven't seen it there's been some onesies twos a couple thousand here there I think it's going to be Joe Biden. And that's why, like, in my head, like, I've started gearing myself towards looking at, like, what is Joe Biden actually going to do to our tax laws, right? So, like, yeah, I, yeah. I personally have accepted and I'm really comfortable with Joe Biden being our uh, our president. And I think, I personally think the media is blowing this up to be a bigger issue, right? Because any person who, in a media, I have a high standard for the media, so they should know the rules, right? They should know the Constitution. When you say something is unconstitutional, it's then thought that you know the constitution. Pocket right? constitutions, baby. hundred percent. Right. You should have them on lock. But I, I think this is happening twofold, right? CNN, they lean towards Democrats. I think in the house and the Senate, their races didn't go the way they wanted them. And I think there's a civil war brewing in the Democrat side of the house. Cause I think you go from Joe Biden, which I think if we sat down and laid everything out, we'd agree on a lot. It's going to fight with AOC where I think ideal ideologically we do not yes. have a lot in common. Yeah. yeah, like you said, that blue wave, you know, that they were talking about never crashed. Like it's yeah, not the, the no. sweeping, uh, what do they call that, a, uh, a referendum of Donald Trump, you know, did yep. not exist on this yep. election cycle. When you have what the, the Republicans take some house or some seats in the House and only they said, losing, as it sits now, one seat in yeah. the Senate, you know, potentially. Yeah. And they said they're going to take upwards to 15 when this is done? Yeah. yeah. That's a bad look. I wouldn't be surprised, right? And what the fuck was I going to say? Um, House? Joe Biden, Senate? House. Biden? Nancy what Pelosi we could run on to win the ele election unanimously? Okay, so Larry pitched this idea to me. Yes, he said to me that he has a foolproof um, platform for us to run on to be able to win. What do, you, we'll, what do you got? We'll never lose. We'll never lose. Okay, here we go. First of all, who's us? 
It's I'm us three sure. right now. It's us. We're building the, the coalition right now. Okay. All right. Got We're going to join the birthday party with Kanye West. And this okay. is the platform that's going to take us over. <laughs> I got it. I'm on board so far. We are going to police crime. And we're going to force those crime rates down in a, in a legal, justifiable way. And we're going to fix the healthcare system. I'm telling you, if you fix crime and healthcare in America. Oh, done. You're, tell, done. Tell me what other else people want. Yep. Do you have a way to do those things or those are, that's just what we're running? I need, listen, I've been telling a lot of my friends because I came out with this great one. They're like, great, what's the plan? I need two more weeks. So I'm down to like 10 days. <laughs> but, uh, I need, listen, to two solve weeks, all the I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> solve the world's problems. We'll get there. Um, I mean, I, healthcare, in my opinion, I think what you do is you give healthcare to a free market, right? Because everyone thinks it skyrockets in a free market. Right now, there is the free market and then there is socialized healthcare. We have the worst of both worlds, right? We have yep. the two party system. So I think we get rid of those insurance companies, right? We, we destroy that kind of lobbying in uh, the white, or what's it called, Capitol Hill. You leave it up to a laissez-faire system. What's going to happen there is there's going to be a natural bell curve of the haves and have-nots. And then what you do is for 75 to 80% of our population, they're going to be just fine. And then once that 20 to 25% population presents itself, you start developing specific tactics to assess those people, right? And then you can build in that safety net. A lot of what I, ha- I, of what I like to do comes in conjunction with limiting our, our involvement around the world. I think that soaks up a lot of money. I think we could use that, mo- repurpose that money for better, for better money. But again, I'm, I'm a very America first guy. So like I tend to be, uh, I'm uh, a nationalist. You're a nationalist, than- Larry? Yeah, rather, I'm, I am an American Racist, person. this one. <laughs> Listen, uh, I forgot I was black. I got black so I didn't vote for Joe Biden. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. I forgot about um, that. When is the bleaching happening or are you just – No, uh, it's apparently like – uh, so I have to show up. I got my RCP on my email, so I just ah. got to show up on time and then we'll be good. So maybe next time you see me. But I think I, I didn't <laughs> – I a little think, <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but uh yeah i think that's 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 kind of where that's always how i've been right so like that was like one of my big things what i didn't like with obama who's like oh we're coming out of afghanistan but like if you look at like his map of conquering oh. and like he did more conquering than christopher columbus who we don't like today oh so, yeah again, like, i just always like to piece that together so I think with the reduction of what you're doing around the world and then repurpose that money and the ingenuity and those resources into kind of building that safety net, then I think that's strong. And I think if you look at, if you compare us to Germany, to Sweden, to Norway, right? So socialist healthcare systems that are strong and that work competently, I think the, the biggest difference in our budgets are what we spend on military and defense spending, right? Mm-hmm. And so- everyone's like, why can't we do it here? And I've always been like, well, we're doing something different and no one wants to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Larry, because part of the, the problem with the healthcare system, right? To approach healthcare in the United States, you have to attack, essentially, you have to look at and examine the giant elephant in the room, which is, you know, we like to think that we more or less have a free market healthcare system, right? Yeah. But we don't really. We have a free market insurance market. 100%. So, and this is because the insurance companies are so involved in the healthcare market. Just, it's an equivalent to watching the government sink their, you know, get their hands in the education field where everything, you know, 
the government always has an unlimited paycheck. They always yeah. have an they have an endless wallet, so schools know that they can charge as much as they want because these people that are going to school can reach out to the daddy federal government and get as much money as they want. And it's very, very similar with the insurance market. They get subsidized so that we can buy affordable plans and whatnot, but yeah. nobody actually goes in and pays the doctor's office for whatever it is that they go into the doctor's office for you pay a yeah. copay and it's all just the entire financial structure is built between the healthcare providers and the insurance companies. That is it. We are essentially commodities to be bought and sold in the marketplace for the, the ales that we have. So yeah. to actually address healthcare, like, and I don't want to, the answer is not the full Bernie route, right? Where you got to get rid of oh, no. insurance, but I I lost it, it needs to be, oh no, did we, did we get lost? We'll hold out for a second. We'll see if we come back. We'll see if we come back. Your internet connection is unstable. Bull honky, my internet connection is unstable. I got you now. All right, so we're good? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, now. so we'll say, going back to the healthcare um, insurance, how do we address the insurance market so that essentially they don't dictate what costs are anymore? So uh, I like, which is super weird because I do, this is like the one thing me and AOC kind of agree on. Um, it gets rather uncomfortable, doesn't it? It gets super uncomfortable because at some point the government, and I don't like the government, but we need an overarching force to decay the effects that the insurance company has on it, right? Mm -hmm. We need to bring the true prices of uh, true costs of things forward so that we can see the technologies and we can actually have them compete against each other on an even plane, right? And yeah. the best thing that I've seen to describe it is LASIK surgery. Yes. So, and Charlie, I think it's Charlie Kirk talks about this all the time. If you look at the price of LASIK surgery, it's dropped drastically over time. Oh, yeah. And what's Super happened? Super affordable we, now. A hundred percent. Like we could, if I, if you were like, Hey, I'm going to get LASIK surgery. No one thinks you're going to go bankrupt. No one thinks you're super rich. No. And it's not covered traditionally by insurances. And what happens is those technology or sorry, those prices are competed against multiple people. And because those prices are, have an actual competition, the innovation is there and force a drop in price, which only benefits the consumer, benefits the yeah. company that wins, but like that force down of price benefits the consumer. So that's what we need. I, and this is like a basic economic rule that's kind of played out it's, 100%. it's a thousand times over. I mean, you know, the analogy I always like to look at is the, the big screen television, right? Yeah. Big oh. screen TV, it used to only be a millionaire can afford it. And then real. after the thousand millionaires bought them, then the people bought them for a half a million dollars. And then they yeah. come down, they come down. And now you can go to Walmart and pick one up for 300 bucks. 100%. And it's the same with cell phones. Like we've seen this all the oh, time. Yeah. Like this, more technology than to go to the moon. Like the old laptop technology, yeah. our cell phones were $8,000. And then like this one is affordable. We have affordable payment plans that you can yep. do. And then there's, a, the, and then you see how that ecosystems built around that and the insurance ecosystem around the phone is built around that in a, in a lower cost way in a way that's better for the consumer. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people hear me when I say like, Oh, the free market will take care of us. Probably it's just like, okay, you're evil, but you have to have the free, the, the government in my role. And I don't love government, right? But I'm not super libertarian. I do like a limited government, but the government has to come after to fill the cracks that capitalism leaves naturally. Yeah. And that yeah. should be our social safety net that we talk about. Right. Cause I, I don't agree want with that. Yeah. 
And the problem that I differ with AOC is her approach is let's put the government first to figure out our problems. I was just like, no offense, but like, like Colin, if I said, I know exactly how to treat you, what well, you would be like, you don't fucking know my life. Right. Cause I don't exactly. know the specifics of like how it is like but you do. So instead of me telling you how to, for you to run your health or Don, right? Like you guys are best friends hanging all the time, but you couldn't tell him exactly what he needs. Why wouldn't we make it more affordable to give him more selection? And then when there's people that can't afford it, like instead of worrying about 330 million people, we're worrying about 20 million people, right? And then we're building a program for those specific people, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can have ex- like we can have exact money, like money to exact problems, like what's right. Then we can play all the data there. I think that we're trying to do too much in a world where we've seen our government like have gaps. For example, a voting, a vote, right? Like why yep. why is this voting so hard, right? Like I, again, right? So like that's where I that's that's how I see the healthcare system, right? So I'd fix that. And once we fix that, I really think that we can just focus in on crime. Crime's super yeah. easy. Um, yeah, crime is basically real simple, right? Yeah. It's just, just invest into, into places, create opportunity. That's yep, really what it comes down to. You create opportunity and the necessity to, to resort to crime fails away, 100%. falls away. You don't increase, I don't like increasing the checks on people. I like increasing the amount of patrols, right? I think mm-hmm. presence is a great thing for cops. So we increase the presence of cops, which then drives down crime initially, which sparks investment into an area, which then raises the, uh, the affluence of the area, and then gives the people to provide for themselves less scarcity, which then lowers crime again. And I think that's how you build it up. It takes time. But like, again, people don't like Rudy Giuliani, but that's exactly like when he went into New York to fix their crime problem, the first thing he did was clean the parks. Yep right? So that kids could play in a safe area, right? So that people knew what wrong looked like, right? You've established the good from bad. You don't like shady characters. So hang out, you fix the lights, not, not as much bad stuff happens in the light. We know that bad things like the dark. And so like things like that, like I really feel like we, we could get there, you know? And then again, like where are we getting the money from? I'm not super tight. I don't love globalist i don't like our globalist approach to thing like i i the, the thing that i've heard that's scary that i can't confirm but like when i i read about the new global order oh geez man the yeah. great reset yeah the great reset the world economic forum 100 percent. that that's made terrifying me very nausea that was nauseating yeah can i ask you about something larry go uh, ahead from a come from a military perspective right is one of the conversations that i've had in the heads and tendencies that i've had on lowering the military budget too much right because I, yeah. i'm a huge fan of it it's i mean there is an exorbitant amount of money that we pay into the defense budget every year there is i feel very little justification for it being that much money um yeah. i know i'm not saying half it you know or anything like that but for it to be triple the amount of any other country i mean it's insane that's yeah. that's Neither here nor there. So one of the big hesitancies I've had of, of lowering it too much, right, is because of the way that America has lived its lifestyle, right? The type of globalist, almost empirical type lifestyle of having military bases in so many different countries, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of those that you can close down and pack up and walk away from and things will be okay, you know? But there are a lot of other places that we've been active in or militaristic fashion in the Middle East, in Southeast Asia, and places like that where – one of the theories that I've heard from people close to me who have a lot of military experience is a, a three generations theory um, that after you've had active military conflict in a region, it takes three generations before the like hatred and, and detestment 
for the negative impacts of that military impact, it takes three generations for that to like wash itself out. And so the potential still kind of exists there in other words for like, if you kill somebody, you know, in, in war, if somebody dies, mm-hmm. the, potential, yeah. the potential exists there for their son, their grandson, and potentially their great grandson to still hold those negative feelings towards that country. Yes. And okay. that's part of why we maintain military bases in a lot of these places is because we have to kind of, try and still do positive shit and hold a positive experience and have a positive influence there and presence um, to help fight against that. Um, Do you know of any idea like that? Is that just like a conversation I had or? No, no. So I've heard about it. So we talked about this a lot in our international relations class, right? And I want to tell an antidote to further kind of illuminate a problem, right? So in our culture, in our military, leaders eat last, right? Like whenever we sit down to eat, I'm going to be the last one to crack open the MRE. I'm the last one to grab hot A's, whatever it is, right? In the Afghanistan culture, leaders eat first. Mm-hmm. And so what happens was real, we were trying to teach them the way to run right, right. Their, their thing. And so we're like, no, no, you eat last. And so his soldiers saw him as less than them and then they all started disrespecting him and they didn't listen to him and then they had to break down the ranks and he lost control of his unit and we realized that like our culture doesn't work for their culture and i say that to say this i i prescribe to that three generation theory kind of because there's also the new democrat or there's the notion that newly democratic societies go to war more than any other regime ever so we would break down I say all that to say this, I think that exists and we need to be there, but do we have the proper ability and know-how to prescribe the answer for them? And that's where I get, like, how much money are we giving to someone putting into a system where they don't want to, and we don't have the depth, the knowledge to properly fix those tensions, right? Certainly. For example, we, like, everybody in the Middle East, right, whether it was Alexander the Great, whether it was Hitler, whether it was Russia in the Middle East, right? They would pull the yarn and think that they knew how to fix it. And so like the conflicts would arise and like, oh, we can fix it. And there's been a lot of great civilizations to collapse because we can fix it. So like, I do think we have a role to help that out, but we have so many problems and gaps increasing in America. Like, are we going to fracture before that? And if you can't help yourself, you can't help your buddy. Right. And so I, I, I get what you're saying. And I, for the world police, and that's why I've had to openly say like, I'm more nationalist because like, weighing those two difficult problems i'm going to choose america before i choose someone else and like mark cuban said it when he's talking to megan kelly and she was like talking about china like why don't you care about like uh the oh god the muslims what are they called the The uyghurs muslims the uyghurs muslims like why aren't you talking to china more about that he's like we have more problems in america to fix first and then i kind of i didn't like that first didn't sound good but then i was like that that makes sense like if we sacrifice america we'll have nothing to bring forward when the world needs us again you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm not like a staunch isolationist. I just want to start being in a place where we prioritize America more because again, we have unrest here. We have poor people here. We have people yeah. who are food insecure here. Our, our education system is horrible. Again, yeah, yeah. I'm school. It, that is my, if I'm ever a billionaire, that's the first problem we're attacking. You fix so that, and, you solve a lot of problems. A hundred percent. Right. And so like, I don't even think all those problems don't matter. I don't think they're not real problems. I just want to be in a place where we prioritize America. So like if we could bring our troops home and there's going to be more chaos, that's kind of built into the cake, but we could fix healthcare and we could fix crime and we could fix education. Like where would America be 
and what could we then do again for the world you know what i mean uh -huh. yeah and i think um specifically to the to the middle east you're you're right a lot I, i'm still i still hold hesitancies but i think specifically I, i've said that a lot especially even on mm -hmm. the show that oh, yeah. there are problems there that are older than our country there yeah. we, we don't oh. have any hope oh, of yeah. solving those problems because the, they are cultural and deeper than anything we could hope to process with yeah. a nine or 12 or even 15 month deployment you know 100%. like i believe that was like the longest but yeah. there's there's nothing that an american can hope to fix in 15 months that they have not had the opportunity to fix over the last thousand years yeah. that they've been on this planet you know well, i on the conversely to that in the middle east i am actively concerned about the growth of terrorism in regards to the negative feelings that continue to exist towards americans mm -hmm. and i don't i like I, I always sit on such a fence on this because i don't love the idea of like we need to be hunting shit down but yeah. i also we need to make sure that there is not things growing there that are able to spill over into america so that we in like a 9-11 type scenario where we weren't paying attention to shit you know people going to flight schools in florida and they're telling their instructors oh, i don't need to know how to land you know it doesn't and we're just like we don't that's fine you know not noticing mm -hmm. or not thinking until afterwards and so I, i'm and that's like a home thing but that's just one example of that particular example of 9-11 like i'm scared of because I grew up in that time, we all grew up in that time, that that's something that I carry forward. I'm, I'm super mm -hmm. nervous of things like that happening here again because of how negatively that impacted our country domestically and mm -hmm. the things that it caused us to do globally. Um, yeah. The way that we could react and the way that that could reverberate around the world from something like that happening here again mm -hmm. makes me super nervous. Well, and would it be safe to say that historically this approach to – world compliance, world, you know, unity, whatever it is that, whatever the fuck it is we're after, which yeah. is just Homeland Security, whatever it is, has, our approach has never been before attempted in history. Right. Because um, yeah. generally, you know, you look at the, the Roman Empire as an example, and it, you know, it's, it's very common yeah. for people to say that Rome was built, um, you know, out of, on a defensive stance. Right. They, yeah. they conquered the world to protect themselves. I mean, yeah. how is that any different? than what we do now except we don't conquer the world you know it's a very imperialistic idea to keep active military forces in the places that right, you were right. in except back then it was like well no you're just roman now right you're, you're part of right. the roman empire you're a you're a subsidiary state you're a client state now it, well, there there is none of that anymore because our great conquering is is done under the auspices of freedom and liberty right yes. bringing Democracy. that yeah bringing right. that to cultures that have, for one may never have experienced it or don't want it or don't yeah. need it to function within their society and how how audacious is it of us as a nation to assume that it's the best for everybody because yeah. it works well yeah. for us because we're a right. western philosophical country that's you know founded on the values that we're founded on but you know you have to immediately look at that stance and go okay is it our place in the world to yeah. say this is the way you should live you can run it however you want but you gotta buy into the system otherwise it's just never going to work out for you. And, well, and the problem is that there's legitimate, you know, human rights violations that happen a lot right, of times right. in those places. And, but do you, do you have the right at that point to essentially conquer the world ideologically? 
And and to that point, and to clarify, definitely from a personal standpoint, I'm not advocating for to for like a, a world police type no, that, scenario. No. You know, that's not all. Even even with the three generations type idea, my idea is not to police those areas and still try to influence. No. You know, like I said, it's no. it's just to maintain. Like I said, keep a pulse and make sure shit is not going to ride. Uh-huh. You know, I, I I am not in favor of a, of a world police type ideology, but in more of a logical type sense like of, we're like, already defensive there you know no no yeah. not an expansion certainly i don't want people to any any more imperial expansion but yeah. but in in the actual logical literal sense of like of defensive stances like we are here to make sure that there is not bad shit happening that is going to spill over into america you yeah. know i don't think it's necessarily our business to be like you said intervening in things that are happening there you know it's really just to make sure that nothing is coming over to america i i don't know as far as human rights abuses and shit like that you know if you have troops in china and you see uyghurs being taken out you probably should do something about that but i don't you know what i'm saying i I don't know it it gets really complicated is my that's and that's i leave that up to the military minds greater than me to decide whether that needs to be done or not you know but And like we don't know either. And the top, like this is it's it's all economics in my head, right? Like there is an yeah. endless amount of problems, and we have a finite amount of resources. And the conversation that no one wants to hear is that we have to pick and choose, right? Yep. Like and so because like especially through this period when you see so much widespread, I don't know if the lockdown caused as much as it illuminated. Right, like domestic abuse is on the rise, suicides on the rise, food insecurity oh, yeah. is on the rise. Like, is this was it caused by it, or did we just illuminate all these things going on? Right, our education lapses right now. Like, oh man. in in three years, like again, I say this to all. Like, your son is leaps and bounds ahead of kids because he has two smart parents that work hard, and then they're home. Like you don't like what like that's not that. a, it's not like white privilege it's not anything like but you guys are two great people that are gonna work hard for their kid so that kid is literally going to be leaps and bounds ahead of other kids right yeah. I literally just I watched this play out and then you start factoring in like schooling so like factor in how many kids are with one parent at home that they 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 don't read they can't do math they're not smart but like the kid doesn't have the same kind of support system at school right so but yeah. like. What like was it showing like the lapse like did the lockdown cause that to happen or now, are we now just seeing it so like and that's why I started to think about it like we just we have so many problems and so finite resources like what are we focusing on? That is the that, that's my premise like with everything. No, absolutely. Because you're right. Like there's 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 stuff going on and like I'm not gonna say that like us being places has done good things. Like I, I hear stories about them. My right. friends. Oh no, we lost him. Lost me? There we go. There you go. Yeah, and so like I really truly think I just again as I grow older, the more I just care about like my community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, certainly. And even if your community encompasses like your nation, yeah, it's not a bad way to think. You know what no, I mean? Right. Especially because the- if you want to be the shining example to the world, you got to live it at home. You right. got to be something right. people can actually look up to and not fear the boot of. 
and and we've said that we've said this on the show many times you know there's nothing wrong with being america first there's right. nothing wrong with being a nationalist you know when it was it was in the beginning of the show you know when donald when all of this uh, about donald trump is being made so negative oh he's a nationalist you know america first how fucking racist yeah. like yeah and now we have joe biden whose campaign is we'll build back better we're going america first we're going to buy everything america you know america yeah. first we're focused america first and now that it's him it's not racist it's not terrible you yeah. know and that's what we've been saying this whole time that's not to a fucking boil larry down to just his characteristics but he's a fucking grown black male who's saying i'm a nationalist i, I am yeah. america first like this 100%. it is not racist to mm -hmm. be america first it's not oh, yeah, racist no. to be a nationalist it's if nothing else for the, other than for what you just said that you have to embody your exterior shit at home you know whatever yep. you want out yeah. there you have to have here you can't be trying to implement a perfect system somewhere else if you have just destruction and turmoil in your home country like that's yeah no one cares about what you have to say if you can't even get a bill passed to hand out some goddamn money to your citizens oh, you yeah. know why yeah. does anyone care what you have to say about human rights abuses if you can't even feed your own citizens exactly you know, you know yeah. what what's the uh jvp rule about that clean it's, your own room man you got to clean your room first yeah. you know make sure your house get your house in perfect working is, order yeah. before you chastise the world 100%. or something like that and admiral mccraven says it too like make your bed like i think like you would agree like with both your significant others like the better your life is at home the more you have to give to other people like, it's just oh, yeah. on that, that that basic small principle where like i look at don and like what you're doing for men's prostates which I, I don't know if that's exactly what Movember's for, but essentially like, men's health, baby. Men's health, right? Like you're growing the mustache balls for too. Balls, you're right. My bad. Let me not the equal <laughs> opportunity, sex organs. Um, but like that, like it, you, it's a grassroots movement. After like you're like, hey, like I'm doing well. I need to get back, right? And then how can I get back? So we have a mentality where like, hey, I'm gonna fix my home. Then I'm gonna spread out to my community, and then how can I get back and lift others up? Like I, if we just all embodied <laughs> that, and like that's why I didn't understand the pushback on Jordan Peterson's book. Like oh, yeah. I didn't realize how many people hated that book and thought it was just like a white nationalist army book. Like yes. I read it. I was just like, yo, yes, Jordan, like, let me just start listening to you. And then I go and like, listen to him. And like that, that interview that he had with that, the most contentious woman I've ever seen in my life. So uh, what you're she... saying is, <laughs> like, you know, and that dude from Vox, I was like, okay, like, Oh, we man. Hate oh the guy from Vox was terrible. Yeah. yeah. That was just a bad interviewer. And so what I found is that like, people that I look up to, what do they do? Like they, they fix, they, they improve themselves, take care of their family, they get out in their communities, and then they try to like bring as many people with them as they can, right? Yep. And that's like, that's, that's my whole thing. So like all that to say, I, 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 was, I was a sucker for the, the peace, like the one great thing Donald Trump did were those four peace deals in the Middle East. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought, like, that – because, like, again, you talk about just, like, okay, like, bringing people that never talk to a table to, like, discuss discrepancies right. and differences. Like, I thought, like, that was huge. And, like, just, like, looking at, like, in my head, like, in the military, I signed up, right? So if I'm ever called to do something dangerous, that's what I'm here for. But in my mind, I'm, I'm just like, wow, if we don't need the resources to, like, have a standing army, X, Y, or Z, like, what could we do in our communities? Because the tax money's coming in, right? Right. So like we, we, then we can repurpose it, right? Because or then you either repurpose. Ideally, it or, yes. Yeah, and so. Ideally, yeah, and it, that's, um, that's a problem. Right, and I thought it was interesting when that happened. Right, we, for the record, we spent, I'm in a whole section of last episode talking about 
actual objective credits that you could provide either to Donald Trump or the Trump yes. administration oh, yeah. if you yeah, wanted to, to really depersonalize it, you know, yeah. to the Trump administration. I was trying to justify a vote. Yeah. And, and even though I couldn't get there. Right. And I was shocked in regards to the peace deals because they happened not too long ago. You yeah. Know? I was yeah. surprised how much. I heard from the like mainstream media, like, is this really what we need right now? Like, is this what the focus needs to be? It's like on these peace deals, you know, yeah. when, like they said, I mean, it, it's historical. You, you are, you are garnering a peace deal through people that we've been there for almost 20 years, yeah. fucking killing people saying that we're doing what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, but do we really need that right now? Because coronavirus, Donald Trump isn't here passing a, a stimulus bill. He's doing this. Yeah. Even even though all, all of us here who are actual logical thinkers are yeah. like, wait, so you mean the bill that's crafted and passed in the House and then goes to the Senate or the other way around, you're mad that Donald Trump isn't here making mm -hmm. that bill and that he's garnering peace in a nation yeah. that we've been struggling with for or in a region that we've been struggling with for decades. Decades. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, since the 70s. And it, it's like it doesn't matter. You yep. know, it's objectively historical, objectively a positive thing. And it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm sure even in even in history books, it'll it'll be credited to I don't Obama. Know, it'll get. I'll say it. Three years past Obama. Yeah, Joe Biden and Obama. Even though Joe Biden was only running, he was actively involved in governmental orders. Oh, you yeah. know, oh. even though with, with direct pushback from Donald Trump the entire time, Joe Biden was <laughs> you know doing these things. That's yeah, a miracle. So it's it's insane the large-scale objective things that didn't matter you yeah. know yeah. <clears throat> and i we can't say it enough i listen if if i i want to delete like i i don't even know who made it someone made something called defund the media and that's the fastest i've ever contri contributed to a nonprofit <laughs> before in my life like i that's the one thing i need from this like joe biden wins donald trump by the grace of god finds these votes and he wins like i don't care like as long as on the other side we destroy Fox, CNN, MSNBC, like long as we just push them all off the aisle, like just all off a bridge, you know, yeah. just like yep. take them all. Cause like it was, it's you again, I don't like when you can't have a conversation. Like you can say Donald Trump needs to be voted out and he did a great job in the Middle East, but like they can't say, like you, he'll, he can never have a good day. It can only right. be bad, yeah. right? Like, like he can, like he passed great reforms for African Americans with the First Step Act. He gave money to HBCUs. Like, you can say he did 12 positive things and I still want him gone. But, like, when the media won't report, like, the I've, I've, I'll never see it. Dude. I'll never understand it. Like, but we passed middle – I thought it was fake, like, fake when I saw it on Twitter because, like, when I – like, I didn't see it on anything. Yep. Yeah. I didn't see it on TV. I was just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah when you have to go to, like, the Daily Caller to yeah. actually find out legitimate – stories that are happening in the middle east there's yeah. a serious problem yeah when it's not covered anywhere else at all thank you it's, like the wall street insane. journal like i yep. can't get a first page i mean i knew the new york times wouldn't have it i thought it'd be on the same page but like the wall street journal can't even give me like a front page story like that's not a that has no effect on the, the international market. landscape the yeah. markets thank For you God's like sake. no one responded to that yeah i don't i don't know what the media is going to do after this what what are they going to do after Trump leaves office? They won't have him to report on every no. single hour of every single day. What nope. are they going to do? It's, it's so it'll, attack the, I'm sorry, go ahead, Larry. No, no I, I think we're, the attack Republicans, like it's, 
Yes. It's going to be interesting. Like, and like, that's where like, I think it's Oberman said that like anyone who supported Donald Trump needs to be hunted down and face their yeah. sins. And I was just like, yeah, Keith AOC, Psycho. even AOC is like, I mean, the day after is talking about, Hey, is anybody making a list of, you know, all the people that were complicit in the oh, actions yeah. of Donald Trump? One Thank of you. the main campaign organizers for Pete Buttigieg is yeah. talking about starting a fund to keep track of people who drew a paycheck from the Trump administration so that we can ensure that their lives are hell afterwards. So, and, and just to get this straight, is that not dog whistling? I mean, <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I, I don't think it's even dog whistling. It seems like they're just yelling it real loud. Yeah, that's straight you know. saying we're going to catalog these motherfuckers yeah. so that we can get after them after we're done cataloging them. Yeah. 100%. And I'm just, I, like I said, I was shocked when, because again, they spent, they, Democrats spent four years, the news spent four years telling me Donald Trump is bad. He's the reason for everything. And then he projected got voted out, but we we pretty much all consensus here. He's done like this year, even though I think he's gonna run again. Uh, and like no one's happy. Like we're still talking about how horrible he is as a person, even though he he cannot. He's done one presser since the results were projected, and he didn't really say anything. Didn't take any questions. Uh, I mean, he's only tweeting about the fact that he hasn't lost the election. But like we all literally, he said he was gonna do this before. So oh like, yeah. Why are we surprised? Why are we so angry? Like, how right. is, is that this still the thing we're talking about? And then anytime they flash Joe Biden, I'm not going to lie, he, his advisor, his 12-person counsel for COVID was just like six weeks lockdowns. And I'm, I'm sorry, I drew a blank. I, I literally, I don't want to lock down again. Like, even though we're in a place that wasn't crazy, like, I'm, I don't do well just in my house all day. Bless my, my wife's heart. I don't know if she can do six more weeks of me 24-7. <laughs> I feel it, man. I totally feel that. Yeah. And I mean, we're, We'll be looking at a lot of things, man, and it's going to be really important for people to call out things that the Biden administration is going to do. Yeah. You know, the minute they start to resurge in the Middle East, you know, there needs to be hands up in the air saying, Check what this. the fuck? Check this, because what the fuck was I listening to? God damn it. I don't remember. But they but. were talking about Kamala Harris did an interview about you know the way foreign relations that's what she's the biden yeah. harris administration foreign relations and she's talking about how oh we also fucking timcast that's what okay. it was and they she was talking about one of them was talking about how and they also have a view for libya that allows mm -hmm. you know the people to express themselves in like a democratically elected whatever the fuck so yep. so and you're syria going too. that's in syria that's what it was so yep. you're so you're going into fucking Syria is what you're saying. You mm -hmm. are going to put troops in goddamn Syria. Yep. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? It's It's been a week. Oh, it's yeah. been a week since the media called the election for you. And you're already saying, oh, well, we're already looking at, you know, actively entering another armed military conflict in the Middle East, someplace that, you know, we said we didn't want to oh, be. Yeah. And we regret voting for going into like Joe Biden did. And, you know, all of this shit that we've said the last few months. But now... You know, we're already actively thinking about it. It's no problem. Like, I don't fucking understand how how in four years the argument shifted from the left from we need to withdraw all of the troops to no, no, more of them. Yep. Not, not, not just the ones there, more, See, right? Because we can't even take the ones out of Germany. We need them all there. Everybody, yep. all hands on deck everywhere, even somewhere where we say, oh, they got the shit, their shit locked down. Germany's totally good, but we gotta, we can't. We can't because Putin's still around. I yep. don't understand NATO. how 
how that was able to happen so quickly and for nobody on that side to feel uncomfortable with that shift, mm-hmm. you know? It's, I See, mean, how do I, somebody who's actively in the military, Larry, um, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but I want to ask you this on top of whatever you're going to say. How do you feel about knowing that the vice president of the incoming administration is already talking about an active military conflict in Syria? So this is what I pretty much like. I signed up for the military. So like whatever we do, like I'm going to do, right. I'm going to lead to the best of my abilities. It's your job. So exactly. What I will say is this, uh, we got politics, politicians, politic, right. They tell you what you want to hear, right. Like Trump's a terrible debater. Mike Pence was a great debater, right? Because he knew how to tell you. Like, oh, God, he, he looked answer, good. Oh, he, God, he was answering good. the question that he wanted us to hear, right? What Trump has done is he's forced people into a paradigm where they're going to expose themselves. For example, right? <laughs> I mean, so when Joe That's Biden so and Obama said, oh, we want to get out of Afghanistan. We're going to get out. We have a great plan for getting They said that for the entire eight years. Yep. And then Trump de-escalated, created peace, Got out of the Iran deal. We haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about Iran. Have you guys heard about anything out of Iran after we oh, stopped giving them money? Just yeah. been um, mad quiet. COVID uh, super quiet. quiet, right? We popped and off for sanctions. a little bit about about nukes and shit, and they were like, "No, no, no, pipe down." And one hundred percent, it's been everything. And then North Korea popped off. And then so we we found Soleimani, and they they found they found found him. Oh, they and got so him. what's what's going to happen is now we're going to see what the agenda is in the Middle East because there's no specific reason for us to go back. Mm-mm. No. So what's going to be interesting is like who is the warhawk now, right? Like, like cuz now the Democrats look like warhawks cuz you can't like why are we going back to Syria? Mm-hmm. Cuz like, again, they have to present the evidence and right. this is why I hate our media cuz if you had an objective media, you should be tra- like trashing Trump for the way he's responding to his projected loss. Like you can sue people and be better than what he's being on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, super cool. I George Bush that. did not do this in 2000. <laughs> 100%, right? Like, he didn't go on Twitter, but like, yo, this dude's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Um, but, like, on the flip side, we're, we're about to expose politicians. We're going to expose the media. We're going to expose. So, I'm excited because people are going to reveal themselves to us for what they really want, right? Like, Lord did you really lie, want yeah. this military glo- order? To our, or sorry, our military economic complex to run America? And are we just going to ship people around to go over there? Like, 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 if we're just looking at the things that happened, Trump made us oil dependent, or sorry, oil independent, energy right. independent, energy independent, yeah. Middle East deals. He, we had a great economy. He lowered taxes, right? So, like, or, like, like, we're about to see what they want because Trump really set a weird palette and put us in a weird place to where instead of just running with the order that was there, they're going to have to actively change. Yeah. So I'm excited because now we're going to know. If Joe Biden lied, we're going to know if Kamala, well, Kamala flips uh, all the time, but we're going to yeah. know what she stands for, right? Like she flip flop, like, like f- the fracking industry can't wait. I'm on pins and needles to say like, oh, what, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. The, like we're, we're not going to war. I'm on pins and needle. Like, what are we doing? Right. Like, cause again, if I see him, if they give me orders, it's only sir, ma'am, but I'm excited. Yeah. Cause like people are going to expose. And I only hope that places like daily wire, the daily caller, Tim cast, like, not the young Turks, but there exist people on that side of the aisle, right? That aren't libertarian, that are supposed, they're still saying facts and they're still trying to give an opinion, right? So like yeah. the smaller people, I hope they get a bigger voice to at yeah. least give us some, some journal. Like, we need the return of journalism back. Cause like whatever oh, yeah. the New York times is doing, like is really like bad. journalism. 
It's it's bad. It's, we it's, got we got terrible. eight new subscribers in the last twenty nine days, Larry. Whoa! That's That's, so, you guys are exploding. We're, so we're <laughs> growing. It's I mean I when we started the year I think we had twenty subscribers. Yeah. yeah. I mean if that maybe seventeen. So yeah. So I mean this year to go from I think we just hit, we were like fifty eight or fifty nine when we looked today. So I mean that's decent, you know, especially in the time of COVID where this year we had a whole thing of like doing shit out in the community you know out asking questions like shit like yeah. that and then, and then all of a COVID sudden was like boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. like that's so i, I think that, and this know? is like a from a business perspective right yeah and i don't want to ever dive in on your business but no. i'm going to because i'm aggressive um whenever you sell a t-shirt i for one thing that should go a hundred percent into marketing yes like marketing advertising because like you guys exist on platform unless you guys are going to start dancing on tiktok you guys exist on platforms that are tough to cut through, but I think oh, you guys are great. So I think like Facebook, Facebook marketing uh, and advertising could be massive for you guys. Do you yeah. want to hear some shit, Larry? Tried that yeah. Oh, let's do it. Turn okay. It so do you want some, just some dick rock hard evidence of us being shadow banned? Okay. So we've placed probably a dozen ads on Facebook over the last two years, right? Over the last year and a half. Yeah. And the last time that I tried to place an ad, $20 for one of our pre-shows, which we've done hundreds of times before. I mean, that's, that's like pretty much all that we've boosted is pre-shows, right? Yep. And so $20 got an email like an hour later within an hour of rejection of the ad. And so I was like, that's really weird. And so I wrote an email, you know, of like, Hey, I really can't figure out, you know, like why this is happening. I know like there shouldn't be any problem with it. We like our, We're it's explicit. Yeah. It's, it's rated the same. It's, it's listed the same way I've done all the other ones. Yep. Got an email back that said that needed to go and look, it directed me towards a page, toward a page that, that didn't exist. The email yeah. came from Facebook and it said, you need to look at like, like account summary or something to that effect. Right. That page, the way it was listed in the email doesn't exist. So when I went to Facebook and found the page they were talking about, it's called something different. It's like account summary, not page summary. Like the wording on the actual Facebook is different. Yeah. Which is weird considering Facebook is the one that sent me the email. You would think that it says the exact same thing. Yeah. So when I finally found it, it says that our account has no negative marks, no anything. We're 100% correct we're totally across clean. the board. Totally clean. So I wrote another email asking for some reason as to why they wouldn't take our money because then i then i put the ad in again you know because i was like well i yeah. verified everything's good so i put the ad in again it was rejected again and so i sent an email like asking can i receive some type of clarification as to why this ad was rejected i looked here and here and here we don't have any negative marks we don't have anything anything there's no ads there's no anything nothing crickets no response so, okay you can't even pay them so they that literally won't take our money yeah so here's what you do, right? And this is my last touch ever to circumvent that. Run an ad, right? With your run and make a short. You guys are already making your shorts. I know you call them clips, but I'm telling you, the shorts is the way to go. Shorts, <laughs> shorts it is. Shorts um, it is. Um, but like take one of your shorts, run an ad against that, and then have the landing page be your website. And then on your website, put out like, I would have Rumble be the one that you connect because again, like I don't want to be like the guy that's like, oh, Rumble and Parlor because it's a conspiracy. But like, you you guys aren't the only people that I see like facing the shadow ban. Like I've seen a, 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 a discomforting number of people in the last three weeks, especially leading up to the election, that were just like, 
magically not having the reach that they used to like now they're getting gouged like now like it's not working the same now it's like inflated going to like eighty thousand impressions down to two and i'm just like yeah okay and then like instagram is just outright saying like you don't want to see this like this is fact check yes. you go to the fact check and it's just like this said it happened on tuesday the 8th at four and it happened at 4 18 i'm just like okay yeah. okay twitter or i mean instagram so yeah so that's probably my second ditch effort because your we page might. Uh, we could try a YouTube ad. We haven't tried any ads on YouTube. You know. Yeah. Oh no. Google's taking over the world, so yeah. generally, um, they just they'll take anyone's money. Um, uh, I mean, on Facebook, we verified more than one time that not only do people not see our content, but we've had people be unliked from our page on Facebook. We've had people be unfollowed from our content. We've had people be unsubscribed from our podcast on Apple Podcasts. They have to go wow. and resubscribe. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Our Instagram is public. Yes. Yes. Our Instagram is no longer public yes, and anymore. Yep. Oh, so Jordan just told us that her sister Erin, right, um, yeah. was on the phone with her and told her, requested that we make our Salt of the Streets Instagram public because she's not able to share our stories and our posts to send them to people. Obviously, our business Instagram is public uh, yeah. because we want everyone to be able to follow it and do whatever they want with it. And I didn't, I had that same issue when I made a f- post about, it was like the episode about child trafficking or whatever. And Shana yeah. couldn't send it to her friends. Yep. That our friend Shana, like she sent it to her friends and they literally couldn't open it. It just wouldn't allow them to open our post. And there is no, we have the same thing with, with Instagram. We have no restrictions. We have no negative marks, no community, no nothing, no, no type of barrier that should hinder anybody from sharing, liking, or receiving any of our content on any platform. And on, I'm going to say over a dozen separate instances. Now we have received, uh, I mean, legally anecdotal you know evidence from different people who family members who absolutely are not unfollowing our pages they're absolutely not unscribing from unsubscribing from our content they're not unliking us on facebook and all of that is happening <laughs> and there's that was the dogs which just <laughs> yeah i was like whoa yeah, so you guys are killing, killing people there. no um yeah and so that's i think youtube be it, that's the only place we haven't tried to place an ad yet yeah. um and so we could try that certainly um because we've been getting good traffic on youtube mm-hmm. but yeah that's i mean it's it's so bad larry that people just don't even see our show. yeah I mean, it's aggressive. it's aggressive. That's why I've been, I won't say anti-Facebook. Like I said, I've been less into it. I have a more, you know, corn, like milk toast approach because, I'm, again, I'm just accounting and taxes. But I keep hearing anecdotes about it, and it makes me – it always makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, that's where, like, I it, – it's it goes back to my government thing where it's just like, like who are you to tell me what I need, mm-hmm. right? And, like, there's some basics, for example. I shouldn't be able to steal your stuff. But as you get to the specific thing, like you, you can't tell I me mean, the specific things I need to exist. Right. And that's where Facebook and a lot of like, the tech giants, right? We'll call them what they are, the tech conglomerate. See, like they, they own so much and they have so much power. Like they can literally delete people out of life. And like, it's different when it's like Tim Cast when he has like a, like a massive platform. So if they even take down a video, he can blast out like 
800,000 people are going to see it. Right. Like for people like you guys who are trying to grow, like you guys don't have that same kind of reach and you can't, you can't argue for yourself and you guys are the forgotten people. You know what I mean? Well, how many other people are there just like us? That right. No, that's trying to do the right thing, right? Just like yeah. they see a sector because we agree, like our journalists in this country are dying. Our opinionist people are bad. Um, and they're like, okay, well, like I can give a better objective opinion and then you guys get cut out because you guys aren't going with it, right? Like, yeah. right. Right. And I don't think, obviously, that anything should be banned. I'm a pretty staunch free speech, like just as it is, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not like we're even creating objectionable content, you know, like we're not like we're not racist. We're not fucking saying anything radical. I mean, the most objectionable thing is our language, you know, which is which we're trying to police, which I mean, you can. And it's not like this is the only place that you can go and hear bad words, you know, I mean, 80 percent of the content that you're going to find is. If it wasn't so common, it would be a good excuse. Right, right. Yeah. But because it's so now, you know, we don't, I think that time that I, just now that I pulled my AR, I think is the first time that I've actually shown that gun oh, on that's here. Like, that's actually what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, oh, he showed yeah. the gun. That's yeah, fine. I don't think I've actually shown, like I've shown bullets before, you know, I don't think I've shown that gun here before. Like, so it's, it, we're, yeah, we're not even creating content that could be written off as like, well, your children don't need to be seeing this. You know, this yeah. is an information that's like positive for you or like helpful for you, you know? Yeah. When we're, like you said, our, our goal is, 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 we say it every time, is just, is to bridge the gap between people and information. We don't, yes. we, we talk yeah. about our own opinions because we are the ones here discussing it. But first and foremost, I fucking interrupted the two of you to make sure that we provided these are the facts of the situation and how yep, they played out over Tuesday to Saturday. These are the actual things we can verify as far as inconsistencies, fuckery, nonsense. Here we go. Now we're yep. talking, right? So it's like, uh, every, every time it happens, you know, every time a new thing like that happens, I get like so frustrated and so upset because I, I'm like this, this makes no sense. There mm-hmm. is no logical yeah. basis for this to be occurring. You know, two days goes by and I'm like, we're fucking doing it. Like this is, I know that what we're doing is real because we have, we're battling for 60 subscribers and they're <laughs> trying to shut us the fuck down. Like yeah. they literally won't take our money. That's yeah. we're fucking doing something. You know, the same people we're watching that you're talking about Tim Cass, Steven Crowder, all these fucking people, you know, that are making their own shit. Like we're, we're doing something correct if we are being blocked like the rest of they are like something yeah. the rest of them you know that's a good way to look at it for sure 100 percent. i think that's going to be your best bet i really think you diversify into rumble rumble i think rumble. you if you ever run an ad like you you could run it have the landing page be your website and then yeah. bring on all new media don't give them a chance to shadow ban like because like yeah. if you're on the list that we kind of all know exists then like you're going to get blocked from the outset What's well, our personal and, accounts too, like on Facebook and shit, because we're connected to Salt of the Streets. If yeah, we post things scary. from our personal accounts, that shit yeah. doesn't show up on people's feeds either. Well, and thanks to just the way that the social media platforms work, I mean, you you catch an algorithm by inputting a little bit of the wrong data, right? You get flagged, yeah. and then it's just over from there because the out the algorithm caught something and flagged it, and that's it. Like it, there could be zero humans looking at it whatsoever right and it's right. just that's kind of the name of the game in this world now and you're seeing it a little bit on instagram where people are posting stuff crossing out the words like the vaccine word the COVID oh, yeah. word yeah and then it's like staying as opposed to being deleted so again i 
it, it's all happening. Uh, I, again, I think it's imperative just from my opinion. So who am I? Just a guy from Oklahoma. I think you guys are definitely some of the people that needs to cut through the noise. You know, I go out of my way to listen to a three hour podcast every week. So I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, no. And I do, I try to leave a comment, but sometimes I just don't have anything insightful to say, but <laughs> regardless, regardless, I think that you guys are people that should cut through the noise and you guys should keep working at it. And that's why I would even impress the importance of diversification. Cause I think people, you being heard by other people is a value add. So that's yeah. just me though, you know, a hundred percent, I think. And like, I, at least for me, and I'm, pretty sure i speak for you at this point it's like it's there's nothing gonna stop us from doing this yeah. no you know it's for one it's too much fun yeah. it's it's important enough to who we are fundamentally you know as individuals we just care too much about the ignorance of the world at large i mean it, it's yeah. just it's painstaking to know that there is knowledge out there that people can get if they so choose to look for it that is being presented to the world in a, an extremely twisted and distorted fashion. And it is so frustrating to watch happen day in and day out and people just swallow it. And yeah. it's, that is, as long as that situation exists and persists, I will always be doing this exact thing right here in whatever form it needs to take. And that's why, like when I was talking about the stuff that we had planned, you know, we were, you, you've watched Steven Crowder stuff, right? yes yeah so he does like the change my mind videos and stuff and so we yeah. were planning not on doing that but on like setting up tables and having conversations with people yep. you know not yeah. trying to not obviously not trying to recreate that same thing but just having conversations with regular people on the street to try and just bridge the gap a little yeah, bit yeah just just try and bridge the gap you know and record it if they would let us and do some video and all that type of shit you know and that's obviously people don't really want to stop on the street and talk to people that they don't know right now. Especially uh, right yeah, now. Yeah. It's hard that's, enough normally. I could <laughs> yeah. see, see it. Maybe. Exactly. So post everybody wearing masks alone in their car, I think that like we will we'll see a lot of benefit. I don't know how much of that you see where you're from, Larry, but that should I happen. See, I see some time here. Everywhere like, so many people by themselves with their masks in their car. Oh man! And I'll like I sometimes can... if I'm gonna go from work to the store, I'll put it like around my neck before I start driving, so that I can just pull it up when I go into the store. Mm -hmm. But I certainly don't wear it on my way to the store. You no. know what I'm saying? I play with it a lot when I'm driving because I wear a neck gaiter most of the time. Yeah, I'll like put it up and then I'll just go eh, and it'll come down my nose and I'll just see how hard it takes me to get caught up on the beard. <laughs> like just stupid little stuff like that. Cause I just yeah. like to play with it too much, which is, again, if you're wearing a mask, that is a really bad idea because you know, you <laughs> your hands. Are, yeah, yeah, stop touching your mask. It's not good for you. When they do work, it's not because you touch them. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I... Did we talk to Larry about the hills to die on at all? Um, <clears throat> no. We should put him on the spot and see if he's got something. So yeah. is this one serious or is this it one? It can be whatever you want it to yeah. be. Do you want us to go first or do you want to go first? Yeah, you guys go first. You guys set the mood because like I've had like seven that I'm going to die on. I don't know why Perfect. I'm choosing to die so many places. but okay. <laughs> fucking... Getting spread a little thin there, dude. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, right? I, I teased it in like the pre-show and mm -hmm. then earlier in this show. <clears throat> my hill to die on this week is that democrats are not the party of unity and i will <laughs> i will defend it until the very end mm -hmm. right historically and, <clears throat> you're correct historically yes very correct <laughs> um my 
second example or my first example. No, I'll call it second because historically (laughs) (laughs) um, my second example would be things we talked about earlier. AOC talking about lists, Mm -hmm. right? And then this, this campaign worker for Pete Buttigieg talking people, anybody, whether they're in the establishment or not even involved in politics at all, talking about creating lists to catalog people because of political views that they held and people that they supported politically is dangerous to say the least, the, at the very least. Right. Um, And all that, again, I'm going to continue to remind this all that while Joe Biden is giving speeches, talking about how Democrats are the party of unity. Yep. Right. The example I would provide after that would be, and you can call this a half a point if you want, would be mainstream media, right? I'm going to call it a point because they're so deeply devoted to the Democratic Party and to the left that this is a point for the Democrats, right? The biggest downfall of the media during this election cycle was the unwillingness, unwillingness and inability to acknowledge the fuckery that did happen in this election yeah to do exactly what the three of us did here and say well we don't believe in our in all of our professional in our years of reporting the news because we've got decades of it here combined in this building right we do not feel that there is enough evidence here for it to turn over the election however we have seen major evidence of serious improprieties in the election that cause yes. major concern for the future that need to be yes. investigated to the fullest and repaired before the midterms. Thank it, you. It, it, does that discredit them at all? Or even their early call for Joe Biden to say, we've looking at this and we feel comfortable still calling it, but there is some shit that's going to come out and we need to pay attention because this is not over as far as the counting goes and the way that it's going to impact the election two years from now is going to come out at far, far after these two weeks. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think that it does them professional harm or personal harm to hold those two views at the same time. No, and it shouldn't. It bolsters their integrity, and it concerns me. The third example would be like we talked about shutting down states while people are gathering in masses in the streets to celebrate Joe Biden. Right, Mayor Lightfoot. Uh, and I, right, right, right. We're, you guys can do what you want, but don't come on my fucking street yeah, because yeah. I have a right to personal privacy and personal safety on my own street. You know, also stay home because of COVID. But if you're going to go out and protest, you know, Black Lives Matter and like destroy shit, that's fine. Just not on my block and yeah. wear a mask if you want. If I mean, that's, <clears throat> this is the shit that really, really concerns me going into there that these are the things that are being ignored do you know we sat here and just recounted for at least 30 minutes objective positives that you could take from the trump administration i would say the overwhelming negatives that you could draw from the trump administration have been social i mean vastly social social and personal the way that he has fucked yeah social social media the way that his presidency and him as a person have fucked the way that people interact social media all of this has been horrible for the country yeah. The way that government functioned while it happened was pretty okay. It was pretty it, all right. It was pretty okay, you yeah. know, and had this fucking 
virus not infected the entire globe, we would probably be in a like a really good spot right now. You know, oh, yeah. This social shit with the the protests, you know, and all that, like that that would still likely have happened the way that it did. But all of this other stuff, the no mass protests, the lockdown protests, all this other shit not happening. Yeah, we would be in an objectively better place than we are right now. Obviously, had this virus not happened, regardless of Donald Trump being the president. You know, yeah. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that that's that's it. That's where I'm going to leave it. That's my hill to yeah. die on. Is that after all of this, for Joe Biden to come out and be arguing that Democrats are the party of unity, I think is an abject and total lie, and I think that it's ludicrous that that's not the narrative post all of these public speakings that he's given to people who are in their cars. <laughs> Honking. Uh, love <laughs> honking, that's honking, right. Yeah. There's one person who's doing that and it's working out pretty all right for him, and that's Burt Kreischer. He's touring around doing these comedy tours with people in their cars, and it seems to be working out pretty well. Burt Kreischer is one of the only people I'd think that has done um, exponentially more since COVID than anyone else on the planet. That dude has just been a machine firing out content. He had a Netflix special come out, he had a Netflix show come out, he's touring, he's started uh, multiple podcasts the dude is on fire and he's also annoying as hell and he makes me want to bash my head against the wall but <laughs> he's yeah he's got the kind of humor that like i laugh at because it's so stupid um so my hill to die on yes procedure 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 we have a government that operates off of procedure spelled out in a few documents like the constitution and the declaration of independence right and particularly focusing, we've, we've already kind of hit the finer points of it, but particularly focusing on the election and how elections are supposed to take place and how they get certified, how they get verified. When, you know, on January 6th, when the official, when Congress meets to actually certify the electoral college votes, then that December is 6th actually January 6th, January 6th is right. when Congress certifies the electoral college vote. And so, we're all what we're doing right now is all a process of steps that has been laid out and everybody is following it the way it should be. It is not a, nobody conceded. So by definition, it is a contested election. The legal process will play out. And when the legal process is wrapped up, the electors will vote, will meet and they'll vote. And then on January 6th, hopefully the Congress will certify the election and it will be finally completed. And then there will be the official trans. You know, the official transitions basically already started, but yeah. um, which is a shame because it, that is not the way it should work COVID for God's sakes. And whatnot. You know, we're already, yeah, we're already talking about czars again. Isn't it funny that like we have, we only have czars in the administration when the Democrats are in power. I don't, I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So procedure, procedure, procedure. This is all normal. This is all the way it's supposed to work and it will resolve itself without breaking into civil conflict. He's not going to haul himself up in the White House and have a bunch of special, special forces, Marines. And oh, shit I meant around. to ask you guys that if you thought that there might be a military coup. No, there was because insane. There was an offhanded comment that he made in the early, like early parts of the administration where they talked about like a contested election, yeah. and he's like, "Well, I mean, if it's not legit, and they try and kick me out, like I would like, you know, yes. I would surround the White House with Marines," which. Fucking of course, if it is if it is actually legitimately yes. stolen from you, I don't. Why would you concede that election? And to speak to the hill that you're dying on, it's nothing but hypocrisy. 
yeah. that they're looking back at what he said back then and trying to make something that yeah doesn't exist. Uh, not finding facts. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to 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 your point. I I think when the election first started, I don't even think it was called yet. I was on Twitter and I'm like, I am begging you guys to keep it the fuck together right. because it's yeah. been, it, it was way before it was called. It had to be a, a, just a day or two in it. I'm like, yeah. because the shit is still going on. Yep. He, President Trump does not decide who wins nor whether or not he gets to stay in the White House. I, you're telling me that you really think that come inauguration day, if he's still in the White House, Joe Biden gets inaugurated, the whole process happens, hand on the Bible and everything, and Donald Trump is still somehow still sitting in the Oval Office saying, I'm not fucking going. Nobody's touching him. They're just like, okay. Okay. No, sure. I don't. I really I don't think that's that's what's going to happen. There are going to be oh. some nice coworkers of Larry's that walk in and say, sir, I, we, we need you to come with us. You, we understand. <laughs> we need you to come no, with us. I'm sure some fucking general is in there at the same time. Probably somebody else that he really likes. Probably his daughter, Ivanka, that's like, it's Daddy, time to go. Come on. Like, it, it's time to go. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. They just... Yes. Oh God! Oh, that's Ivanka really urging her father to um, have a nice, easy exit, so that way she her her shot at glory won't be tainted. I don't see why for the future. You know, I don't. I mean, we're all about royal family in, in America. You know, in the American yeah. government, we're all about royal families. People already the Bush is gearing up the, for twenty twenty four. Right? Know? How? I mean, when. What were we talking about? The, the Bushes, first year the Kennedy. Sorry, I didn't of you. the Trump administration yeah. was, you know, well, when is, uh, oh, what's Hillary's daughter's name? Chelsea. 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 When's Chelsea going to run? You know, yeah. I was like, we, stop. <laughs> Fucking stop all of this. Right. We're not a monarchy, okay? Quit making these. Uh, yeah, I'm just. We did come from England, so, so I'm just saying. That's true. And At least we finally saw one of the Kennedys lose out of massachusetts right that is true he ran for senate and he lost Ooh. first time ever that a yep. kennedy's lost in massachusetts hilarious oh. every good run has to come to an end yes Indeed. all and, right larry yep. what do you got what do you what's got? your hill to die on? so do you want i just one hill to die on you can give us more than one if you want yeah. if you got a funny Thank one you. and that's a serious what, one that's totally yeah, fine. yeah pineapple belongs on pizza <laughs> yes oh man it we, is we gotta fight now god damn oh, listen <laughs> it is what? it is a sweet citrus mixed in with another salty grease which creates an even amazing taste in your mouth so that i'm pineapple belongs to pizza i don't know when this became a thing but a lot of people are wrong so just like we <laughs> can disagree you know i i'd like to be very uh crass about it and i like to like poke around with it and shit but do you know what the term umami means? No. Okay, so umami is a Japanese term, right? That is basically... Sounds like it. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so umami is essentially the perfect combination of flavor, texture, like, it's just, it's oneness yeah. in food. Yeah. And by throwing, I like to, like, if I'm going to put pineapple on a pizza, it's not coming out of a can, and I'm going to grill it first, because that helps chill out the acidity right but yeah. you combine that sweetness the acidity with the savory and the salty that is like by definition umami yeah so it is objectively <clears throat> correct larry that is a Thank good you. hill to die on well, listen that uh, i'm sorry go ahead 
No, no, I'm just, I, I like everyone to know. I eat it all the time. I eat aggressively. It's the only pizza I eat. Uh, I like people to know it's a thing. People are like, oh, it's disgusting. It's a thing. I like to let them know to their face that they're, they're objectively wrong. So. Yep, there it is. And I find my biggest issue is mitigated by your solution. That My biggest issue is like pineapple juice on the pizza, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if you grill it first and like dry it out a little bit in a good way, because there's so much like juice in a oh, pineapple yeah. that even yeah. a grilled pineapple is like mad juicy. But then it's not like leaking all over the pizza. You yeah, know, you that's my. Only, that's pizza. my only real beef and i don't i don't like it enough to order pineapple on a pizza but i wouldn't like turn down a pizza because there's pineapple on it like i'll still fuck up a hawaiian pizza if that's what yeah. somebody bought mm-hmm. you know i, I don't I care don't even put the ham on there i just take the pineapple just like, straight pineapple, pineapple and cheese pizza i'm salivating because like a double pineapple pizza like a I double pineapple like, pizza you got well you're pulling up. off everything else oh you might God. as well double up on the pineapple <laughs> this is probably the most intellectually sound conversation about why pineapple on pizza is superior that Listen, has ever been had on the it's internet. the least emotional argument I've yeah. ever heard. This is going to be You're a the fucking idiot short. and you're wrong. Or like, okay, Satan, like that type of shit <laughs> oh! all the time. Yeah, that type of shit happens all the time. <laughs> it, it matters. I think it's uh, uh, one day the world will come to consensus. You know, I think it's going to yes. be a lot like taking showers. Like we used to think like we didn't have to bathe. And now here yep. we are bathing like You every definitely day. should bathe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pineapples on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my serious one, uh, I think college should start in the ninth grade. Ooh. Okay. I think as you enter into ninth grade, like you know. College level training. College level training should start in the ninth grade. First off, we're super comfortable paying for one through 12. Mm-hmm. Right? Like America said, we're going to give you 12 grades. We then say that college costs too much money. So let's move it forward. I think that college should give you upper level math, upper level sciences, things of that nature to prepare you for your tertiary college. And when you go to college, it should only be for specifics. You should never have a year to find yourself in college. You should just be studying specific. So you should start that first year of college should be like, I'm going to be a doctor, lawyer, because you should know because you did all those, right? Okay, okay. And then in ninth grade, if you're like, hey, I'm not going to need the math in the same way that could, we should build our technical schools up and then give people the ability to go learn trades, right? Because there's some kids who know, like, I'm never going to go to college because it's all bougie, right? I don't need it. So why is that kid learning trigonometry when he could just be learning plumbing, electricians, carpentry, all those things? Because we know, because again, everyone can say that. yes. Yeah, like everyone's like, oh, I'm going to work at Google. But like, again, my HVAC goes out. I'm paying a pretty penny to have it fixed now. Right. I think that would just, that diverts a lot of problems. It stops the debt problem that is just rising up. It allows us to, again, stops the problem of having to pay, right? Like who's paying for college? Like we're just going to do it in school. It stops forcing kids to go through. It stops kids falling off because they can't hang or them getting disinterested. It gives kids choice. And then with that, we move the voting age to 21. Because then as you do that, right, we have people who have basically entered our workforce for eight years at that point. So they understand how the society works, how the information works, right? You can build a more class based off of actually existing in society. Um, because again, I think that this, like whether you vote left, right, up or down, middle, gold, green, blue, yellow, whatever. I think we had a lot of low information voters. Uh, I think that's, it worked, right? Because of Gulia too. I think that can be dangerous further. So I, uh, that makes it eliminated. But yeah, college starts in ninth grade. I'm a big proponent of that. Or maybe, yeah, I, yeah, college starts in ninth grade. Like I think at that point, like a 15-year-old knows, like the kid's never been smart, doesn't like school, never like school. Like he doesn't want – like that's fine. Like what do you want to do beyond – 
this, right? Then it's super easy to have coding camps set up. It's super easy to have very specific niche things set up, right? That are yeah. cheaper in the threshold. We just don't know how to get it to the population properly, right? But if we use that money, because again, school choice should be a school choice. I'm a school choice guy. Um, but at that level, we could administer, again, those needs, right? Those those localities, right? And then it pops up and then we could see those things. I think that would be massive. I think that starts to solve a lot of our problems, right? I think it closed a lot of gaps. Yep. Have you have you looked at any of the Scandinavian education models? Because it's, it's somewhat similar to that. Oh, so it's very, very interesting. I highly recommend looking at it. It's, it'll give you a lot to to chew on there and, and digest and, you know, regurgitate with the American sauce on top. And can I ask you just to understand for clarification, you're almost talking about like knocking out all the prereqs in those early years so that when you go on to like college, actual college, like technically technical college or whatever, you know, you're learning actual skills for that particular career. Yeah, so I think like a lot of things, for example, a lot of the sciences are unnecessary unless we're using them as platforms to get to next level math, right? For example, Mm -hmm. you would never need algebra unless you're going to culminate in in calculus because you don't really use algebra, right? Or chemistry. Chemistry, another one, right? You don't really need chemistry unless you- Jordan hated chemistry. Because it's pointless. She's like, when am I ever going to use this, exactly what she said. There's no fucking Uh point to me taking this class. Even though, joke's on her, she's baking, so it's all chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) There's a joke on you, you're baking, and it's all chemistry. (laughs) Um, But again, what did she say? (laughs) She she said, I'm reading about adding extra egg yolks to my cookies right now. (laughs) And I don't know what that's going to do to the egg yolks. I can say everything she's baked so far looks great. So I can't wait to try them. I can vouch for that. 100%. And I think, again, that focus, because again, like, why are we wasting her time with chemistry, upper levels math? Like, why are we wasting my time with history? Like, why are we like, we've all seen it, right? We've all seen the kid who's forced to go to the math class because he has to go to math class. You really only need addition and subtraction and basic multiplication to exist in society. So why not? I can't divide on paper. Yeah, why would you need to? It's like I work with fractions a- every day and like measurements and like making medical yeah. splints for people. I can't divide on paper. I don't know how to Can do you enter it into a calculator? Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I got a, I exactly. a $500 yeah. calculator. Have, turn it aside, it's scientific. Do- yes. I mean, this isn't even scientific. They call this an RPN calculator. Oh, oh. This is for like okay. running trig and all that. Yeah. But yeah. it's like three to $500 if I want to go buy an actual one. Yeah. It was $5 in the app store. I took 10th grade math three times. 100%. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Hot dog. You know? I'm terrible. I'm fucking terrible at math. That's just not think about not to interrupt you, Larry, but think <laughs> no. about all the time that we've known each other and all the things that I've said to you. Yes. Does that really seem like it would translate to mathematics? Hard no. Yeah. Man, yeah. I just I mean the only reason I did is doesn't because, work that way. Yeah, I kind of fell into a an engineering based career. I can where track. I was forced to learn this stuff. Yeah. And yeah it all made sense when it wasn't coming from a textbook and testing. It, it made sense because I could see it play out in the real world. 100%. And then all of a sudden I do trig every single day now. I, can, I love I it. Can track, I can track a government plot that goes back decades, but I cannot divide on paper. It's that, just not, it's yep. not how my brain works. And then by doing this in school, there's a lot more time for experimentation. Yep. For like, so again, like, how nice would it have been to be on your track longer? Because the problem is, like, kids are paying an exuberant amount of money yes. to mm-hmm. not do anything in their degree, and then they start right. And again, I'm accounting like t- tax guy, so like, then their ba- their uh, balance sheet has them paying out twelve hundred dollars a month 
when now they're paying for a loan that's doing nothing for them instead of buying their first home when they turn 18. So they get out, they're 18, they're qualified for a job in their scope of profession. They can think, okay, I want to go get more specific education or you get in the workforce. You're alleviated of that debt. And then when I tell you to make a $1,300 house payment, you're like, oh, that makes seems way easier when I have no other payments in the world. Like I tell my soldiers, wow. like, don't buy a damn car, save yes. money so yeah. you can buy a house. So again, I am all trying to trace back to the point where they veer off and start going down the debt route, right? Because then again, people don't use, and this is a whole nother conversation, which has brought me to college starting in ninth grade. That's the helmet to die on because I know that I get a tremendous amount of pushback because if a kid can vote at 18, then he can start thinking about his future at 15. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, you're just taking their logic and then rolling it back. So yep. that's my hill. It's always education. I believe in it. Uh, we're messing it up here. We're missing the ball. Uh, and I don't know why. Larry Dixon for Secretary of Education. I'm just saying, there's a I wouldn't make we're it. getting underneath the birthday party here, man. This is all making sense. Hey, 100%. Betsy DeVos is the current Secretary of Education. I think you can make it. <laughs> listen, listen. She, oh, I, Kamala Harris is going to repeal a lot of things uh, Donald Trump did. But yeah. Oh, yeah. the first thing they're doing that no one's talking about is Betsy DeVos. Every gain she had in school choice will be repealed instantaneously. He'll yeah. probably be in his inauguration speech, honestly. Yeah. He's and just like my first thing. Have I told you already that her brother is Eric Prince? Have we talked about this? No. That's oh, like my man. favorite, favorite, favorite Betsy DeVos fact is that her brother is Eric Prince, who used to be the head of Blackwater. Yeah. And <laughs> now and now he the whole time he's been actively lobbying the Trump administration to privatize the Afghanistan war. Yeah, her brother is Eric Prince. Her oh. maiden name is Prince. She's a, a Donald Trump all in herself. Yes. She is a yeah. you know, some of her policies they that she's put through with in this you know the department of education i don't got any qualms with i'm like super cool thumbs up yeah but her as a person that's been my delicious fact about betsy devos (laughs) now i can't even be pro school choice anymore look it's horrible she's terrible it's bad (laughs) why is everyone scummy i just need one person to be a good person like just be a good dude just just want (laughs) one good person yeah come on mother trucker uh but yeah Listen, when we run underneath the birthday party, I think we can get a lot of these things done. Oh, Oh, I think so too. Absolutely. Because we speak the people's language. Yeah. We speak everyday normal people's language. We don't church it up with a bunch of empty platitudes and just random politicking. Platitudes is a pretty big word. Yeah, I was like, crap. I think I might have (laughs) shot myself in the foot on that one. Is there anything else serious that you guys want to hit before we talk about sports for a little bit? I think I'm good. Any last no. ones? I just want to say that I fully endorse everything that Larry, Larry has said. I'm, with his I'm a big fan. I'm sold on, on the – babe, you're going to have to listen to this. Larry Hill to die on was college starts on the ninth grade. Yep. Big fan. Pretty good. Big I'm, fan. Pre- I'm, I'm pretty sold. excited about that one. I'm sold. Okay. So, sports sport. Okay. Larry, do you, do you play fantasy football, Larry? So, listen, guys. Uh, no. <laughs> so, listen. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm cursed. I'm on the mat. I'm the only person who's under the Madden curse that's never been on the Madden cover. I've won exactly. So Adrian Peterson's rookie year was the same year that Tom Brady threw for 48 touchdowns. I had Tom Brady, Randy Moss, and Adrian Peterson on one team, and I won my league going away. That was like in 2000 in like what? It's a nine? long time ago. Yeah. 100%. And I've been t- catching L's in the saddest and most dramatic ways in the final hours, like putting up an uncharacteristically like terrible – I, for example, like I drafted Larry Johnson the year he got hurt after that great year. Um, I traded, uh, I traded AB 
um, from the Steelers because I said he wouldn't be a good wide receiver. <laughs> um, so you're like you're the fantasy bellwether, man. Every league's got to have one. Somebody so, that makes the worst decisions that you know, okay, if Larry's drafting like that, I got to go this direction. No, 100%. I, am him. <laughs> I do great on quarterbacks because quarterbacks are too easy, right? You yeah. Just, yeah. They're, they're leaders. I can see leaders. Skill positions, I, I'm not a scout. And there's a reason why I make bad decisions. Zach Ertz. I also said Zach Ertz would be a bust. Now, again, I've only made bad choices. Um, I'm not a but, scout. I'm just a record holding college running back. That's just all. saying. I'm, I'm not a scout. I can't identify skill in players. Work. I'm just a skill player. <laughs> I can't. I can't identify it early. Like, when I see it, it's like, oh, I was really wrong. Like I, I love that so much. That was good. Listen, I've made oh. so many bad choices. Who else? Um, Christian McCaffrey. I said that he would be a bust. Um, don't ask me why, because he doesn't do anything poorly. Ezekiel Elliott, I was like, oh, he's too immature to play football. Then I realized you don't have to be mature to run a football. Um, what else? Uh, just like a bad – a lot of bad takes. That's a lot really of bad takes. Yeah, like you think – trying so. to make football the game you want it to be. 100%. Not, not the game that it truly is with the, the players that make it up. Let me Listen. just tell you because I had a personal moment when I watched Larry Dixon play football – Olympic high school before I even went there. Mm-hmm. There's not a world in which I thought 10 years from now I'll be talking shit to Larry Dixon on the other end of my own <laughs> fucking podcast while he sits in Oklahoma. <laughs> so that's oh, really cool. <laughs> okay, so so you don't play fantasy anymore? No, I just I so I obsess with sports. So I listen to like six hours of podcast a day on sports. <laughs> I just I've realized that you know I, I can't do I can't do that. So I don't yeah. do that. That's really I follow it religiously. How many years have you not played fantasy? This is my second year now uh, in retirement. It feels so you're good. You're still going through withdrawals. It's okay. Yeah, 100%. Like, I get really sad. Like, every time I hear you guys talk about your fantasy, I'm like, man, I should join a league. <laughs> but then I just start thinking about, like, oh, like, what would you have thought? Like, and then I'm just like, no, I'm still terrible at this. Um, when, but- when you move back here, we will hold a place for you in the league. You're welcome to join. Can't wait. This is going to be great. <laughs> people who people who are from here always end up back here. And if you're like, oh, we like Oklahoma, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You're going to end up No, back well, here. it's Wyoming. Wyoming is amazing. Listen, oh, I'm right. telling you. Jackson, Jackson, Wyoming. It's got really good hunting in Wyoming, too. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I definitely – I love – I'm so in love with the Pacific Northwest. I know. But I – politically socially cannot exist here anymore in like a comfortable fashion i don't Um, force people out but listen just when they come dude just know wyoming or tennessee will be there (laughs) well you can play fantasy from wherever but um, (laughs) yeah so we're so we're in a 14 team league right um which is it's really hard it's very difficult just i can imagine during the technical difficulties Colin is screaming about his fucking computer and I'm turning around and I'm like oh fuck because both of my starting running backs are out you know (laughs) fucking Saturday afternoon so yeah so I have to fill in for David Montgomery and Chris Carson at a you know fucking last second notice and yeah just just a rule never take a Seattle running back they're never healthy I mean and you know he's been all right it's in a 14 team league you don't get to Oh, you know, yeah. be as picky as, as you want. It's yeah, especially like you know if you if you I think I had the second pick this year, and so if you have a pick like that, there's yeah. fucking twenty two picks that happen in between. Oh yeah, this one and the next one that comes yeah. around. So I'm like, do I take Chris Carson 
or do I wait 22 picks and then see what the fuck I get when it comes back exactly. around? Like, I'm going to go ahead and take Chris Carson because the next best was David Montgomery, who's been a piece of shit ever <laughs> since. So, <laughs> so I'll have to just go ahead and take that one. Um, I'm six and three. Last week I played Chad. I beat Chad by two points yeah, because so I had w. because I had the New Orleans defense who Ooh. played Tom Brady, who had his worst fucking game of probably the yep. whole season that he'll have. His career. Sure. His career. Oh yeah, it was so horrible. He threw three picks. I think he got sacked like five times. Hundred percent. So I'm watching that game, and I mean, we watched it. I told John, I was like, I'm. I'm going to need, like, I mean, probably two or three picks on, like, several sacks for me to be able to, like, win. And Jordan has been having the roughest of years. And yeah. to top it off, Tom Brady's her quarterback, and she, like, yeah. really needs him to go off so that she can win. And I'm like, <laughs> I really need him to do horribly so that yeah. I can win. And, yeah, three picks, couple of sacks. Yep. And two points I ended up – and I text Chad – just a smiley face, and I never heard back from him. So yeah, I haven't talked to you either. Like we're not friends out there. I think that's probably. And you said yeah, you ended the up the night of uh, that game. That was on Sunday, so that was Sunday night. That yes. was the night we had the. I had my encounter with my elk up in Packwood, ah. and we had come down to the bar, and we were watching that game. And it was like after having that experience, coming back, I ended up getting a one-pound burger, which was insane, and a mountain of And the game was on. And Tom Brady was just getting his dick stomped in the dirt. Yeah. It couldn't have been more things just lined <laughs> up for the greatest day of my life. It was so masterful. We all obviously hate Tom Brady here, um, except for Jordan. Just because he was because, too good. Listen, Jordan, <laughs> what? I love Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Tom Brady. I think we'll, we'll, we'll say the first thing first. That's obvious. He's gorgeous, right? Let's start. Yeah, it's it's a man why I hate him. <laughs> But this is what – I love people who have hatred in their heart, and that's the way they play. This man thrives off of the chip off of his shoulder. Yes. Listen, you six Super Bowls. He's married to a supermodel. He he has a $350 or $150 million net worth. She has a $350 million net worth. And, I again, in the same way I love Michael Jordan for his aggressive tenacity and pettiness, I love Tom Brady. Yeah. And, again, I love people who lead organizations. And he takes – no, nobodies and turns them out into wins like everywhere he goes yeah you gotta appreciate it and i think we all don't like it for the same reason because of what russell wilson did to us on the goal line in that super bowl that we don't yeah. have to talk about too much definitely uh, the start yeah yeah it's a long list but i just like after his like third super bowl i was just like you know what i'm just not gonna hate him anymore i, I just like can't have that much hate in my heart and I right. could never and would never deny that he is potentially the greatest quarterback to ever play the game because yep. yeah. don't pick up six rings and then go to another team and start beating ass if yeah. you aren't the shit, right? Yeah. When he first left, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe Bill check. Like, it might have been – like, that might have been a big Definitely deal. Definitely wasn't. No, it's. I, I feel confident now that while he obviously had some role, that team is dog shit now, and – Cam Newton's supposed to be a fucking great quarterback, and he looks like absolute assholes in New England. So I, love, I think, I yeah, the that, six man. rings I'm going to go ahead and actually give to Tom Brady. I'm not going to – you know, there's no asterisks on those. That is what it is. Um, <laughs> yep. I, and I don't carry the same hate for him that I did before because that hate for me has transitioned to Patrick Mahomes. I think that I have – I think my thing is, like, I don't like anybody who's too, like – effortlessly good at what the fuck is going on <laughs> i think that's what might be something's wrong Patrick here Mahomes. you're way now too good like, for this yeah dude i don't want to watch you fucking sidearm sling all these fucking balls all the time and like well, i'm yeah. just gonna no look fucking left-handed behind yeah. my asshole to this fucking guy who's gonna run 40 yards for a touchdown like <laughs> yeah. i just don't 
I don't want to watch that. I'm not interested at the same deal. When he walks away with seven rings because he carries the same chip of like, I got to have more rings than Tom. Like I'll be happy for him, but I don't like him now. And I'll hate whoever replaces him as the best at the time. Jordan hated Tom Brady. And then, she said she listened to he was on Jack Shepard's podcast. Oh, um, and so she like it. listened to him talk about himself and yeah. you know personal growth and you know people hated me when I grew up and I was an underdog coming in and blah 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 blah. Listen, so, all it takes is a three hour long podcast. That's all Three hours will convince anybody. <laughs> this is I'm telling you, like again, it's weird that you would not because like, do you not like Russell Wilson or are you just clouded because he's on our team? I'm sure that some of it's clouded um, yeah, by Russell Wilson, but he also hasn't, he doesn't, he hasn't received like that recognition throughout the sport. Like these, right, so yeah. I think that's what saves it for me is yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? The fact that he's still been this good and, and that people are still like, Oh, but no MVP votes. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Like how yeah. the fuck does that happen? You know? 100%. That, yeah. So I think that's probably years. what saves him for me. And also the hometown thing. He He's the guy, you know, yeah. because I'll admit when we paid him that last deal, I mean, you know, fucking 40 million a year, whatever. I'm like, I don't, that's I don't love right. this man. Like, I don't oh. like this at all. I really don't like this. Like I recognize this is where the market is. You have to do what you have to do. You're worth dollars, but giving anybody more money than I'm like, I don't know how much money do I think I'm going to make in a lifetime? <laughs> like that makes me uncomfortable. Listen, I, I think we underpaid him. I think, I think we, we stole him. Listen, that man is carrying absolute. I don't know what our defense is, but it's not real. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. He's carrying, he's carrying us. Like it, it, it's, it's terribly disgusting. Literally the we, most yards in the history of football have been allowed by this team that we currently have now. We're yes. so awesome. Yes. This defense and, is the most yards yeah. in the history of football. And what's our record this year? Fucking six, six and two. Six and two. Yeah. I mean, we look great. And that because we got the MVP. <laughs> we have the number one quarterback on our team. Just yep. when you take holistically looking at everything, it's just unreal. DJ Matt, I'm not, again. He also name me a wide receiver he doesn't work with. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. I, you could take anybody, and that's why even Tyler Lockett is like a great wide receiver, but yeah. if you would have put him anywhere else, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. He'd just now. be a gadget guy. He would just he be would a gadget just, guy. He would be the same thing as like fucking Jerron Brown or like some dude that it is fine, and you know, and he's going to start on your team, but you, no one really knows who the fuck that is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. For years, John Brown and Jerron Brown both played on Arizona. Does anybody know what the difference is? Did anybody give a shit until John Brown went to Buffalo, started fucking kicking ass? No. You know, no I, I, don't know what, I don't know what happened with our quarterback, but he looks like a absolute amazing – or maybe it's just our defense. I don't know. I watched him play, and I was like, is this dude an MVP candidate? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be Josh something. Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen. There it is. Yes. Yeah, Josh Allen is fucking – that first year he came in and he was doing terrible, I was like, there's something about it, though. Like, I'm telling yeah. you, there's something about it. And it's, he's got it. He's like, hey, can you get your face out of my back breath? What are you doing? Hey. She's like, I'm just seeing what's up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I think six years from now, when more people have come along and they've been forced to pay people, Dak Prescott, people like that have been forced to get paid close to $40 million. It'll yeah. definitely look like we underpaid Russell Wilson, even yeah. at whatever we paid him now, you know? I think so. When the cap goes up a couple of times and we're not so uncomfortable with how much of the of the percentage of the cap it is, I think we'll be okay. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, he he could ask for fifty million and I would have been like, pay this man. 
they would have gave it to him too. It, you would have had to. You can't. What would we have been us. without him? Like, what would we have been without him? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Hard nothing. Because and with then, the with the decent schedules that we've had, you know, I mean, you can't can't you're not going to get a decent quarterback in the middle 100%. of the first round. I mean, you're not going to find another Russell Wilson in the third like we did. No. It's not. It's not going to happen. Just I think you just give him enough time. Yeah. And then he'll be recognized. Are you still – let me ask you there. Are you still a Seattle guy, or did you pick a new team when you went somewhere? No. So, again, like I said, I like leadership. I'm drawn to Russell Wilson's leadership. But I'm pretty much just a Seattle homer just because, again, I haven't really gravitated to anyone. Uh, I like college. College is, like, the only place that I have, like, an emotional connection because West Point I played there for so long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I'm pretty much a Seattle homer, and it's really good because, again, I – I always wanted to be a quarterback, but like when you're five foot two and a half, like no one's going to be like, "Hey, be a quarterback." So, I've always gravitated towards quarterbacks. So the fact that we have a great—is that really how just... tall you are? No. no, I was like, that was like that doesn't seem no. correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's> like, <laughs> you're I'm five ten, all right, dude. All right, dude. Listen, are you kidding me? Stop. Like, that you... seems impossible. Like I don't. I'm. Like, I don't <laughs> no. know. You're a terrible person. Oh, no. You're better than that. The whole time. We'll just you're you're better than that. that. <laughs> you're more. better than that. No, I'm 5'9 oh, and 7'8. Um, terrible story about that's that. 7'8. But yeah, listen, listen. The football five, will do that to you. <laughs> that's what we went to the East West Shrine game, the All Star game, and all the scouts are there. And so, like, you're in a room with like all 32 team scouts and they measure you and like everything's exact. And he guy goes, okay. And they go, so they give you unofficial between the two because they compare it and then they give it to the scouts. So they come over there, oh, okay, he's about 5'10. And then they're about to say, I'm like, yeah, five ten. And the guy stops like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Steve, Steve, Steve. Pulls him in. He's like, five, nine, seven, eights. And so they five, <laughs> nine, and seven, eights in front no. of everybody. Yeah, listen, they took it an eighth of an inch. So five, nine, seven, eights. Yeah, yeah, I have a – I'm short. I have a short wingspan. And my hands – my – I have big palms, tiny fingers. You, this is I the can stuff see they do how you. big your palms are just on yeah. fucking Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if I – whatever like punch twins. you. <laughs> yeah, see, there, you have bare – you see, you have bare palms. It's good. It's just what you want. But apparently, oh, yeah. I, have, I have tiny fingers, and apparently that means like I'm like predisposed to holding on to the ball worse. Who knows? The, the science behind Ooh. it is actually oh, listen. I've had like three. I had three fumbles and like over like a thousand characters. So I feel comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm gonna say. They it's really good break ratio. you down emotionally. They really do. They they make you physically self conscious. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's a real thing pinching um, so, all your rolls with oh, yeah. the, with the claw oh the calipers it's disgusting and then like they tell you <laughs> stuff to your face like god you have some short arms like can you talk to me like this like you don't know me <laughs> that's it's, really it. rude and then they wow. break down data and so like every scout like has your like your folder so like i was like a low guy so like, i got at the end so they pull up there there's like they pull up your like all your statistics and they're like oh yeah good you know you good season and they pull over like you don't look five nine and seven eight. You should, you should. And then you're like, dude, leave me alone. And then wow. they're just like, they're like, how do you deal with your tiny hands? And you're like, what do you mean, how do you deal? How with do you deal oh. with your tiny hands? It's super aggressive, and like, it's a little different because, like, so for me, I didn't have any felonies or things like that, which are like a big thing, right? They're just like, what? hey, we like they'll tell like we're in a group, like, hey, we're gonna backtrack background checks for you guys, so like, come forward. It's not good if you've hit like you've domestic violence abuse. And then, like, halfway through it, he looks at me. He's like, aren't you the guy from Army? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you can go. You'll be fine. And so, like, that's that's where we win because, like, I obviously – I had no – I had – my background check is milk toast, so – which is good there. But that's it's so aggressive. Funny. Like, physically self-conscious is how I would describe myself. Do they have any, like, personal information on you in they, that file? They, they spend so much money pulling all your – your personal information – 
anything that's out there they have like they, they had <laughs> they ask you anything you were surprised about no so that's what i'm saying like me but like the kid like they did ask a dude the kid went before me they're like he had a kid with like an illegitimate woman and the guy was like well i never met the woman and he was like no you met her at this place at this date in this location. oh my god and i was like and like it's super uncomfortable because you're kind of sitting there like you're all in the same room wow. together so yeah it, it's a bit so we're in a hotel because like just where we were so like you're kind of close to each other and they have a conversation and some stuff they go behind the closed doors but like some stuff they just ask you to like to see your response to it and see if you're gonna lie like they put a lot of effort and time into talent management because like you gotta think about it, like you're gonna give some of these kids like some of those kids i played with were like third round draft picks so they're like they're gonna make millions of dollars you know what right I mean? yeah. and so like you're gonna trust like millions of dollars and that's what like like the the in, interview part was super easy, right? Interview and the testing, like my Wonderlic score was great because like yeah, the Wonderlic score is super easy. By the way, don't let anyone tell you it's hard. Like, do you know what that is, Colin? No, the well, Wonderlic tell us. It's like an aptitude test yes, for to play football. Yeah, oh. until they see how smart you are. You can download it. Go take take a Wonderlic, but it'll be like seven Wonderlic? four. Yeah, seven fourteen twenty one twenty eight is five ten fifteen, and then you have to figure out the next number. And so it's 20. Oh, wow. And so, like, I do fine. Because, again, like, I do – but, like, a lot of, of guys, like, struggle on it. Like, they were nervous. But, like, again – so that's – Is what it I'm harder saying. or easier than the presidential cognitive test? That's probably, like, the same from the things that I heard from – Yeah. It's probably – No, no, no. The presidential – isn't the cognitive test, like, identify this animal? It's like they give the when Donald Trump was talking about they gave him a list of words. Yeah, and then like asked him like some questions, and so and a few minutes went by, and then they asked him what those words were again. Is it a, is it a little to, bit more involved than that? Yeah, he had. Listen, to, let's be honest. Can we raise the, the bar that he gave? We should raise the bar on that cognitive yes, test. Yes, we should. Yes. I don't need him to be a rocket scientist, but we can raise the bar. Yeah, because he was like, and I passed with flying colors. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. Of course you did. I, 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 I dear God, I would hope so. Banana, have, apple, of the orange. following dates. Which is the latest? That's June 30th, 2054, April 2nd, 2054, June 2nd, 2055, or January 6th, 2055? That's one of the questions. <laughs> See, like, uh, so what, now what, I'm nervous. That's a presidential aptitude test? No, question? this is that's the a Wonderlick Wonder test. Question. Yes. Yeah. Again, that's you'll take awesome. the Wonderlick and you'll actually be like, oh, like, like the kids who score like seven on it and they're like, oh, like, you're, you're just, you're dumb empirically. <laughs> like, you're just dumb. Like, yeah. this isn't a hard test. They and that's why I feel bad because, like, some of these kids, like, they struggle with it. Yeah. Well, football is really all they had. Like, some of these kids, like, they're, like, football is, like, all they had. Like, they're just, like, I remember – it was, like, a big thing because the FINRA guy who, like, d manages their 401Ks was a West Pointer. So, he, he just came and talked to the only other West Pointer there. And yeah. he gave – I remember he gave me his card after. He's, like, hey, just give us a call five years. Like, we have a job for you, right? And all the guys that were, like, shocked, they're, like, wait what because like again like football's all they had and so right. like when they got to see that like like i probably won't make to the nfl but i'm gonna be just fine like, like no was, no i'm in the army i'll be okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, i'm going to be okay yeah. like that's why i chose west point so i would be okay so like that was a cool moment things like that but it was an eye-opener to see how other kids live like when like because again the East Coast Shining is like not like the talented it's not where the top the, the most talent goes but to see how good they were, how hard they hit, like I could only imagine how hard the NFL is. Like my body hurts so bad. Like for a week, I just blocked massive 250, 260 pound linebackers. Oh. Hit the vans with long arms, like throw me around. Like the coolest part was a, a guy, he's a line. So I was an honorary lineman because I just was full back of block and I got hit really hard, incredibly hard. 
like I got hit so hard, like I literally was just like, okay. I don't know where I'm at. Like my head hurts. Everything's ringing. <laughs> That's and I not over good. No, no, hundred percent. But you play through it, right? So like anyone who says like football's dangerous, like I can't tell you how many times like I, I would get hit and everything would go white and like you you would wait till you could see which way you have to walk. So I'm on the ground grabbing my head. I'm just like, God, why do I play escape? And one of the linemen comes. His name was Lil John. He was six four, three hundred thirty pounds. That makes um, sense. Yeah, hundred percent. He grabs me by the back of my pads and picks me up with one hand and drops his eyes like, Come on, bud. And he just walks back to the huddle. I was like, Okay. Okay, I've never oh, been treated man. like that before in my life. He was such a big man. I'm pretty sure he plays in the NFL right now. I couldn't tell you where he's at, but the he, shit that people play through is no, no, like the hits there, like are incredibly, like just like in, it's like like at like at West Point, like you would, because like hurting your head isn't as bad as hurting your knee in the immediate, right? Because I can play yeah. through a concussion. <laughs> so like after like my shoulders would get tired and my knees would get higher, I would like take a hit with my head to save my legs so that I could play longer. Yes. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that you would do. Like, it's a weird trade-off. And, like, <clears throat> like so many drugs, so many drugs, like, all the drugs that you could ever want to take, like, took them. I've taken more Tylenol than the average human, I feel like. It's it's insane. Oh, yeah. And then you then you go to the Army where they just feed you that stuff like candy. Yeah, yo. And, like, that's probably the coolest part about the Army is, like, they give you, like, the 1,200 milligram ibuprofen yeah. that you can't buy. It's just, like, a fat pill. That you have to like cut in half and take with water. It's like yeah, like Colin knows exactly what it is. So you go to sick call, they're like, "Hey, my back hurts. There's a lot of like it's like cracking." They're like, "Yeah, just take some ibuprofen, or yep. yeah, you'll be fine." Here, have this you'll giant be. pill that's just Motrin. Motrin, Motrin. Oh, we used to call it. Uh, they call it in the Marines grunt candy. Yeah, Ranger candy. Grunt that's candy. what we call it. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Same oh, that's that. great. And that's you just really take fun. it and you just push through. Yep. It's like it doesn't really do anything. It's like fuck my liver up or my kidneys. I can't remember which done was what, but you know, none of it's good for you. The only concussion I ever got was playing football, and um, I got it like in the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then played Ooh. the rest of that, and then like, yeah, yeah, and so that's and that was in high school, so I can't yeah. even imagine what that what was so like. Terrifying. Yeah, and like now. Like looking back on it, like I don't remember finishing playing that quarter, but I remember like taking my helmet off at the end, you know. Like that's super common, like with concussions. Like there's just yeah. like a 15 minute, like couldn't just tell. like flashes, wow. like in movies where like they flash yeah. and like they move through the scene and then you like flash and move through the scene. That's pretty much how you're living your life in full. And I and I remember, I remember like vaguely like being because I was playing, I played played left end right i played dn and so i remember being no, told no. like to shift like having one of the other d linemen being like you you need to move like the linebackers calling a play and so you're supposed to shift and i'm concussed so i'm just no fucking idea staying there it's like you just go on spot over yeah and then yeah. To, yeah that's like like that's high school that's that's nothing that's so, wow the yeah. dream it's really the dream it's great those great times. It's great times. Yeah, it's a legitimate, like, that's that high caliber fun you're talking about. You're like, I yeah, hiked you all this time, and it was so terrible, and all these things happened, and it was horrible. It's like, I got my ass knocked out, and I was concussed, and it was fucking great. It and I had an great. awesome time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm sure Larry's been concussed more times than he would ever like to even try and count up. Yep. That's <laughs> But I made it through, so that's fun. Yeah. Do you know how many concussions you've had? I don't know how many, right? Because it's like tough. Like some are severe. I can. I've had Several. over ten, over t- easily over ten. Like uh, easily uh. ten that like I can like vividly remember getting hit and then just like like just like star like literally like stars or like you like everything goes white and then, like <laughs> you're like oh or like being on the, the bottom of the pile just like like I never I don't think I've ever cried playing football but 
Uh, I've definitely, I've had my moments easily over 10. If I had to guess like throughout my entire career, probably somewhere between 20 and 30. You ever worry about that stuff catching up later on? Yeah. Considering, you know, CTE and all that now. I think now the more I learned again, I think I was a low information football player. And then I definitely think I was in the pile of 20 year olds who thought they were invincible. Oh yeah. That was definitely me. Like I was like, I'll be, I'll be the kid who makes it. So like, I don't think I took it seriously enough. Like if I ever have a son, I don't think I'll let him play football. Like, that's definitely something I think about all the time. Like, In God, any I capacity? Hope. I don't know. I go back and forth on it, right? Because I just – I feel like as soon as you start playing flag, it's a gateway drug to tackle. I'm just like, God, do we yes, really yeah. want to do this? Like, do, I think we can give you something better than this. Like, go play golf. Go play golf. <laughs> go play golf. It's <laughs> like – Man. It, and so that, that's probably like the one thing where, like, I'm just like, I feel like, okay, I think I'm fine. I don't think I have it many. I think – when I die and my brain is scanned, I think that will be interesting. But I think I'm fine. Cut it up into slices yeah. and see. Yeah, it. and then we really see what's going on up there. I'll definitely donate to, my body to that. Yeah, we need to get Larry's on that four-sigmatic train and get him drinking some chaga mushrooms and stuff every day just to make sure you got Ooh, as many of those. Sigmatic uh, mushrooms? Sean oh, Stevenson dude. was talking about that. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm on the four-sigmatic train. Is it four-sig? Yeah, four-sigmatic. There it is. And it's great, man. Everything from coffee to hot cocoa, chai tea, and now they even get into these little shots. Um, these little shooters. I thought I had one sitting around. But they're like pre-mixed little, uh, you know, energy shots or focus shots. They got a great one for immune support. Ooh. There you go. Okay. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag <laughs> not an ad. Yeah. Unfortunately. For Sigmatic, if you want to pay me, go ahead. Yes. Uh, no, man, that's great, man. And it's we're open it's to advertisers. Awesome. I'm I'm super into like the the neuro what are they called neurogenesis neurogenics something like that stuff that helps like repair your neurons and shit. And I mean, I'll check it out. I need pathways. a new coffee anyways. Oh, definitely money. Okay, was well, there anything else that you guys want to pack in here at the end? I think we're legit. Any closing? No, I think thoughts? we're good. Yeah. Okay, with that, I forgot to fucking plug it at the beginning of the show because I was fucking got so goddamn excited. Um. We can go and hit this line. We'll do the socials again. Obviously, if you're watching this, you've been watching it on our YouTube at Salt of the Streets. You can find the clippies, the shorts on yeah. our Instagram at Salt of the Streets. We have our Facebook at Salt of the Streets. We have our fucking website, saltofthestreets.com, where you can find all this. We have our personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter, Salt of the Streets on what's that one parlor parlor uh, and yeah. alpaca underscore donald on instagram calling is at big bird off on all those things larry is uh capital l the whole the whole thing that we went through earlier larry the tax larry guy, the larry tax the guy. guy with if the you look it up between them yeah i think that you'll be able to tell which one yes. is larry yeah. and which one is not if yep. you're only listening to this larry's a large black man yeah look for a profile picture that looks something to that it's it's me you'll you find your face for oh yeah it's 2020 that's not racist I'm just kidding. She 2020, everything's like racist, bro. Come on. Yeah. No, I'm just – no. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, with that, we can hit the closing line and start a new series of closing lines, right? So um, this one is – Larry, I don't know if we talked to you about this last time. We may have not even done it, but usually the last line of the podcast is – I was picking series of shows before that I was picking random lines from, and then anybody who figured out what – the show it was from would get a free t-shirt and i decided yeah. that i didn't want to do that anymore so i'm just going to pick different shit that i watched this week so this line is from a movie or a tv show that i watched this week okay. um, and it's one that i really enjoyed whoever finds it out gets a free t-shirt i have never sent you guys t-shirts anyway i need your address and i will send you and your wife t-shirts now i'm going to send you fucking sweatshirts because it's winter time yeah 
But I'll yeah. do the same. Yeah, I got yeah. some Atlas gear now. So yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, realize that was gear. your sweatshirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking 100%. gear swap, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Gear swap. Okay, so this line is from something that I've been watching this week. I made a rule that the AC repair school has to act like a regular school. And I can do that because I'm their messiah. Bow to the... Shun the non-believers. <laughs>